Lord. Damn time. You know, you know, it's just so fitting. It's so fitting that we're doing a black interracial power hour and you come CP time. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Hi, How are Greg. you doing today? Um How are you? I'm dandy, man. Good th- Same here. Good things. Same good here. I will say I was listening to the show that you and Paco did earlier today when my phone was working. Um, great show, a- absolutely fantastic show. You enjoyed uh, it. It's nothing but. I- of course I did. Come on now, it's you. But <laughs> man, like, yeah, man, I- I- those things. I think. Yeah, I-, I think you and I might be the hardest working podcasters on planet Earth right now. Like. Closing out 2019 with a bang. Like, obviously, you you got like 1,300 episodes, but lies. <laughs> hey, all I'm, all I'm gonna say is my app. When I see if she gets it, that shit says 1,263, which means you oh, have, you have a lot of shows. Yeah, I, I'm gonna send you the screenshot because I'm not lying about that. It literally says 1,263. Like, numbers from because I don't count. Like, I'll have episodes on there that I don't count as episodes because it'll be like. I'm doing this for this. And then I have some on there that I'll count towards the season. So when you guys see those numbers, it'd be everything. Oh, no. I- I'm serious. Let me let me see if I can actually find it while we're oh. actually on the phone. So as that I egg- look at the phone, it's... I'm definitely going to screenshot this because you, you aren't going to believe it until you actually see it for yourself. But it's definitely, I think it said, what, 1,273. So you are almost at 1,300 episodes. Now, you only count like 600 plus right now, but you are definitely at, oh, no, it lied. Okay, so clearly now you're at 630. What happened? Maybe they counted it twice or something? Either way, you, you have over 600 episodes, my friend. 600 and what, 30? <sighs> The 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 inner challenge be um that's how you get black when you be like be uh just like trying to see what I haven't spoke on that people need help with that are people like out struggling with so I try to get those topics on because all the mainstream topics are so easy um so yeah man but I enjoyed that episode last night with Paco it was like just so mm-hmm. much. That needed to be oh, said, yeah. and I just hate this whole idea that people today feel like you gotta be in a relationship to have something to say, and you don't. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate that. Like, I, I'm I have my own personal take on it that I agree with you on, and Paco as well. I, I, I just mm-hmm. don't say it because you know people be like, "Well, you marry, like, what the fuck? You you can't." Have yeah, it. I'm like, you know what? I, I just ain't gonna say nothing. It's like the people in relationships they can't say anything and the people who aren't in relationships they can't say anything but the people who are asking the questions are the people who honestly don't have a say so either so it's like nobody can say nothing but everybody got an opinion so yep it, it's crazy um dang like when's the last time we recorded monday i think good good grief um listen listen don't act cuz it's going to be back to back soon very soon yeah it, very soon in like 24 hours um I want to say, first and foremost, shout out to everybody who is in the room. Um, anybody who is in here, like, they have the applause there for, you know, we're going to call that make it clap. I, I like the term make it clap. So I need you, if you're in here right now, I need you to make it clap. I need you to put the emojis up. Clap if you're listening to us. More importantly, if you are enjoying the content, past or present, go ahead and just leave us the claps. Don't leave. Just right. leave us the claps. So, right. like, w- w- would you like to lead us into the show, though? Because 
Um, this is you. You wanted this. You asked for it. Anyway, would you like to lead us in prayer? Yes, I will. Yeah. I would like to thank the Lord for bringing us here today. Welcome to Loud Mouth. Oh, my. <laughs> my name is Sham from She Gets a Pod, um, Cozy Moon Podcast, and one of three members of So What Page Beyond B. I am here to um, partner with Greg with the Content King. Um, so, Greg, on here from Young Black and Bothered, introduce yourself. Hello. Um, thank you for, you know, being my co-host in Loud Mouth Stereo. More importantly, I ain't shit and I will not be shit, especially on this show. Um, this, this episode, I, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. You and I talked about it maybe like two and a half months ago. So yeah. it, it's, it's long overdue, um, but it's perfect timing with everything going on in like, you know, the political mm-hmm. world with, you know, Kamala. Like, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, um, I was Googling. I was like, what kind of disclaimer can I put tonight before I start talking? And I couldn't find it. But what I will say is I am from two parents who society would consider mutts um, by ethnicity. Being that they're made up of different ethnicities, um, my family right now looks like the worldwide encyclopedia of culture. Oh my lord! So I don't feel, I don't feel super um, closer to being black. I don't feel super closer to being white. I don't feel super closer to being West Indian. I don't feel super closer to being uh, Irish or Italian or Jewish. I feel like tonight I want to respect everyone because my family, my relatives are everyone. Um, my nieces, my nephews, they're a part of every, almost damn near every culture on earth. And um, I'm not discriminating against anyone tonight. Um, you know, uh, Greg is is married uh, to a white woman he loves that he cares for she cares for him they have a beautiful baby girl and he will not take the disrespect tonight so therefore don't come on here with any foolery tonight um we just want to talk about a topic that needs to be talked about and i'm happy that uh the election has swayed in the direction it has swayed into because you might see these discussions more you know, more often by more people who never thought to have the discussion. And um, we're attacking in a great way, in a educational way, interracial um, topics. We're going through family topics. We're going through Black power topics. We're going through um, slight slavery-esque, where did that come from topics. We're going through colorism topics. Um, and we're going through skin complexion topics, which brings us to who we have in office. Um, because today a lot of people may say Kamala is not black enough. People will say, oh, she's a white man, so she can't understand, possibly understand what comes of being a black woman or what happens with black men. And, uh, that's so exhausting to to not feel like neither side of of your uh, multiracial background you can gravitate towards, and I know a lot of people feel that today. 
um, a lot of people feel one-sided where um, black people really don't take them in um, their white side or their um, uh, let's say Hispanic heritage side doesn't take them in whoever they are, whatever mixture they are. I think at the end of the day, we need to remember that we are human beings. So um, I think that's the disclaimer that I'm going to give tonight. Mm. I don't think they need disclaimer. We're going to say what we're going to say. And if you are offended, you're probably offended because you haven't heard proper information or you've heard proper information and you didn't take it in. It didn't register. And more importantly, you just didn't care. Um, but the thing is, you're going to hear it tonight. Yeah. That's how I feel. Sure. All right. Um, we're talking about everything interracial and we will not allow any hate or disgusting mm-hmm. views to be freely shared on this show. Um, any outbursts you have, please keep it to yourself. Um, if you would like to question something, please question something on topic so we can stay on topic. Um, we do appreciate any listeners. We do appreciate you sharing the show on your Twitter feed, on your Facebook feed. Um, we do appreciate your um, voice notes that you drop so you can drop them. We will check them from time to time. Try to be like more often checking them throughout the show. But um, if you hear anything and you're lost, please start from the beginning because we don't want to go back to what was said, what wasn't said. We just want to continue the flow of the show. Exactly. All right. So with that being said, what do you deem as being interracial, Greg? Um, I mean, for me, interracial means that you, like for me or just anybody in general, like you had a relationship or you are having a relationship with someone who is not your foundational like ethnicity. So if you are a black man and you're dating a white woman, that is considered interracial. If you are a, you know, a Hispanic Latino individual and you're dating someone that is not of that, you know, ethnicity, then yes, that is an interracial relationship. Um, There's for me like a little divide in it because people who would consider themselves to be biracial or, you know, they have parents that are, you know, I'm black and I'm white at this, you know, Mm -hmm. they themselves are black and white. They could still be in an interracial relationship because the person that they are with is somehow in that, like that small, like caveat or window of an interracial relationship. But all in all, if you, whatever you decide that you are, like, if you know for a fact, like my daughter, she is a black woman. Yes, her mom is white, but she is a black woman. It's just, you know, how like genetics work. So when she goes out and she says that she is a black woman, whenever she is of age to end up dating and she ends up marrying a man, if he is white, if he is any other eth- you know, ethnicity, that mm-hmm. is considered an interracial relationship. Correct. And then you have where people get confused if I, being that I have two Jamaican parents um, that were born and raised and came here as immigrants, they had the alien ID. Some people know about the alien ID. That's exactly what was on the ID, alien. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, okay? Mm-hmm. But if I dated or married or had kids with an American Black person, meaning 
They know of no other place to be home. They were born and raised here. Their generation before was born and raised here. Uh, my kids will be multicultural, but they are still considered under that umbrella of being black. Because to be black or what society claims you to be African-American, um, you have to have some type of descent coming from Africa, the continent, um, which is fine. But um, a lot of people, mostly people from the islands, don't claim black because it doesn't tell you heritage. It doesn't mean anything. If you go to Jamaica and you say, they ask you what you are and you say black, they're going to look at you like you're stupid. If you say you're an American, they're going to look at you like you're stupid. Or they might assume, oh, you're from foreign. That's what they call it. Call it. Or um, they might call you a, a, a Yankee is what they might call it. But every other country identifies with where is your family from originally um, as, as identity? When you come to America, you're a color. You're a crayon, okay? Um, it's stupid, it's dumb, but that whole society um, claim on what you are is very like, what do we put on the news if we're looking for a suspect? And it's what does your skin color um, remind us of, oh, it reminds us of a black person. You know, mm-hmm. if, if your daughter grows up with a uh, lighter skin tone, maybe she'll be able to be deemed both some places. Maybe people might see her as more white, but her parents are biracial. Um, so it's just, it's just a tricky thing here in America by having um, two different parents from different races is more so now on your skin tone to to you know decide what privileges you might get or what privileges you might get away with because I have people in my family where their skin tones were quote-unquote fair is what they call it and some places in the south where they traveled in their younger days they got passed off as white mm-hmm. which helped them because nobody knew they were black And that's a tricky thing to get caught up in because you kind of get to pick whenever you want to play both sides. And um, it's it's just a tricky thing. But um, on the web, they say interracial is being both or involving two different races, which is fine. Mm -hmm. To me, I would like to know what is wrong with being interracial. The first interracial couple on TV was in the 1950s. 70 fucking years ago, okay? And people are still out here cutting the fuck up over it. Whether it's a black, quote-unquote, Haitian slash Negro breakdown, or white origins of Europe, Middle East, or North Africa, because there are white people in North Africa. Um, Whether you're Asian or Hispanic, Spanish origin, or it could be... Um, when you're Asian, you could be Far East, Cambodian, uh, from China, Korea. Um, I'm still trying to understand how to approach a person who I know is from the Far East and ask them in a polite, respectable manner, are you Chinese or Korean? Because just like 
um, West Indians, if you mistake a Jamaican for a Haitian, they might want to fight you. If you mistake a Haitian for Jamaican, they might want to fight you because they they take where they're from a bit more with pride. So um, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like how do I approach this because you know my youngest brother he's married to um, a Korean American woman. And they have four beautiful kids. And he has a daughter who he um, created with a Dominican woman. And it's, it's like at the end of the day, they all have to identify with the black. Because this is the world that they live in. This is the, the country that they live in. Um, if they were in, in, in Asia, I don't know what that would be. I feel like it would be the same thing. Um, and there are they would be treated as an interracial family because they are mixing two races. My issue is why are people so bothered? That has always like, not only has it bothered me seeing people be bothered, it's more so like, since when do people have opinions on what other people do with who they live with and love? Um, In America, it just sucks to know. uh, (laughs) an example like you know for us like we just knew for a fact that you know we love who we love like she loves me i love her and mm-hmm. it's just simple like it's just that like we are together because of that there's no well i like you because you're black or you know i've you know i've been scorned by black women before like it, it's not that like i like you i love you i care for you we're together and that should just be it um right. however there are a lot of people who think the complete opposite but instead of just taking a answer that is just an answer it's like a yes or no question and people have to have like you know a right in you don't have to have a right in for something so i've heard people do like these mental gymnastics with like interracial dating they say well i'm not racist uh i just think that we all should stay separate but then those are the same people who want equality you can't have both like some things is like yeah. you're purposely putting yourself out there to be worse then you have the people who say shit like mixed race kids have no identity. Here's the thing. The only people who give that idea out aren't the people who are of mixed race. It's people who have never even put themselves in a position to do that. That's why you end mm-hmm. up having families, you know, like say, for example, there was a girl that, you know, I dated once upon a time. Um, she was a Retrian, and she told me like, oh, we could date like, you know, we could hook up or whatever. The issue was she could never bring me home because that's something that her family says that. You, you have to marry a man of your kind, a man of your color. I'm like, wow, like, not only did it fuck me up, it, it just literally, like, it left, like, a sour taste in my mouth when it came to, like, you know, I would never want to be that person that I have to identify my, like, love for someone because mm-hmm. my mother and my father felt like that's what they wanted me to do. So that's, like, another one. And then um, people who say they don't look like their parents. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what does why, that why can't it just be you, like? Like, basically, people say, well, and they don't look like their parents. So say, like, for example, my daughter, like, she has, for me, she has some of my looks. She has some of her mom's looks. She's also a fucking newborn. She's going to end up changing, you know, and evolving. But a lot of people who say, you know, it's just interracial kids that do that. And you know what? That might be what makes interracial kids or, you know, just kids in general special. Because what happens if you ugly? Like, you you have an ugly identity, not a look, but just, like, oh, go ahead. I have, you know, two girls and mm-hmm. their complexion to their hair, to their features. Um, it's people try to tell me what they are 
as if I can't speak for mm-hmm. myself. People try to tell me, yeah. no, her father has to be white. Look at her hair. Or people, even if I take her to daycare and someone is new, they'll whisper to the daycare people, is her dad white? Mm-hmm. Girl, if you have a question, ask me. No, both of their fathers are born and raised in America, unfortunately. And 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 no, but do they have uh, a gene pool of mixed races? Hell yeah. And it, it could come through on your kids. And you're, you could have kids that look nothing like you. You could have yeah. kids that have your great-great-grandfather's eyes or your great-great-grandmother's hair. And you just like, okay, this is my kid. I, I know for sure she dropped out on my pussy. This is definitely my kid. And exactly. I think people need to be appropriate about how they ask questions about that. Yeah. For me, like, I've always, like, been taught that, like, love knows no color. Like, we, you know, we grew up with the, you know, the history books, and we learned that, you know, we should love each other because if we don't love them, they won't love us, right? But then, like, we grow up and we become, like, teenagers and young adults, and then we're like, well, you know, we need to stay with our own tribe. And, you know, anybody who dates outside of their race is a self-hater. But it's like, how are you self-hating by trying to, like, you're still going to be who you are. Your kid is still going to be who they are, and they obviously have your blood in them. But mm-hmm. you just have like this identity where it's just to me, it's like it's unnecessary challenges that come with interracial dating. And that's why a lot of people don't do it because they don't like being challenged. They like being put in a box where it's like, hey, this is the norm. But honestly, we're in a position now, especially in 2020, where a lot of the shit that we were used to that were considered the norms, the shit ain't normal mm-hmm. no more. So you yeah. start seeing people go and say, you know, I want to date outside of my race. I want to date, you know, you know, I'm a lady. I'm a, you know, I'm a guy. I want to date, you know, my gender. I want to date inner gender. And people do that stuff. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, for me, it just hurts that a lot of the things that we're talking about that people are upset about, it all boils down to, like, tradition. People are like, oh, well, traditionally, like, your mom's black, so your dad should be black. And it just goes. Who's that, but that's the thing, like the people that you and, you know, you and I have, I won't say had conversations with, but the people that we see say these things are on like social media. They're saying this and just making a complete ass out of themselves because they're saying it because either they're hurt, they're broken about it. And you might have people who have grown up in an interracial like family. They might have a white dad and a black mom and their entire life they've been like identified as, you know. Who is she? Well, she, she, you know, she thinks she thinks she's white. She's not black. Or you know what? He's black at the end of the day. You know, he, a, a, what is it called? Like a drop of black still black. And in in case that is true, however, like there are a lot of people who honestly take the opinions of others who have no like no dog in the fight, but they insist on listening to them. And you can't listen to people who are just ignorant as fuck. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people. Uh, push their fears onto other people and um, I hate that when people think interracial couples or they put in a a post or article is always black and white or white and black there are way more racial couples than that but I feel that is the most controversial one for America as if we don't have a, a, a country full of mixed ethnicities and i'm i don't i don't mind that back in the day the idea for black people were marry and make children with someone that's blackity black like you because we're outnumbered um we need more 
We need to be a stronger race. Okay. I understand that because there was so much against us. There's still so much against us now, but I feel like just like, um, white racist people back in the day were like, you marry white, but you can fuck black if you want to, if you own the slaves or if you, um, choose to, or, you know, secretly having sex with someone of a different race was like a kink. Like, I don't like people that's like, oh, I talk to an Asian because I have a thing for Asians. I think that's disrespectful. I don't like people who say, oh, I, you know, I talk to black men because I heard this or I have a thing for black men, but I would never marry one or I would never make kids with one. I feel like that's disrespectful. And I feel like Mm -hmm. people really need to check themselves because we all know that things happen. And imagine someone who had a kink for another race just for fun and giggles. Mm -hmm. And happen to have a child, which this has happened. And then mm-hmm. you, by default, you have this child and you see this child, but you deeply hate this child. You hate this child because of who they are. And you raise this child to hate pieces of themselves. And then they go on and turn into adults and spread their fucking hate because that's how they were created and 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 raised to hate parts of themselves and then they pour that into other people with comments they pour that into other people with views and ideals that don't make no fucking sense and i think it doesn't matter what culture background you come from what race background you come from as long as you have two parents that's willing to share your history as long as you share your history with your daughter and your wife shares her history with She'll be with your daughter. She'll be fine. The issue is nobody really wants to have an honest discussion about how fucked up uh, white Americans over Mm -hmm. decades and centuries treated every other ethnicity. Nobody wants to have that discussion. They think, oh, I had nothing to do with it. That was years ago. That were people that looked like me before me. I'm talking about now. But we have to talk about the people years ago that looked like you. Because Mm -hmm. the laws, the policies, the, um, the thinking in corporate America is deemed from how people like that thought. Yeah. And just to piggyback from what you're saying, like, what I've noticed in, like, my like years of living like whenever i hear someone say something about like interracial marriages i'm i'm going to put this on white people for a moment because that's where i hear it from the most um and the reason why i hear it is because it's not just interracial marriages or relationships it's just anything interracial they they have categories of like sex and stuff like that that they feel as though it's it's just bad but here's the thing um when they see things like that they see a white woman and a black man or you know of any like color or creed together that don't mix they're not the same thing um they see that as immoral but the issue with calling things immoral is that there has to be a victim um interracial mm. or you know children and relationships there ha- there's no victims there like there's a man and a woman there's you know a intergender relationship and then there's the outcome of a child and that's what happens nothing about that is immoral but people try to find the bad in something that is positive not only are you blending and you know creating something that once wasn't like it just it makes sense to me that it should just be that way instead of people making it seem like it's so immoral to you know 
not be with this person because your whole family is Italian or your entire family is white. So why would you want to go out there and do that? Like you're going to ruin the legacy of the family. Like, wait, well, clearly the family's legacy is fucked up if that's your way of thinking. Like, because what happens when like you are the last of you? Mm-hmm. Like if you were the last of your race, like what are you going to do? Are, are you just going to say, you know what? I'm going to have sex with my cousin. I'm going to have sex with my sister or something. Like, But that's what you, you a don't. lot of people did back in the day when they wanted yeah. to, um, when they didn't want to hire outside of their family to keep their wealth up, they kept it in the family for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Of course they did. And those are the people they, that farm. Those are the people that took care of the house. Those are the people that uh, looked at the business. Mm-hmm. But that's why you end up having movies like The Hills Have Eyes and shit like that. Like you, that's and, and you know that's supposed, yeah. yeah, no, no bullshit. Like you know when you know it, it's just it's not even a genetics thing at that point. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying when I hear people say, you know what, I would much rather fuck my cousin than fuck like a woman that I meet or a person. You're like, wait, like you do realize not only is that your same blood, like that is your fuck. That's a family member. Like, what type no. of recycling is that? Yeah. So so when your kid has fucking three nostrils and you're trying to figure out why, like that's why. Like some things like aren't meant to be. Like right now, if you know like say for example, you and I were the last two people on planet Earth, right? Yeah. And we knew for a fact that we had to further the race. I can't go and you like, should go and say, you know off. what? Yeah, like like well, yeah, like you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and fuck a goat because that's what <laughs> like what? You, it's like you realize you could further the race right now, but then somebody, somebody, I guarantee you, they're going to say, well, you know what, if you and her have sex and then they have kids and then it just goes down that bloodline. Yes, it does. That's a little bit different from going and saying, you know what, there are a populace, there is a populace of 50 to 100 million people on planet Earth. And you say, you know what, out of the 99.9% of people on planet Earth, that little point one that just happens to be my sister, we're going to get it on. That right there, not only is it disgusting, um, there's actually words for that. There's crimes for that. Um, But more importantly, like, you know, if you want to love who you're going to love, cool. I would just prefer you to honestly, not love on someone who came out of the person that came out of your mom. You know, just, uh, yeah. But you know what the crazy Somebody's part? Definitely. Generations and the, the don't don't tell nobody my business generations. Uh, let me have a mm-hmm. family over here. Generations, I don't want to share shit. Put it this mm-hmm. way. I know my mom's side of the family, but I don't know my father's side of the family to the point where I'll be able to know them by face. I'll be able to know their names. I'll be able to know if like that's my neighbor because our families today are so fucking disconnected um, by yeah. generation that there are probably a lot of people out here married to their sister, married to their yeah. cousin, married to their auntie. Mm-hmm. Their uncle, and they don't know because the value of what it is to know your history as a family is completely annihilated unless you come from a family that has not been disrupted by um, America's fucking virus of racism. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to find. That's hard to find someone who has a family that knows where their family was during times of slavery where their family came from, what village uh, their family came from, what native language they had. Black people that live in America rarely know what their first language was as their family. They don't know. 
We don't have one. Mm-hmm. So to really me, it's, you have to um, know your history. And if you don't know your history, you have to do it a, a service to your kids' kids to find out because every um, ethnicity by genes, by science, has certain diseases um, that are more common for that particular mm-hmm. uh, ethnic ethnicity or that race Absolutely. or you know um black people more so have sickle cell a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even know if they have a history of sickle cell and they just out here oh she cute he cute be fucking and mm-hmm. boom your child has this horrible horrible disease that people do live with but it is completely like crazy what people go through that have this um, mm-hmm. and I feel like we just need to know ourselves more and it, before we create children with other people know if like their fucking family is racist as fuck mm-hmm. but like you rather speak with people yeah a lot of people just honestly they don't mind being racist it's cool for them because that's all they know like they they had those cult movies and stuff like that where people like families uh, like the Mansons and shit like that like half of the people that work a part of the Manson family weren't like born and raised a Manson. It was just people that they took, you know, and they built that cult together. And then as a result, like that shit happened, you know, the murders and mm-hmm. things like that. But that's something that was instilled in them. And just like the families who were racist and stuff like that. I know people are like, well, y'all are talking about racist, but honestly, that's where it stems from. Like the fact that we're talking interracial and then there are races who actually hate the fact that there could be an evolution. Now, I'm not saying two people that are different races evolve because I don't want people thinking, oh, well, if you have a mixed race kid, then all of a sudden is that the evolution? No, it's progress, though, because it just shows that, you know what, you don't have to just be with the people in your neighborhood. Imagine if like everything was zoned out where you and, you know, you and Georgia, you can only date people in Georgia or only date people. Yeah, like. People would actually be really fucking pissed at the bubble that they put themselves in. And when it comes to interracial, oh, trust me, I, I already know about Georgia. I know. Listen, don't do it to me. I, 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 trust me, I would n- I would never wish that harm on you when it comes to dating in Georgia. However, DC is just as bad. That's why you know when I oh, tell shit. people you know to date who you date and love who you love, like I, I mean that shit, like. Luckily, by the grace of God, like, you know, the wife and I, we've never been put in that situation where we've gotten, like, awkward side eyes from, like, black women or, you know, mm-hmm. white men or something like that. Because I, I want to say it's kind of, it's not even taboo anymore. It's just like, okay, like, okay, as long as they out here just flunk. After we take these voice notes, because I have a thing with this that I don't like. Go ahead. I have a question. Um, How do you guys feel about Black Black Lives Matter? No, um, we'll talk. We talked about that in the past, but we're not going to talk about that tonight because we don't want to segue. But uh, yeah, we'll talk well, about that. Voicemail. Yeah. How do you feel on Black Lives Matter? The topic, as far as police brutality. I just tuned in, but since you guys are talking about interracial people, I am a third black and half Mexican, but I'm not considered Mexican and black from either parties. So I wanted to know your take on that. That's oh, um, oh. That exactly. Yeah. I think that what you just asked, <clears throat> why do people kind of care about those type of things? I think it's 
And I've said this about a lot of other topics too, and I think it does apply to a lot of different aspects of life. Nowadays, a lot more people are taking everything that they see personally. And so, for example, if they see someone of their race dating someone else that is not of their race, they take it personally and now they're saying they feel maybe betrayed or they feel like you're betraying your race. So maybe you're like selling out. Like there's a lot of different things because they're taking it personally when it literally has nothing to do with them or maybe the color of this other person's skin. But because they're taking it personally, it's now it's somehow, it somehow has to do with respect and now they disrespect you or they do not respect you or respect you less than because of your choices. Mm-hmm. When it comes to people trying to like pre like prejudge what people's races are, it seems like they kind of throw out like that seventh grade science class out of the window because I don't know about anyone else, but in seventh grade I learned that genes are random and that they can skip generations. Like, did any did no one else <laughs> take that class? So, like. That's like seventh grade science. And it's like when it comes to them, it's like there's no way you can have like black features or I guess, quote unquote, black features and have like blue eyes or, you know, hazel eyes or um, a specific type of hair texture. Technically, it's possible. So just because you don't remember seventh grade doesn't mean that their parents are lying to you. Mm -hmm. For sure. M3, 3-3. That's how people have always felt about interracial dating. Always. It's always been a thing for centuries. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely agree. Um, um, do you want to answer Miss Marshall about the, I think she said she's the third black Mexican. I, I want to say she said white was the third. Um, that yeah. has to suck. No. People, oh, I, and I, that's why my issue where um, maybe one side of the race that you are doesn't want to claim you and your other side doesn't want to claim you. And I feel like it's ignorance on both sides. Like, I feel like um, Black people can't be mad at uh, prejudice from a certain culture and then turn around and be like, you better not date no white man or you better not have no um, nobody Asian or you better you better do this. Like, who are you to dictate who somebody can fall in love with, grow with, bond with, make a family with, um, when you can have somebody that looks like j- just like you, you can have somebody who seems like they're a good person and treats you like shit, treat your kids like shit. And the only re- thing, the only reason why you're together with this person is because society says you better not be with nobody that does not come from your background. And to think about how many uh, people who were here, not by will, um, on plantations, um, known to be basically uh, a plantation owner or a slave owner's plaything, have a child. That child's dependent on that complexion, is able to go in the house and maybe learn to read with the other children or they they don't have to be in the fields but if their skin is darker they need to be in the fields and all of this just negativity and creating so much division 
with us. Like we didn't ask to be raped. And I, and, and, and my question about that um, is uh, white people of Europe thought um, dappling into like fucking Native Americans and raping them was something cool to do, but never wanted to claim their kids. And I don't know if Native Americans were welcoming of claiming those children either, but that's the same type of issue. It's kind of like, what do you do with these children that did not ask to be here? The same thing with white people of Europe who thought um, capturing uh, black people and torturing them and raping them and having African slaves that were stolen and owned, then turn around and allowed uh, Africans to bear their children and hate their skin. Having people come from hate from their skin, from who they were. And then we have to deal with colorism amongst ourselves as black people because of ignorance. And I'm related to a few Jamaicans who still willingly willingly bleach their skin because they feel like bleaching their skin will make them more accepted in society. And unfortunately, those people are healthy, alive, living today, but that ignorance is still in their mind. And unfortunately, I cannot introduce my children to them because I don't want that thinking in my kids' mind where they feel like their skin is going to dictate if they're better or not. I feel like that's a lot of self-hate. I don't even want that to be around my children, which brings me to my next question. Do you think slaves and white people through the fuckery of slavery found any love and compassion for each other, but didn't outwardly share it because it was looked down upon? Absolutely. Um, I think that there were a lot of, um, there, there was a lot of what was the term uh, like white saviorhood or white saviors that you know mm-hmm. the the slave owner or someone who worked at like you know the plantation or something like that they may have fallen in love with that the, the black woman that they had to see that had to cook for them that had to clean for them that you know literally that they raped that they ended up falling in love with and in small cases i'm sure that the women that they raped fell in love with them as well now i'm just mm-hmm. saying this i don't know it to be a fact i'm just going off of honestly the way that they paint our slavery movies which i'm personally tired of where every slave movie always ends up having a white savior to like give us that vision of you know what yeah it was you know it was really fucked up for black people but you know what there was at least that one white person that helped him out and it's like wait is is that what we're supposed to get is that what we're supposed to believe and more importantly is it true so for me i personally do believe that yes there were some white people that loved the black people that they just treated like shit and i'm sure that there were black people that loved them as well and they wanted to be them because they saw it as hey if i can get them to love me then you know what i will be better off my family will be better off and you know what we may be able to escape this hellhole that we're living in right now and true to form Look at 2020. We've been Mm. saying that since 2016. You know what? We Mm. we just want to get rid of the pain. What's the best way to get rid of the pain? Some people thought like, you know, the Kanye's and shit like that of the world thought, you know what? It's better to join them because we can't beat them, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where that all ties in. It's like, you know what? It just might be better to just join them. But honestly, sometimes it's not. Some people are just who they are. And for me, I just see that. I just see a lot of people just being exactly who the fuck they were. 
Yeah. And I understand that American black people wanted to have their own businesses, their own homes, their banks. They wanted a stake in their land. Um, Mixing races would make it less of a quote unquote black power thing, because that's what we wanted. We wanted independence after slavery and segregation. um, And we wanted like a stake in something to say that this is ours. This is from family. But we had corporations and systems that came against us when they said, okay, you free. We had banks that would deny loans for us to have our crops, which then would lessen our money for us to own our homes that we we are horribly backed up on our mortgages. So we lose our land and we lose our house. We had um, so many times all over the United States uh, where the government partook in like bombing and and killing groups of black people who had businesses and and homes and banks and didn't need any outside race in order to do great in life. And then here we are in 2020 having a whole bunch of different ethnicities tell us that we're lazy and if we just um, get on the same page, maybe we'll have something of our own. You could go to every major city in fucking United States and there's a Chinatown. You could go to every major city in fucking United States and there's, um, you know, a, a t- little Italy. OK, um, mm-hmm. in um, New York, why I love it so much is that there are certain blocks where there's everything Ethiopian food clothing, um, stores, uh, pottery, everything for this culture is here. You go um, in Manhattan, there's blocks and blocks and blocks of Hasidic Jews owning jewelry stores and having long lines in jewelry. You go to certain parts of Brooklyn where it's known to just be a Jewish community. Their realtor is Jewish. Their hospitals are Jewish. Their ambulance is Jewish. Um, their churches are Jewish. Uh, the stores are Jewish. Everything as far as food is fucking culture. I mean, not culture, kosher. And they really like put a dent in this is our section. We don't rent mm-hmm. to anybody that's not us. We don't have anybody coming here that's not us. We don't have anybody working here that's not us, unless you're a nanny. They will go ahead and welcome a nanny outside of any different ethnicity to come in and work for them. But as far as like you living here and you having a business here, that's completely out of the question. What do black people have in America where you can go and be like, this is black Americans, businesses, homes, um, opportunities, schools. We don't have that. Yeah. Well, that that's because we as black folks, we already, we don't have a readily identifiable, like, part of town. I noticed you earlier said, you know, like Little Italy and uh, like Chinatown. Um, we have what we consider to be the hood. Now, mind you, those parts of town, that's, they, that's something that we established. Yeah, that's not stuff that we established. Yeah. We didn't establish that. That's just, um, it's known to be, this is what they gave us, but we're doing nothing with it. Now, I guarantee you, if we went and instead of having people come and gentrify our neighborhoods, we built them up. We, you know, took care of the things that we have and we do the things that we are supposed to do to keep the upkeep. The same way if you buy a house, you want to have upkeep. Your neighborhood, you want to upkeep your neighborhood. If we did that, we wouldn't ha- we wouldn't even need a Chinatown or a little Italy. We don't need a name for things. Mm-hmm. It would just literally be, you know what? 
the black people have their community, but it's also inviting as well. Like you can come here, but just know buy in, you know, the black establishment, the black business and things would go well. Instead, you know, everything that has like black attachment to it always ends up being negative. Like, you know, Brooklyn was historically like conceived to be negative and then white people moved in all of a sudden it's like you know premiere it's elite it's like something that they wanted to do um there's that saying that all the mlk boulevards or mlk like streets in any town they're usually surrounded by like a bad neighborhood or something like that or they're trash so only only a place that had a beautiful ml martin luther king highway is in west Mm -hmm. palm beach when i tell you that fucking highway has nice palm trees the grass is um always cut the road is always like paved and properly everything is put is clean i have never seen anything mlk look that great anywhere else yeah and surprising for florida yeah like for here for example the dmv or the dc area whatever you want to call it um it's considered a metropolitan town, but just like any other city like that has a metro rail or a train or a bus system, yeah, it runs, and most white people feel as though if it runs in that part of town, if there's a bus or a train that goes there, it's accessible to black people, and then it drives the property value down. That's why there was like Tyson's Corner here in like, you know, the D.C. area. Like before, there was never a, you know, train system that ran there, and then when it you know, became a train system. And they say, you know what, we want to bring a train out there because we want to make it accessible to go to the biggest fucking mall, which is Tyson's Corner. Yeah. As soon as they did that, the property value went down. People were saying, you know what? Oh, I don't want to live in this part of town anymore because you know what? Black people could come in here. And it was just black people. There were literally like subreddits. There were groups on next door and shit like that. They were saying, you know what? If you make it accessible to black people, they will come here and they will ruin it. So we've become like the social stigma of, hey, if we're allowed near it, we will fuck it up. And it's really fucked up to think that that's how it's been. And honestly, I see it. That's how it's going to be for a very long time. um, Here in Georgia, people like to say, oh, let's go to Atlanta because it's like the black Mecca. Not no more. Not Mm -hmm. no more. Like it, 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 maybe a lot of black people have been in Atlanta for years and now it has switched because so many companies are looking at Atlanta like they have cheap land, they have cheap property tax, they have trees everywhere. Let's cut it down, let's buy the acres, and let's build up um, our company here. Amazon was looking down here for a long time on uh, property to buy. And to me, I think more whites saw that living in Atlanta, the metropolitan of Atlanta, would be better for our pockets. Because no matter how much it improves or what new stores come up, my property worth is going to go up. So they bought yeah. made, like all the houses in Midtown. They got all the condos on Peachtree Street. Um, businesses, they're, they're rather buy them and own them than to sit in the mall and rent out that space. Lennox has been shot up, I want to say, six times this year. It's, it's turning into somewhere very ghetto. Um, but when people come to Atlanta, that's where they want to be. Um, Fifth Plaza, too. That's where people go to front like they got money and they really don't. That credit card be swiping and declining. Um, to me, it's like, 
white people are moving into Atlanta downtown and black people are moving out because they can't afford it or it doesn't make sense and you want more for your money here. So you'll have a lot of people, black people in groups, buying in on property together. Um, they're buying lots. That way, if somebody wants to come in and buy us out, they're going to buy us out three times what we paid. Um, real estate exactly is always booming. So my thing is, we got to figure out the the method, the um, equation that all other cultures have when they come here. Because as far as like our, I don't feel like Atlanta will ever have a major city the way it needs to be because of that, because of racism. So they move the um, Turner Field baseball place from being downtown right and they moved it into a county and that was a big uproar because nobody wanted that traffic they didn't want the trains going up in through there they didn't want the buses coming up in there because when there's trains and buses going through anywhere all other ethnicities think oh my god the black people are gonna have access they're gonna come here they're going to rob our homes and they're gonna take our shit our couches and our tvs and our jewelry on this train and go home that's not reality. And the ignorance is what keeps Atlanta from being the city it needs to be. Gwinnett created its own bus system just not to have MARTA run through Gwinnett because they think MARTA equals Black people having access. The joke um, in Atlanta is moving African-Americans um, uh, through Atlanta is like the sole slogan for for MARTA here. But that's the bus that goes basically everywhere. But the counties that don't have MARTA are the counties that do those votes throughout the year that Black people don't do to make sure MARTA cannot have access. And that's what keeps whites who have money wanting to be in places like Alpharetta because there's no uh, access for the bus, for the tr- that's what keeps them going to Gwinnett because there's no access for the bus for the train. If you want to get the bus from there, you either have to do an express bus that goes in the HOV lane that goes all the way downtown from places like that. Or you get on their bus, transfer to another bus, transfer to a train to go downtown and work your job that's paying you enough money to be in your nice big ass house in Gwinnett in North Georgia. It's ridiculous. And all of it is fucking ignorance. I, I can't even count it that. I, I will say this, though. Um, and this isn't just for black people. This is just for all people. But I'm just going to preface it because I am black. So our people, uh, we own land because our families owned land and they owned homes. These homes are paid for. They're like All you have to do is pay on the taxes. But mm-hmm. what happens is those families, the grandchildren, they get it. Like they inherit it. And then they sell it to the lowest or the highest bidder, but it's always the first one. That house might be valued at like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. And you say, you know what? I'll take three ten because you know what? I want to get the house from HGTV instead of saying, you know what? This house is paid for. That money that I was going to get, I could have just put that into the house and made the house that I wanted. But you know, it's it was my grandmother's, it was my mother's, and you know what? It, it's time to move. I don't want to stay in Atlanta. Honestly, if you have it like that, like mm-hmm. it's just better to stay where you are, stay put and do things. That's why for me, it just hurts that Atlanta is going through what it went through or what it's going through now. Because five or six years ago, every black person that lives in D.C., 
it was a cycle. You graduate from college, you move to Atlanta for two years. You realize, mm. you know what? Atlanta's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. You can't go right. from having a $40,000 a year job here in D.C. and decide, you know, what? I'm going to move to Atlanta because for my salary here in D.C., I can get a house in Atlanta. The issue is it's just you. And buying at home, you didn't think about property taxes. You didn't think about, hey, you actually have to go and mow your own fucking lawn now. You lived in an apartment before. Like people don't take into account the actual expenses. And then when they're thrown into the fire of, hey, I actually have responsibilities, they don't want them. And that extends to not just people with homes. That extends to people who live in these neighborhoods. Like if you live in a black part of town, a white part of town, Italian part of town, take part, you know, take a part your town and just make sure that it's like it's good for the next 10 15 20 years don't run it down and then when someone comes in and offers you money you take it instead of saying you know what i don't need i don't want the money i just want to go ahead and just build up what we have so it's sustainable for my kids for their kids so we have something but i mean in 2020 that's kind of hard to ask anybody to do for sure have a lot of voicemails well, that has something to do with reproducing within the race. That's like something everybody does, though. It's not specific to blacks. I'm not sure what, in what point he was talking about. I don't know if my last message went through, but um, I'm, I'm half Middle Eastern, half like European, Hispanic, and. Um, you know, I was never enough of either side to like be in the the social circle for, for either group. And, um, you know, my last relationship was with like the whitest girl in existence and like the disconnect between the way I grew up and the way her family was, was just kind of, too much um you know to the point that we wound up breaking up because of like differences and and just who we were fundamentally um but yeah it's just it's a very weird topic for sure absolutely i'll say this um basically i've had friends who thought or think because some of these friends are no longer friends they're just associates with people that i've kept at a distance because of their behavior but i've had friends say to me that hey you know you've been in an interracial relationship uh they think the person that you're in the interracial relationship with has the status of that race so say for example for me in my case they thought me being with a white woman meant that she has money newsflash all white people don't have money right. importantly like it's it, it's not money that you get to have. You can't just say, you know what? I'm with a white person. She has money. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, we're going to be driving in cars and we're going to get a house and stuff like that. It's, it's less than the truth. It's an absolute fucking lie because I can tell you this now. My wife and I, yes, we are married. Yes, we do have a child. But God forbid if something were to happen to her, nothing comes to me. Everything goes to our daughter as it should. Um, hmm. But there are people who will literally go and tell you things that they've never lived through. So, you know, shout out to the guy who had just said that he was in a interracial relationship with a white woman and she didn't understand him. Trust me. I've been there, not just with white women, just with, you know, women in general, you know, we just didn't get along. We didn't click. And Mm -hmm. for him, like, I I hope that you came out of that relationship, a better person, knowing the examples that were put in front of you. And more importantly, you had a talk with her and just let her know, you know what, this isn't what it, you know, what we expected. And it just didn't work out. So hopefully that worked out in your favor.
And um, his point of, you know, the differences. I feel like there are people that you can be in an interracial relationship with that are open to learning about your background and, and how you were raised. And there are people that you might be in a relationship with like that, where both of your backgrounds are different and they're closed off. And I feel like anybody closed off as to how you became who you are, that relationship will never work, no matter what race you are. You could be the same race and they're very closed off as to their history and how they can move forward to make their family dynamic better. That relationship would never work. So to me, you can be a completely different race and a completely different ethnicity background and have the respect of each other's background and make that relationship work. The issue is the people who sometimes are in relationships that didn't work because somebody was closed off and wasn't open to learning and felt like, you know, everything that their parents taught them in the quote unquote American way was the bee's knees. Those relationships don't work. And I feel like those are the people who have like the bullhorn in life to tell you don't mix races. because It's never going to work. No, the people that you dealt with don't work. Same thing how women get on Twitter and IG and Facebook and bash men. Men ain't shit. No, the men you dealt with ain't shit. Women ain't shit. No, the women you dealt with ain't shit. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm going to say this as well. And I'm only say this one time. Um, don't date somebody who is with you just to suck up your culture because they hate theirs. Um, I'll repeat that. So don't, yeah, don't date someone who is with you just to suck up your culture because they hate theirs. We have examples, um, the whole Kardashian-Jenner family, but we're not talking about them today. Basically, like, don't get with somebody who, they, they love your swag, and you went from... Like I'm trying to think, what was that movie? With the little white girl who, you know, she was a, a ballet dancer by the end. She's doing like hip hop and shit like that. Uh, Julia Stiles, who was uh, Save the Last Dance and shit like that. She's making an awkward ass. Like, well, you just, you, you know for a fact, you're, you're not only you're sucking up the culture and some people will say, well, this is who I am. This is, I'm like, it's who you've become. It's not who you yeah. are. And you could, you could tell, you know the difference. Like, for example, for me, like I can say as a black guy, imagine me just all of a sudden I'm wearing fucking polo shirts with the collar popped and the top button undone. I hate that top. Not yeah, the it's, it's, yeah, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, well, he's, I don't want to say I'm appropriate in the culture, but it's more so it's like you're not even being authentic to yourself and you know it. Um, They may or may not be miserable, but you know for a fact they're playing a part. The same way, remember uh, when Miley Cyrus was going through her popping Molly and, you know, Mm -hmm. she she loved black men phase. And then she got back with the Hemsworth brother and all of a sudden she was like Cadillac Ranch. And all of a sudden she's, you know, she's back doing country music and shit. And we're like, wait a minute. Like we definitely snort, you know, we saw you snorting coke off of women. Oh. In concerts and shit, but now all of a sudden, like you're, you're holier than out. That's what I mean by you know, don't let someone suck up your culture because they hate theirs. Because like Molly Cyrus, yes, she absolutely hated her culture, but you know what? She also went back to it when it benefited her. So don't be that person who dates a white woman or you know a black guy or just anybody who you know you're dating them because you're like you know what? Their family's pretty cool. They they have cookouts. They don't have barbecues. They have cookouts, and you know. They can cook. They season their food. You know what? Like, it's not going to make your family any better. It might like enrich your life, but it's not going to change it. And I wish people knew the difference. Yeah, and you can you can take like things you know other relationships have taught you. That relationship may not work. You know, maybe 
you know, you learn how to be a better cook from that old relationship that didn't work. You don't have to be in a relationship with that person to feel like, ooh, now I got somebody that can cook or now I got this or now I can act more Jamaican or now I can act more African or now I can feel like I have a stake in the conversation because I've dated or I've put my dick into this person or Mm -hmm. this I've been in my pussy, so now I can be part of the conversation because I have this. No. And those those entitlements of, oh, I know because I was with such and such. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself because it's it's just not going to work out well for you. And I feel like you can be open to having friends from all different ethnicities and being respectable about it. And if you want to know why your coworker wears such and such on her hair, you can Google it first. Mm -hmm. You can do your own research first. And then you can appropriately ask the right questions to be well-informed. And I love the way that I have friends from different cultures and backgrounds. And I have friends who've parents been together for 30 years and I have friends who don't know their parents and I have friends who have a relationship with one of their parents. All of that shit makes me a better person because I get different perspectives. And I feel like you can't go through life having all your friends be white. You can't go through life having all your friends be black. You can't go through life having all your friends be Asian and always traditional and feel like you're going to be a well-rounded individual because guess what? You're not. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to say this. Anybody who is in here right now, we appreciate you all for obviously listening to the conversation. If you could please share it, you can do the little clap things that does help that actually generates us more listens. We do appreciate it. And obviously we have more content to give. I just wanted to just, you know, put that out in the air. So God, we, we have a lot of voicemails as well. <laughs> During the 1600s and 1700s, it was actually against the law to show damn near compassion to a black person. You weren't allowed to... I mean, obviously, y'all know they weren't allowed to teach them read and write, but once, obviously, they became free, you weren't even allowed to help them in any way. If you got caught as a white person helping a black person, they were going to ruin your life or kill you. So for a long time, probably all the way until at least the 1900s, it was codified at one point but then became pretty much a household understanding that you do not help Negroes, even if you love yeah for sure there's a document um podcast called 1619 um i don't know if i brought this up before but it's a really good podcast for anyone to listen to and and just learn the history of black people in america um and their like current issues with going back to their history of why they lost their land why they lost their house what they're dealing with now and their family name and there was one episode where they were talking about how after black people were freed and were no longer slaves and could, you know, maintain on their own to an extent hospitals and doctors and, and nurses will turn them the fuck away in emergencies and be like, Oh, you need to go to the black hospital. That's 15 miles down the street. We're not treating you. And still to this day, while we have, Black women and black men have an issue where we die because we're sitting in the waiting room or we die because the doctor think that we can, um, you know, resist 
more pain than the average person because that was mentally taught through this whole hospital doctor, this culture of them because it is like a gang. The hospital, when they fuck up, they don't tell the patients they fucked up. They have a small meeting about how they fucked up and how much money we need to pay them off so they can get the fuck up out of here. The same thing, that is a that is a system controlled by a different mindset. And black women and, and, and black men will always die more than any other culture or race in a hospital in America because the treatment is still along the lines of racism. It's still along the lines of if, if if a woman is in labor and she's having pains or nobody's checking her vitals correctly, she'll die more than any other race in America. Georgia is one of the highest states where black women die the most from labor. Mm. OK, mm-hmm. but let me uh, get these these voice notes. Yeah. It's hard for me to want to call that love That how those slaves would have viewed Those white people Because there is a thing that majority of those slaves Were inbred, like slaves born in America They were born into slavery Not just transferred over here from Africa The majority were born here So, you know They're pretty much in Stockholm Syndrome since birth I can imagine Yeah, I lived in Cobb County Out by, um it was just a little west, but I want to say it was the same exit as the stadium. I don't remember, but oh my god, again, public transportation out there, like, there was none. All we had was Uber and Lyft, and that shit was horrible. Yeah, it's the racism why you don't have the proper transportation in order to let your city be great and accumulate more money. It's, it's ignorance against money. Bro, I want to ask what I've been wanting to know. Like, what really happened to Atlanta? When I was born in Atlanta, I was born in 1989. I was raised here. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that it was, it's not like it what is now. Like, it's right. changed. You know, a lot of things have changed in Georgia. And I just want to know, any one of y'all know what happened to Georgia? It used to be a place to come, you'd make money, to have mm-hmm. fun. What happened? Um, Um, corporations, big money businesses, um, came to Georgia and they saw opportunity and they weren't pushed away by racism. Their money spoke for them. There's an area in Gwinnett right now where Asians have fucking WAP of businesses, long line of businesses, Kroger's, uh, banks. Um, uh, beauty supply stores, auto places, they have taken that area over. And Dunwoody is more so um, uh, Middle Eastern uh, Indians that live there in packs. I'm talking about it's apartments, but it's probably like five of them to apartment and their kids are doctors and they and they might own homes. And it's like probably like six of them to the house and nobody leaves that house until somebody's ready to buy cash a home not loan a home buy a home and they buy businesses and they come over here and they buy in bulk and what a lot of people don't understand is when people come out of the united states with money 
and they want to buy businesses, they're not turned away and they're, they can easily transfer that money and they can be like, okay, everybody put 10,000 in on this basket to go ahead and buy this business. And then we're going to have our own work there. And then when somebody saves up X amount of money, they can go ahead and buy their own business. They move in packs. Whereas here, it's hard for a lot of Black people to be in a city like Atlanta to be like, how the fuck did they just buy up this whole street? How the fuck did they just buy condos here? It's because Atlanta don't give a fuck about what you want to buy, what business you want to put here, and what your race is. As long as you're not Black, we'll go ahead and give you the do it. And and we always black people in America always have to find a way to not show our faces, not show who we are, just to put out our name and put that green, that money first in order to get our foot in the door. And then once our foot is in the door and we feel comfortable and can't nobody budge us out, that's when we show up in that shit. And it shouldn't have to be that way because. An Asian person can show the fuck up and be like, I'm Asian and I want to buy all of this shit. And I want to have this whole area. Um, we, are, we are like the only people who have to sneakily get our feet in the door and then stand up once we got five of five or ten of us that look like us in here because we could feel safe in this space. And it's fucked that up. Yeah, it is mainly because like we always have that identity of just getting our foot through the door. But have you ever been in a situation where you've been in line and you're the last fucking customer and you know for a fact the person in front of you, they let them in, but you oh, yeah. are the last one. And like, you know what? No, we're actually closed. We closed at nine. That's how it just always has felt oh, yeah. for us. It always felt like we were here while they were here, but you let them in and you didn't let us in. So I'm honestly, I'm sick of being the person that has a foot in the door. And I just can't get my body in there. At some point, you got to create your own fucking door. And the thing is, we have to make our own opportunities. We have to do things for us. As, as selfish as that sounds, is the truth, man. It's so funny. I remember when I was in high school. And I don't even want to tell my story now. Never mind. No, tell <laughs> story. tell your story. And sorry about that. I really appreciate listening to you guys. You speak so eloquently. Just such a good conversation thank you. thank you so much i remember that movie it was so good too but i know exactly where you're coming from with that oh she's talking about uh, well said i do <laughs> want to say one thing now i want us to get away from race i'm, I'm really over and tired of it i'm just so worn out I'm so tired of the racial divides. I spent a whole lot of time in my life paying attention to that. And ultimately what it boils down to is just, we're just all human beings. And I'm just so tired. Culture is one thing, but all the race and, oh, your skin color and all, it just doesn't matter at all. I'm just so done. <laughs> I really am, and I hope that doesn't sound... I don't know. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm sleeping because I'm definitely not. I did a video on my channel where I talk about how I was an activist for the culture for many years. And it was just so funny because I had like three to five hundred people who would come out to every protest, but they were all like of all different cultures. You can't. Yeah. Okay. What were you saying before? Sorry about that. Oh, for me or. Basically, I was pretty much saying what she was saying, like, you know, like we have to kind of like 
not just put our foot in the door, but just like, if we can't get in, just go somewhere else and create your own shit. And we've known historically when we go create our own shit, they just come following. When I say they, meaning anybody, I'm not just making this derogatory and I'm not trying to bring more divide between white people and black people. All I'm saying is this. They love a lot of the shit that we do. Um, if they haven't if they haven't created it, which is not many things, they steal it from us or they steal it from other cultures. Honestly, this entire fucking land has been stolen at some point. However, yeah. like for us, we've learned that, you know what? If we can't get it with them, we're going to do it ourselves. The issue is this. Once we do it for ourselves, then we uh-huh. end up having, you know, like fake allies and stuff like that. And or I don't want to say like. And then we have a government that's dirty mm-hmm. as fuck that'll come through and join the other hateful ass forces and be like, oh, yeah, we got to tear that shit down. They're doing too good. Yo, just imagine how many people you know or your family has known that were arrested for marijuana and now this shit is like fucking hookah to white people now. Listen. Denver. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on? Like, honest, they made crack legal in Oregon. When I I I saw saw that that shit, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I, I understand, like, we're all trying to make sure things, like, you know, we, we are a different nation. We are a different country. Here's the difference, though. If we're going to be a different country, those people who've been locked up for 20, 30, 40 fucking release years, them. Who, re- release them today. Like, the day that you s- decided that it's legal, imagine there's people right now in Oregon who are selling crack, smoking crack, doing crack, and mm-hmm. they are in jail right now for some shit that they did when it wasn't legal. And mind you, when I say wasn't legal, it's because they got caught because America couldn't capitalize on that shit. Now America's like, hey, y'all want to do drugs? Cool. Like, y'all want to pop Molly? I'm sweating. Y'all want to go have weed? Y'all want to do that? We're going to make this shit legal because what we're going to do is we're going to put our chemicals and shit in it and we're going to sell it to you. So even though you were already dying from this shit, we're going to make it so you can die faster. We're going to make sure that we add our own element to it. Like, imagine right now if McDonald's said, you know what? The French fries were so fucking good. We're going to change the menu. And that's exactly what's going to happen with weed and crack and shit. You're like, wait a minute. Like, people already addicted to it. Now you're making the shit worse. Man, and you're making it illegal. There's a, there's a, um, a video where the, um, this man talks about the motherfucking fries at McDonald's, how the pesticides that the growers spray on the potatoes so they don't have any brown marks on the potatoes is so mm-hmm. fucking tough. That after they spray the potatoes that McDonald's uses, they can't be in the fields for five days after. And then they have to go back and harvest that shit. And then they 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 process it and give it to millions of people. And I feel like McDonald's is like a fucking dirty uh, chlamydia asshole, because no matter what you say about McDonald's, people are going to be lined up every fucking morning, every night trying to get a meal out of mcdonald's and i'm just like what is it going to take to be like you really don't give a fuck about you and you drop you you're trying your best to die faster than you need to yeah i'm just learning that honestly nothing gets canceled there are people and presidents and other people who have done and said terrible shit and they don't get canceled mcdonald's has literally been linked to killing people never been canceled facebook Everybody tells you, you know what? I'm going to delete my Facebook. But guess what? You got WhatsApp. You got Instagram. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like what the fuck? Like, some shit yeah. you just can't get rid of. And the thing is, they know it. And they keep feeding it to you. And if he's like, right now, we're on an app right now that I can guarantee you, as sure as I'm black, in six months, either Spotify or Apple are going to buy stereo. I'm telling you this shit Spotify just so you know. Company. What company did they just buy? 
well, obviously they had Anchor, so I, I want to say they bought like two other ones. But I feel like Apple, the reason why they want to do this is because Anchor was already acquired by Stereo. But th- this isn't the conversation for that. All I'm saying is McDonald's and all that shit. I don't care how good the fries are, the shit ain't good for you. Also, like Chipotle, it ain't good for you. I love the burrito bowls. I do. I know it ain't good for me. But you know what? At this point in life, a lot of people think like me, hey, we're going to die either way, but I'm going to have this burrito bowl. So maybe people say the same thing about the fries. We have a lot of voicemails, though, so let's get through those. Yeah, I want to get through them, but what I'm doing is I'm taking notes on what people are saying so I could go back mm-hmm. after I- and talk. Okay. I hate cultural kind of questions, and I probably should not, especially the field I work in, but I just wish that people would just allow people to be who they are and stop being so woe is me and so terrified when they see something different. We're all different. We're all different cultures. All of that stuff. I really just want to see us embrace each other because the the whole race and cultural thing just creates a divide to what's really going on. It's really about money. It's really about the haves and the haves nots. And the haves want the haves want the have nots to believe that they're a minority, you know? And once we realize that there's more of those who have not, even though, you know, I feel like I'm well-to-do, I have, you know, I make a lot of really good money, but I just feel like I'm a part of a culture that is more defined. She she probably has a second part. I feel like we're moving backwards with racism. I, when I grew up, I grew up with a black friends and white friends and color wasn't really an issue. And then now all of a sudden, we're going back 50 years where we're becoming all about race and, and what color you are and are you privileged. Come on, man. To me, I'm sorry. I'm not black. I'm brown. Okay, I'm Puerto Rican. But to me... It's petty as shit. Like, yeah. to me, I thought the darker you are, the more Puerto Rican you are <laughs> when I was a kid. You yeah. know? And I, 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 But it, I was wrong. I was wrong. And, <clears throat> and it, 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 skin color is nothing. It's petty. Yeah. You know, if people are, are caught up on that, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to make it quick. Um, I absolutely agree with what he's saying. And honestly, we're all tired of the race conversation. We're all sick of having to honestly just tell people the obvious. It's like everybody has the right answers, but, you know, it's just like if you have the right answers, why are we still arguing this shit? So basically, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you're familiar, but Eva, uh, Eva Longoria, like, she had to apologize this week uh-huh. because, you know, people thought that she erased black women by, you know, bigging up her race. Now, here's the thing. If you just didn't bring race into the equation and said, you know what? We, as you know, a people did the right thing. Like, if you say that, that's it. You, there's no backlash. There's no you having to come out and make apologies and do this like world tour of saying I'm sorry. Like, some things, it's one of two. Meaning, one, you didn't have to say it, and whatever you said could have been just kept to yourself. Or the second being that you honestly, like, you just went to the wrong platform to say these things. And her, in that small case. It's just that she just said it in the wrong place, wrong time. Like right now, it's too soon. 
to be going and say, oh, well, you know, Latino women were the real heroes. They, I'm like, okay, like, right, read the room. Like, everybody right now is, everybody's feeling good about each other, and you were just definitely, you're that person that's, oh, no, 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 just, just give us, you know, give us our credit. You have your credit. That's why I get really offended when people say, like, all lives matter. Trust me, you know all lives matter. You know, yeah. for a fact, we care about your life. Like, but stop trying to erase shit that honestly, like, because there's that one word that you don't agree with, it's just showing your, it's like seeping out of your pores that you're racist. And anybody who says like, oh, well, black lives can't matter until all, li-, like, but you know, in the all, there's black, right? So mm-hmm. we're, we're saying it, but when we're saying black, we're not saying, okay, we're not talking about brown people. But the thing is, there will be someone who says brown lives matter. Sure. But you know, brown also includes black, right? And that's the point right there. And people will never ever understand that shit and it, it really pisses me off at the fact that in 2020 all the shit that not just black and brown people have been through the fucking world has been through through this pandemic and people are just sitting there like okay how can i purposely just fuck up everybody's good day and it feels like it's every day you can have a good day if it's not the fucking retrograde that's killing you know us off and making us hate each other we're making each other hate each other and it's, it's stupid man it's fucking dumb yeah um the whole like color thing and race thing, I feel like that's a card that society pulls to sometimes mm-hmm. distract people from the the new thing that the government is on. The government yeah. be like, you know what? We're trying to do this. People getting too nosy. Too much truth is being told. Let's toss that race shit back up in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it distracts us. So, you know, people who are of different races may have been like, you know what? Trump is just very out and honest about the fact that he's fucked up and he mm-hmm. goes at countries in an abrasive way. And that's what the United States needs. The United States needs the reality that they are fucked up. And I feel mm-hmm. like Trump did bring out the fact that the United States is fucked up. But mm-hmm. also Trump was like, you know what? We all know people are racist. We all know there's racism. I'm racist. I'm going to let you know that I'm racist. But I'm going to also do these other things in your face, too. Now, what we're going to have to worry about is all the followers of Trump wiping Trump off their vehicles, taking the Trump down and blending the fuck back in and us not knowing who they're with. So Mm -hmm. it's either do you want the truth in your face or do you want them to hide behind closed doors and be like, you know what? I probably didn't get that job because I'm not qualified. Or you probably didn't get that job because they're fucking racist and you don't know that they're racist because they're quiet about it. Because now society is going to go back to being quiet about it. And I think sometimes the topic of racism and, and, and color also comes up because sometimes you got to lay all your fucked up shit on the table. So you mm-hmm. could clear the com- the table to fuck off. And instead of you yeah. put the shit back in boxes that you could put out later, you put it in the trash can because it's already mm-hmm. discussed. Kind of like a relationship. If you want to get better in your relationship and you have issues, let's lay all our issues on the table. Let's find fucking solutions. Let's throw away what doesn't work and let's move forward. I feel like sometimes racism and colorism is going to have to work that same way. We're going to have to bring this shit back to the table because a lot of people have the shit stored away within them and we're going to have to discuss it. We're going to have to come up with a fucking solution and we're going to have to throw away what doesn't work anymore because the world has changed. Mm, It definitely has. But we also have convenient racism. We have a lot of people who are just racist. 
because you know what? If you all in, if you in a car with somebody and y'all all going in one direction, and like you know what, we're gonna pick up this, you know, this hitchhiker. That hitchhiker, they see the Confederate flags, they see the Trump stickers and stuff like that. You think they're not gonna act like a fucking Trump supporter on, you know, to get that ride to go to where they're going? They're definitely gonna do that. And I feel like a lot of people have done that. They just rode the wave, and now that the wave has finally hit shore, it's like, hey, I'm gonna go and duck and cover. Or I'm just going to live in this shit because I am who I am now. I've become who I am. But when I say convenient racism, this is it. So imagine you are a racist white man, white woman, or just even a brown man. Because there are brown, both black and white, or you know, black and Latino, whatever. Like That could be considered racist. I'm going to just point this out to you. Your daughter or your son decides that they are going to have an interracial relationship. They have an interracial kid. You are not going to completely eradicate them from your life. You're going to absolutely love your grandchild, your your, your great-grandchild, but you're going to absolutely hate everybody else. That's not yeah. equality. Yeah. I, I've seen this shit happen with people. My brother I've, deals I've, with shit all the time. His wife's um, parents are racist against him. You know, I, I mm-hmm. love, you know, I love my grandchildren, but I just don't understand why you had to marry an N-word. Exactly. Now, mind you, you, you love your grandkids. Yeah, they, they, They're just as brown as their father. However, you hate him. It's if they were going to just show up from a fucking pelican. It's not going to happen, my friend. It's not. But you know what? This is not only just a discussion that's been happening for the past 460 years. It's also just something that we talk about every single day. And the fact that it doesn't matter who tells it to them, if it, it's in the back of the Bible, if it's honestly just comes across your TV. People just won't care. This is like, I just am who I am and I'm going to stay this way. And they can't be changed. You can't be taught. You can't be like, you just can't be understood either. Like nobody cares. So yeah, this is falling on deaf ears. But so I'm going to attempt to run through 23 notes right now. Some 23 people talking. And I'm going to just Let's write that. Do I have to. You ready? Let's go. <laughs> I do the film on my YouTube channel. Um, called Message from the Universe. I talk all about the Moors and how and where Christopher Columbus first came and what happened, and it's so relevant. And then in the end, I talk about how the system has really been clever about dividing rather than wanting to see people together. If we can get focused on what the real issues are, we can go so much further. Absolutely. I agree. I completely agree. Let me see. Next. I literally roll my eyes when I hear somebody talk about racism, bro. It's like, bro, we went backwards. We went backwards. It's like, let me tell you, like, to me, it feels like black people want to treat white people like shit. They want to treat white people the same way white people treated black people. Yeah. You know? and to me, I feel like that's backwards, backwards talk. You, you're walking backwards. Martin Luther King didn't make his speech just for black people to, you know, play together. It's for all of us, everyone, me included. I'm brown. Remember, Puerto Rican, you know, and also we are out of the conversation. Latinos, forget it. Brown people don't matter anymore. It's all about the blacks and the whites. Like, come on, come on. Yep. Be more inclusive, people. Yeah, I think the controversy has always been black and white, but within within different cultures, like Latinos, 
I feel like you guys deal with a colorism issue also because maybe you're lighter brown or maybe you're not brown enough. And maybe, you know, people from Honduras, I have friends from Honduras who are black, black, black. And people never believe them that they're from Honduras. And it's kind of like, why do I have to prove to you where my family is from? So I understand the whole thing about, you know, I think black people want to hate white people today so much for the things that people that look like them did for us back then. And I do, I do know people who are black in America, born and raised in America, their family born and raised in America, more so the South, like Mississippi, who like, you know, I have white friends at work. I talk to them, I have lunch with them, or I have family that married um, white, but I can never be with a white woman or I would never. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's your personal preference. You know that, okay, maybe that's a boundary for you that you will not cross, but you can't speak for all Black people, you can't be like, how are you black and you're willing to care for or hear another race out? You need to be black, black, like hate everybody except black. And I feel like, why do you have to hate anybody at all? I'm going to say this. And this is a tweet that honestly I saved in my phone because it it hits right now. So this woman by the name of Dark Sky Lady says, we can acknowledge the anti-blackness in the Latino community, the massage noir in the black community, and still put blame where it belongs. White people. They created all of this. Now, not only do I agree with this, I can actually see where she's coming from with it. Now, somebody mm-hmm. would say, oh my God, like that's, that's adding more divide. There's no divide in anything she just said. Basically, what she is saying is the problem is that everybody wants to be included, but also wants to be divided. And the only reason there's a divide is the people who have been dividing us. Like the Latino community, they they love to say, oh, well, you know, us brown people and us black people, we have to get together. Yes, we've been trying to do that. Like we we get that. We're on the same page here. But mm-hmm. you're fighting the battle against us when we're trying to fight the battle for everybody with them. Talking about white people, the same white people who don't want you in this fucking country. Like, take take that vitriol you have for us and you're saying, why don't we acknowledge you? We are acknowledging you. But it's like if fucking Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are in a boxing ring and they're fighting and then fucking um, like uh, Oscar De La Hoya decides he's going to jump in the ring. No, we, we were fighting this fight. We, we're fighting. Why are you like you can be here. You can be a part of it. But at the same time, let me. Stand in front of you and take these punches. I'm taking these licks. We've been taking these licks before you were here. So don't all of a sudden just jump in front of it and say, you know what? Hey, we need to be included too. Yes, you can get a seat at the table. It's just not going to be at the head. Because trust me, we're not even sitting at the head of the table. And it's just a fact, man. I I wish people would just acknowledge that, accept it, and more importantly, just know your your voice matters. But it's just at a lower volume right now. Like you're at a 25 and everybody else is at a 30. You still have a voice. It's not muted yet. It's definitely not muted, but it's just not speaking as loud because the only thing you're doing is causing divide between us when there's none needed, period. This is how I look at it. Look at it like this. And it's not about it being black and white, but I feel like white, no matter where you are, is considered right. And I feel like black, no matter where you are, the darker your skin tone in any culture or ethnicity is considered wrong or you need to go over there. Right. This is how I look at it. Look at United States as a house. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every culture in the United States has homes and they have 
big homes and they have opportunity and everybody has a home and a house and a community of families that have homes except black people. We still in the street trying to figure out where we going to take our shit. And that's how I look at issues in America being we still talking about black and white and we going to still be talking about black and white because we need to get to the point where we have a home and we can say this is our community and we can all be even across the board and then we can attack other matters. But we still in the street. And whenever any culture want to come in our communities and be like, you know what? I want to buy up this whole block and I want to raise their rent. And I want to raise their rent to the point where they can't afford to feed their families. They can't get out of their lease. And the only way they can get out of the lease is eviction. And then it's going to stop them from getting anywhere else unless they build it from the ground up. And then I want to move a different race in here. And I want to put a Starbucks here. And I want to put a Walmart here and a Target. This community looks good enough for a Target. I'm going to put a Target here. And I'll make it so unaffordable that it's going to be like, oh my God, you live in such and such now? Oh, it's so cute. You should come see here. And then Black people, the only thing that we can do is drive through that hoe. Yeah. And somebody's That's basically disrespectful. what it is. Yeah. We, we got have 30. voicemails. We got greetings to the both of y'all. Um I just came in late, so I don't really know the subject. I just heard the, the last messages he was talking something about transportation and no public transportation and Ubers and whatnot. But you know, I there's there's certain reasons behind why certain areas don't want public transportation, you know, and, and of course everybody doesn't agree with that, but you know, there's some valid points in place to why they don't want it, you know, because this happened in the area where I was living at, you know, a while ago. And I'm talking about it was way out and they was trying to get public transportation out there and the people voted against it. And I was like in an uproar. But then when I heard the reasons and I looked at the statistics, I kind of understood it a little bit better. You know, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. yeah, for me, I'm, I'm going to say this. this. There's definitely statistics and there's like logistics when it comes to it and numbers and all of that. But unlike you who actually went and did the research, there are just a lot of people who say, I just don't want them in the community. And when they say them, they're talking about it's brown us. and black people. It's us. <laughs> them is us. When I, when I say them, notice what I just said. When I say them brown and black people. I'm going to actually put brown people first. The reason why is because they feel as though they are not included. So I'm going to include you in this conversation I'm about to have really quick. So when you have a community who says, you know what? We have a nice cul-de-sac, right? We have a nice cul-de-sac neighborhood and a gated community. And they see that Latino family come into the community. They'll welcome you for the first week or two. But then when they start to portray stereotypes that you don't even display on yourself. They're like, you know what? Wait a minute. Why are there four cars parked in the driveway? Um, only Latino people have more than you know two or three people in their house. Why are there so many people in their home? Do are, are they are they poor? Are they this? This is shit that white people will say because they say it to us. They say it to us about y'all. So just take that into account. More importantly, when it comes to like communities and people having homes and they don't want metropolitan like trains and buses and stuff like that yes it could be the numbers but also the price and the value of their home goes down they definitely are thinking about that but they're also at the end of the day thinking who the fuck is going to be able to get off a bus and walk down my street and break into my home when they think that they're not saying 
Randy, the white boy that lives up the school, who actually does break into fucking houses. They're not saying yeah. it to them. They're saying, you know what? Xavier or, you know, Greg or Shan, they come into our neighborhoods because they have access to our neighborhoods. Not even acknowledging the fact that the shit that's already going on in your neighborhood has been happening. You've just been completely fucking blind to it. And that right there is the difference between the statistics of, you know, gentrification and making sure that your home still has value in 10 years and just saying, you know what? I, I just might be a little bit more fucking racist. I, and you can be a black person that's racist because you're like, hey, I don't want them niggas coming over here. I've said it myself. I said, hey, no. Nah. They want to build the fucking, uh, they want to build a Target? Shoot. Go ahead. Do that. Whole Foods? Great. Oh, but y'all, y'all building weed shops? Oh, absolutely fucking not. N- not here. But, but it's the truth. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. And we're back at 30 voicemails. <laughs> nah, she nope. gets it. I got to disagree with you on that. Um, you're talking about uh, the other nations, uh, how they get together and they, you know, six, seven in the house and they save their money and they go buy businesses. And you're talking about black people who can't do that. No, black people can do that. Black people just choose not to do it. Black people is the only nation of people that refuse to understand that in order to survive out here, we got to come together. I mean, the writing's on the wall. I mean, look at what's going on right now. You know, any if, if you want any chance of surviving through this current situation that we're all in, we got to consolidate our homes, man. People is, is, is out of work. More and more jobs are getting lost every day. Consolidation is the key. But it's like black people are so selfish, man. We the only nation, man, that that don't love each other. You know what I'm saying? That's always jealous of each other. Other nations ain't like that. That's why they winning, man. Because they know what unity is. And that's just the truth. They they do know unity, but I'm going to say this. You can't can't consolidate something you don't have. If you can't afford a home, or if you're, like, say, for example, uh, Mr., uh, I forgot what his name, Mr. Motivational. There's you, your brother, and your sister, right? Like, it's the two of you. Like, your, your mother said, you know what? You guys take over this house. It's paid for. All you have to do is pay the property tax. Here's the divide when it comes to black people and everybody else. And I I just have to make it honest. You have these homes. You, your sister, and your brother, yeah, y'all cool for a while because it's just three of y'all. Y'all living your life, blah, blah, blah. One person decides they want to have a kid. Cool. You have Mm -hmm. a kid. Then that person, you know, the next person, you you know, you, for example, you decide you want to bring your lady friend home. Your sister has a problem with that. Your brother has a problem with that. That's a divide within your household. This is why our community are like, you know what? We are just going to do what we want to do with our shit. We go to college and we get our master's and our master's master's. We have two fucking degrees. We have $180,000 in debt so we can have our own shit. But the thing is, the things that we could have had, our parents' houses, we didn't want those to begin with. We wanted to sell those off. The reason why we wanted to sell those off is because the generational wealth that happened with other like white folks and stuff like that, or even the Latino community who they may have their own construction company. There's a guy, a Latino friend of mine, he has not only a construction company, but he does, what do you call it, like the house cleaning and everything like that. So he makes a shit ton of money. And he's, he honestly lives right down the street. So he goes and he tells me, he's like, Greg, you know, it's me, my daughter, her boyfriend her daughter and then there was like i think she's i think he said it was like two or three other people that live in their house and i was like well how many bedrooms he was like we have four bedrooms but we converted the basement to have two more bedrooms i was like you know what i would love to do that i would love to have my mother my grandmother my sister we all live together everybody saves and then what we do is we pay and then the next person when they 
when they are actually tired of living with us or they've saved up enough money, they can move on and get their own house. And then they can go from there and so on and so forth. The difference between us and them is we don't even know the baseline. We don't even know how to get started with that because us as a black community, we don't want that. We're just like, you know what? No, I have to have my own shit. I have to have my own car. I have to have my own. I struggle. Have have, like, struggle. We think there's struggle yeah. over being in one place. And yeah. what he said, we don't come together. We're um, focused on me, 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 me when it needs to be us. And I believe that. But for any race, I don't believe it's all. I don't believe it's all black people. I don't believe it's all Latino people. I don't believe it's all white people. I feel like some of us don't see the bigger picture, which costs us in the long run. And we have to keep going great. <laughs> Yo, you sound, I don't know. I don't know where you get your facts from. I just think you're airing these things out. But Asian people work hard for their money. They, they, they go to school. They, they, they work long hours. They study, study, and study, and study. Yo, you can't just say, oh, because they're Asian, they get it. Come on. That's not yeah. what I mean. Discounting the fact that some of them do work long hours. I'm not discounting the fact that some of them do uh, study and go to school and do all that. It's a foundational mindset that groups of people have where their families move as a unit. And that's what exactly. keeps the population grounded in. Let's make wealth. Let's move forward. I have never heard of an Asian hating another Asian and, and not fucking with their family because I don't like the way that they cook or I don't like the way that she wear her hair or I don't like her skin color and she doesn't get her nails done at the family business, so I'm not fucking with her. No, they put that petty shit to the side. I have never heard of um, anyone Middle Eastern saying, oh, I don't fuck with that side of the family, so we're not doing business together, period. Because their mindset is completely different. But what if Black people never had to deal with slavery? What if Black people never had to deal with racism? What would we have the space to think about as a unit and come together and do? We would never know because that's not our history. Yeah, I'm I'm, honestly, I don't don't want to take racism out of it, but I'm going to. So in terms of what Mr. Motivational said and what the guy just said in his voicemail, he's saying, oh, well, they have and they do this and they have. Let me just say us as Black people. And I'm only going to say black people because I don't want to speak for anybody else because you see what happens when you speak for somebody else. When it comes to us, like when you have two people who have nothing and you tell them, hey, grow together, like, hey, take nothing and make something of it, you know, make something of it. It's hard. It's very fucking hard. And I don't think a lot of people understand. Like they're saying, oh, well, you move you and 15 other people together and you put your salary with their salary and you do things and it's going to make money. And it's like, yeah, requires trust. Yeah, that not, not, black people still struggling to build. Yeah, but no, just take that out of that equation right there. You could have that, or you could have what white people have, which is generational wealth. They have the ability to say, you know what? I went to school and I have college debt, but you know what? I'm not working this fucking summer. I'm going to travel abroad. I'm going to go for four or five months. You know what? I just want to go and see, you know, Japan, I want to go and fucking go to different countries. There are a lot of people who would love to do that. But you know what those people are doing? They're trying to do what Mr. Motivational said and have a house and have a car. Being able to live in the neighborhoods that Mr. Motivational decides that he wants to live in, that we should be living in because we deserve to live in them. 
the thing is, we can't go do these things because not because we can't live together and we can't cohabitate with our families. No, our families together can't go and make the money that would require that shit. Somebody's going to say, oh, well, why don't you get better jobs? Why don't you go and go to school? Blah, 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 blah. Yes, go to school. Have all the debt in the world that you can't go and just cancel. Have all that shit if you want to. And then try well, to do the things that they said. In America, period. Yo, the, the, shit I have is, so- the school debt. But I'm still trying to get to a job to where I can do what I need to do, have something to put to the side, and, and enjoy a life with my children as a Black woman living in the United States. I'm still trying to get that. Now, then we can change the conversation and say, well, maybe you should have picked a different career path that made money. We can say all types of things. But the issue is there's always going to be another big-ass ladder that Black women and Black men have to climb in order to get on a level ground of everybody else. And that's just what it is. We have 36 voice notes. No, no, no. I got to say that. I got to say this. I got to say this. And I'm sorry. I have to say it. So (laughs) what what really pisses me off, it really grinds my fucking gears. Whenever black people say something and they mean this shit and there's no way of trying to sway us, like we have the voicemails like that guy that keeps saying, he went from saying, well, Latinos do this and Japanese people do this and Asians do this. I'm like, you keep going. He's like, you know what? We answered your questions about Asians. We answered your questions about, you know, Japanese people. We answered your question about white people. Answer my question about black people. Why can't we just want? Why can't we just say, you know what? I, I want to answer to my question. Every time I go and give him <laughs> the, the answer, when we give him the answer he wants, he moves the fucking goalposts. This is what we've been dealing with with white people, which is why we have this show right now. We are tired of saying, you know what? We have the answer for you. This is what we want, and this is what we want to do to get it. We say that, and it's like, well, we appreciate that, but what are you going to do with this? It's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, how? Like, imagine going on a job interview and they're telling you you're overqualified. That's how it feels to be black, knowing that you did every fucking requirement to get the job that you wanted and to get the things that will make you and your family succeed. And then you have not only white people, but you have brown people as well saying, you know what? But what about us? How can we do that? No, motherfucker, I want this job. I did what I needed to do to get that. And you're trying to hinder us by saying, oh, well, what about? No, ain't no what about. What the fuck I want? You know, what I want is what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm sick of that shit, man. Like, so no, no offense to him because I'm sure he's going to say, well, what what happens to the people that were in the Avatar movie? Like, they're blue. Are you trying to say that their lives don't matter too? No, what? Like, you know what? Next voicemail. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's right. Make your own opportunities. This man know what he's talking about. We have to black people. Anybody who's not white, make your own door. Make your own opportunities. Sell it to your own people. And let it not be shit like hip-hop. That shit's no good. Think about what they're rapping about. It's garbage. Stop selling that shit to our own people. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm with you, hey, Greg. We got to make our own opportunities. And that's that's the thing. There's too many excuses with black people. Black people don't want to take responsibility for anything. Exactly. It's so much easier to blame everybody else. I mean, come on, man. I'm still hearing black people talking about the white man. It's the white man fault I can't do this. It's the white man fault I can't do that. Come on, man. Look at the statistics, man. Why none of our black males, excuse me, not none of them, but a lot of them, the majority, it's safe to say that. Why they don't want to go to school, man? Why they don't want to go to school? You know what I'm saying? The white man ain't keeping them from going to school. Why all the young ladies, man, the ones that do go to school, you know, the statistics are, are, are getting worse. They're not finishing. 
If you look at the statistics now and the statistics back in the 90s, we had more college graduates amongst our people. But now it's the exact opposite. We're actually declining, man. We were doing better as a people when we were under Jim Crow. Let that sink in for a minute. Think about that. Mm. Mm. That's a fact. It's the fact that they trained us to be on one level and anytime we try to step and be another level like become our greatest of greatest then things start getting in the way and sometimes we get in our own way because we know the history and it stops us from being our great we need to be we just have to push forward and not let that block us because sometimes we make that story up in our head and be like hey do I deserve this do I have to work hard do I have to be paranoid why I'm working you know it's all the the images and things that they don't put in our head that we end up stopping our own self from being great yeah and you know we all great at everything yeah and I, I'm going to just say this. I know I've like interrupted a lot. A lot of us, to be fair, are fucking lazy. And I know this. There are a lot of us, black people, brown people as well, like we are fucking lazy. We expect us to just tweet and write on Facebook and write Yelp reviews and expect shit to change. Shit won't change until you do. So until you stop complaining and causing an action, there won't be a reaction to it. So yeah, next voicemail. Yo, yo, they're making these drugs legal now because of the spiritual implications, right? First and foremost, whoever don't know, we, we, we at the end, you know what I'm saying? Not the end of the world, but the end of the age, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? The end of the old system we were under. We're going into a new system, a new one world government structure where if everybody's not on the same accord, then you will be X'd out of the system, so to speak. You can't participate. So... Again, the drugs open people up for the spiritual uh, realm and, and the lower the lower um, um, frequency entities, a.k.a. demons, to now take hold. You know, and demons ain't what they show you in these movies, man. Demons got personalities just like me and you. They know how to cool out in a person, man. They lay dormant in most people, man. Most people you come in contact with, nine times out of ten, if you got your spiritual glasses on, you, you can see the demon, man. Most of the time, you conversing with the demon, man. I'm just saying, do your research before you. Just- mm. Mm. I know he had a, he had another point. I know he had another voice. Yeah, none, none of the food is real, man. None of the, the food ain't been real for like, man, probably since what? What are we in 2020? The food ain't been real probably since like the, the 70s, and I, I you know, give or take a, a, a decade. That's how long it's been since the food's been real. Um. Spoke about this last night, you know, on a, um, another stereo broadcast. Monsanto, if you don't know what Monsanto is, look that up, man. They're the ones that took over the whole agricultural department. And they're the ones that are over our food administration. The FDA plays a part in all that, too. You know, a lot of people don't understand these so-called government corporations or, or um, factions like the FDA or whatever. Man, they're bought and paid for, man. They're bought and paid for, man. If you do the research, the whole society is structured against the citizens, man. Like, this is deep, man. You know what I'm saying? This is deep. Definitely. So I want you to know I'm... Yo, bottom line is, man, leave the fast food franchises alone, man. 
all of that. Anything microwaved and is handed to you quick, man, you know, that's not real. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that's in the grocery store is tainted up, but you got your odds of better eating that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Prepare your own meals, man. Stop eating the garbage, you know? Your body, man, that's your temple, man. You know, that's, that's, that's everything. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many uh, acres of land you own. I don't care about how well your business is doing. Guess what? If your body ain't right and if your mind ain't right, you don't have anything. You're, 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 you're broke. You have nothing. You know, do yourself a favor, man. Leave that garbage food alone. The chemicals in it are, are, are affecting your brain. That's what keeps you addicted to it, man. I know people that eat fast food four or five times a week, man. Like, that's crazy. Wow. I'm in love with this being true girl. She she seemed to have her mind in the right place and For accept sure. that every human being, that, that human beings are different. Black people and white people are different. Mm-hmm. And she seems to accept that. Mm. Oh, boy. He's so right. And they're taking us back to racism to be concentrated on that because it does happen, but not as much as they think, as we think, honestly. And I know it seems like every time we turn around, someone else is dead and this happens, that happens. It's true, but that is not how the majority of people feel. The majority of people love people of color because the majority of people in the world are people of color. You know, so it's just sad. And they are trying to regress us back because it gives them more power in what they really want to do, which is control the masses of people and exploit human labor. I, I need to ask this. Um, when she says they, who is they? Because I, I hear they a lot, but no one actually tells me who are they. Is it the men in black? Is it uh, the Avatar people? Is it Hulk Hogan and the Russell, you know, Hulkamaniacs? Like, who is they? I, I need to know. Um more importantly, it's a Kanye West and the Kardashian family. I, I need to know. It might just be them. Um, let us know who is they, because they is them and he is she. And <laughs> I just need to. I need to know. I need to know who is they, because we we keep going around in circles about who they are, and I'm like, who are they? Like, is there like this like this private sector of like humans where they're like, hey, we're the they, and we don't fuck with y'all, like. Is Big Sean like their mascot or something? Like, I don't fuck with y'all. Like, <laughs> you know what? Ne- next voicemail. I ain't shit. The news exploits every time something like that happens with a white cop killing someone black or something like that. They exploit that because then we just confirm it, reaffirm it because we get more of whatever we focus on. So we keep reaffirming that. Ah, oh, yeah. See, see what they did to us. See what they're doing. And it just really isn't so. I know I probably sound delusional to you guys. You don't. But it really you don't. The majority of people on earth are people of color. We are not the most hated, but they want that to be the the ideology so that more people feel reluctant, so that less people work together, so that more people are skeptical of one another and don't blend in and don't wake up and really pay attention to what's really going on, which is the poor distribution of the resources that Earth provides. Water, electricity, food. That is real. That is real. Absolutely. Yo, yo the, the whole race conversation, man, that's like the biggest game that's been played against us thus far, you know, because at the end of the day, the ones that are in control, and it's just, it's a handful, you know, a couple of um, uh, inbred families that control everything, they, they don't see us as, as color, man. They, they see us as useless eaters. 
They see us as cattle. You know, that's why we all have social security numbers. You know, that's who we are in the world. You know, we're not our names. They don't see us as that. Look at your mail. When you look at your mail or any, any type of document, everything is written in all caps. That's for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You go do the research on that. I'm not going to go on into that because that's going to be a whole other stereo. But the race car, man, we got to get past that. That's just used to keep us divided amongst each other. If we came together, man, we'd be fear- fearless. For real. In the history of time, the Moors and black skinned folks, including the Arabs, the Hindus, all that, Indians, black, dark, brown skins, they were all regarded as prestigious, knowledgeable, worthy of knowledge and everything. This agenda that people hate these people, that people hate our people of color and all that, is just a narrative to keep people divided. And if we don't open our mind to understand that, then we'll continue running the wild circle rat race, staying on the same plane that brought us here. If I study psychology, when I'm done, people will call me a psychologist. If I study anthropology, when I'm done, people will call me an anthropologist. If I'm all about anthropology, if I'm all about race and my race, then people want to call me racist. It's only natural for people to veer towards more of who they are, what they are. The narrative creates this super fluid divide between people and I'm not saying it doesn't exist because there are tons of people out there who subscribe to that ideology that racism is is one is superior and so this and that there are people who subscribe to that and they help keep that narrative going I decided along the way that I'm not subscribing to that anymore I'd rather subscribe to paying attention to the more love that is shown to my culture and the reason why primarily is because we get more of whatever we focus on facts that's exactly what I said. Um, whenever all of this like kind of race divided, in my mind I was saying, okay, this could only end in two things. Either they're going to be quiet and hide, which is almost worse than them being out front, or they're going to be even more outspoken about the racism. And either way is not good. Yeah. If we all head in the direction of being true love, that's why that's the name of one of my businesses, beingtruelove.com. My YouTube is Being True Love and blah, blah, blah. And the point is, is because when you come from a space of love and just focus on being the best version of yourself, you don't have time for the latter, which is fear. The opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. So in in and of the universe, there only exists love or fear. If you're not coming from a place place of love you're coming from a place of fear the whole racial thing is a fear that this person is or this group is going to have more than my group this group is going to have more access to resources than my group if we just focus on love and pay attention to that that is how we will resolve these issues the thing that annoys me the most is when people Try I hate when white people say that it's not a problem as people try to make it seem as it is. And I don't like it when people say that it's the media who just picks and chooses when they want to throw it out there. Um, 
because the shit is real. Like, there are really people out here who will fight with their freaking kids over who they date. And um, there are white bitches out here who fucking tattletale on hoes. And um, it's real, and it's out here, and it's been real in my life. And I didn't bring up that Black Lives Matter. Everybody else did. So, obviously, I'm not alone. Oh, two snaps. I definitely had to deal with that aspect of racism. Um, I'm biracial. And on my white side, there's definitely people that I've never met. And I don't really care that I've never met them, but it's just something that I have to, like, that I take note of. And I know that in back in the day, there were definitely relatives that I know now who would be considered racist back then. And maybe me being born changed that. But that's also something that I'm just taking note of. I'm not holding it against him because I don't know. And I definitely know that I have at least one uncle who is racist. Definitely has called me the N-word before. And so I don't speak to him. Now, first what? and foremost, you need you need to beat his ass. Period. Um, <laughs> right. Not, I just want to be that person who says something to any possible racist that might be listening. Stop dehumanizing black families, black people. You use the culture, you wear the clothes, you listen to the music, all of that stuff. So stop dehumanizing black people. Thank you. Message. Exactly. Ain't nobody go backwards in time. It's still been here. Ain't nobody go backwards. These people are still alive. And they're trying to ingrain it into their kids. And some people are fighting back. Exactly. Exactly. There was a time where everybody was just a laborer. When the earth was just nothing, someone one day just decided that they were going to be in control of all the earth's resources and that they were going to distribute them in a manner that they see fit. Mm. Prior to slavery and all of that, America became the mecca of well, we don't have to be under the British crown anymore. We can go over here, and it doesn't matter if you're royal or not. What matters is if your skin is white or not. So they pushed that narrative because that was their element of survival. They were able to break their own chain of indigenous uh, servitude by exploiting their race as the dominant culture. So then that is why a lot of people still hold on to that. And they probably don't even know why. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, I think the reason why that's happened is because we have not dealt with the historical traumas that are still with us to this day. Black people are have I understand like brown people have they had their their problems for sure, but you're not taking into account of how long this systemic racism has been going on in America and how long we have not have even taken the time to really examine what it is and how it actually impacts not just black people, but also all people. And so that is why Black Lives Matter is such a big thing, because we're still being oppressed. We still have not come out of it on the other side. We have to talk about it. We have to deal with it because it's not been dealt with. I got to touch on this. I got to touch on it. I got to touch on it. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much for that voicemail. Um, I'm going to say this, and we're going to go to the next voicemail. Um, white people and brown people are like, hey, get over it. It's 2020. Um, but we'll go and buy a ticket to go see Harriet 
and like black slave trauma movies because they feel like they need to know they, they need a history lesson and i'm like yo like no, like we're trying to tell you, like we don't have to keep going and watching slave movies. That's why we, we may or we may not, but I know I don't go out and see like slave movies because I'd rather read the books. I'm sure Mr. Motivation will say the same thing. Like I'd rather read the history of what's actually happened than go and have it depicted to me in a biopic that we already know is not going to be factually accurate. So shout out to her for leaving that voicemail because there are a lot of people who will go and say, you know what, like, get over it. Like, slavery was so long ago. And it's like, wait a minute, like, slavery was so long ago, but we're still being treated like shit. Yeah. We're still get- and not only are we get if we get treated like shit and we keep letting people just get over on us and do what the fuck they're going to do with us, when y'all come over here from wherever you came from, they're going to do the exact same fucking thing to you. That is what they're trying to build walls for you. When I say walls, like and it's not even walls they can't climb. They're giving you they're giving you obstacles. So when you hear a black person say, you know what, like, we, you know, we, we've dealt with this forever. Like as long as we can remember, like we've dealt with this. Our ancestors have dealt with this. And for you to say, you know what, y'all should just get over this because you know what, like that happened 400 years ago. But guess what? Like you have shit happening to you right now. And that is literally like a 2% margin of the shit that has happened to us. So to just say, you know, erase your past, we can't. We can't erase our past because we don't even have a future right now. We're trying to actually etch that into the record books right now. So it it just really disappoints me at that. Next voicemail, though. And then just to add to that point, which is that, you know, there's a lot of black black people that are angry. You keep seeing the same type of trauma happen over and over and over again. Nobody's listening to you. You can't get ahead. It's just uh, uh, psychologically, black people are, we're not together. We're not all right. We're not all right. (laughs) And this is what you're getting is you're getting the anger and seeing and knowing and people are actually doing their history, their work and seeing how of a horrific experience black people have had. But because of white supremacy, we can only see the black spectrum of that. We don't see that it's happening in the world. It's happening in China right now with the Muslims in China. It's happening Mm -hmm. in Nigeria where the Nigerians are being brutalized. But because we have white supremacy and we haven't dealt with it, that is why it's so focused on black and white because we've never dealt with it. In referencing your tweet, yes, that would be true, but that's exclusive to America because all over the world, there's caste systems and all kind of other systems where, once again, back to the have and the have nots. That's where it really boils down to. And it's like these group of people... Brahmins versus this group, uh, light-skinned Indians versus this group, light-skinned Hispanics versus this group. Um, uh, um, what are they called? Not what are they called, but Irish against this group. And so when it comes to America, yes, it's specifically white because that was their liberation. In the Declaration of Independence, it says we hold these troops to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They said that because they were trying to uh, distinguish themselves from the British crown. And to do that, they said that all men were created re- equal, defiled black folks, and said they were only three-fourths of the human, and pushed forward their ideology that white skin was superior. So, in America, mm. yes, the narrative became that white is right. When, because everyone was under all these different problems. When Spain, when the Spaniards were the ones heading everything, everyone else except the Moors. They didn't have control over the Moors until like 16, I would say, I think, or 1563, something like that. 1549, maybe 15, maybe 1607, I think is when they pushed the Moors out of Spain. 
But other than that, that's why ultimately what I push is a resource-based economy. That's what it is called. It's a resource-based economy because, see, what the real issue is is the resources. Somebody's afraid that they might have to do labor. Now we've reached a point of technology where we don't have to do anything. We don't have to farm. We don't have to do anything. We have high technology to build anything that we want. If I, if you guys can, I encourage you to watch this film called Future by Design. It's on YouTube for free. It's by Jock Fresco. And um, it's about the Venus Project is what it's called. It's because it's talking about a resource-based economy. Capitalism is the evil that unlives us all. And that's what it all boils down to. They're concerned about the resources. And so when they divided this all and came to America and determined that their skin color would be dominant, that was a win for isn't re- I'm sorry. Hold on. Isn't resource-based economy just like a fancy way of saying communism? Kinda, yes. Okay. That that's next voice, man. Well, 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 brother, I, I hear what you're saying, Greg. But when those people say that they just don't want them in the community, they're not talking about brown and black people. They're actually talking about niggas. There's a oh. difference. Oh, because oh. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I don't want niggas in my community. Niggas are the ones that tear up everything. Niggas are the ones that throw trash where they live at. Niggas are the ones that piss where they live at. Do you know at one point in time the tr- projects were brand new buildings? Who destroyed those buildings, man? It sure wasn't the white man. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm I'm certified to speak on this because I didn't lived. I grew up around them, so I know what it is, man. Now, I'm not speaking in a sense where I think I'm better than anybody, but I know what I have seen, and it's time to just be real about it. Black people never want to really talk about that. You have brown people, you have black people, and then you have niggas. And that's just the distinction. They're two different groups of people. And I'm tired of being grouped in all together because we're not all the same. Mm. Yeah. My that um, dad, yeah. if you heard him speak that N-word, the way that left his mouth, you would thought he was a white man that owned a plantation that had land, but he was a Jamaican man, an immigrant that came to America with a hundred dollars in his pocket and he bought property, he bought a business, he bought a house, and he figured out what it is that he needs to do to focus to make um a stance in a country that he wasn't brought up in. Um, my dad was born in nineteen twenty three, a very a, a time where he dealt with all types of different ways of America. And um, there is a difference between people who recognize their environment, have pride in their community, know why they should have pride in their community. And I think that's why you have the difference of um what you would title this black person. I think that's why you have the difference because a lot of them aren't taught. This is why you should respect where you eat and sleep. This is why you should respect the people who raised you. This is why you should respect yourself. I think a lot of them weren't taught that. And then that's why we have the differentiation of there's three different types of black people. So so let, let me get this straight because you don't want to, because you as, as, a, as, a, as a black man or person of color don't want to live around other people of color who don't have any respect for their surroundings, who don't care anything about their neighborhoods, who sell drugs in their neighborhoods, who who are disrespectful to their neighbors, who who 
uh, uh, have shootouts in the neighborhoods because you don't want to live around that. That makes you racist. Are you serious? Man, come on, man. See, th- this is the problem with black people, man. This is the problem. That right there. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you white and you do that. I don't want to live around nobody that lives that way, that operates on an animalistic level, that everything gets them angry. They always want to fight. There's a bunch of arguing and fussing, cussing, drinking and drugging all night. I don't want to live around nobody that do that, man. I don't care what color you are. And that's period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when he says that, is he mentioning the fact that they live in that area or they're just coming to that area? Like, say, for example, there is a mall in your little district or something like that. Lennox Mall. Yeah, they're like, hey, by the way, uh, th- there's a mall. And this is like, it's almost like, hey, this is access for us because we live in this neighborhood. We don't want y'all here. Because remember I told you earlier in the show about Tyson's Corner. Tyson's Corner was, or it is, the biggest mall in our area. And there was never a metro system to get out there. The only way you can get out there is either you had a car or you had to, at that point, you had to get a taxi. You never had Ubers, like, what, seven, eight years ago? Like, that wasn't a thing then. So you had to either get in a cab to go or you had to have a family member or a friend or something drive you to Tyson's Corner. And the reason why they did that is because white people said, you know what? Like, this is for us. We have cars. Black people don't have cars. They use public transportation. So once they got the metro to go out there, the reason why they got it out there is because the white people who lived in D.C. proper, they said, you know what? We need access to the biggest fucking mall because they have all the stores. Like the malls that you left us here, yeah, they have a Nike, you know, not a Nike store, but they have a Foot Locker. They have a fucking Claire's. They have a food court, but they don't have like readily identifiable like stores. They don't have a fucking Old Navy. Like the stores that you want us to shop at, we can't shop at them because we can't get to them. We can't, to, you know, attain to them. So the fact that we're having this conversation is more so of a fact of when you have a neighborhood or, you know, you have a part of town that you can't reach through the metro or something like that, is it because you just don't want people there? Or is it because you just want to feel exclusive? And there's two differences. You can say, you know what? Like, I just don't want them niggas there. Honestly, I absolutely agree with what he said there. I don't want niggas in my neighborhood either. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say, you know what? I'm going to completely say, we don't want to do anything. We, we just want to be our little bubble. We don't want... The, the white dollars to come in. We don't want the brown dollars to come in. We don't want the black dollars to come in. All because we want to keep the niggas out. Like, mm. that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't want to just completely say, you know what? We don't want to generate revenue in our neighborhood because we are afraid of what the niggas might do. Mm. And th- that right there is the difference in saying, you know what? I just don't want to be around them. And when they say them, they only isolate it to the niggas. And obviously, when we say niggas, they know they mean black people. But how do you tell mm. the difference between a nigger and a black person that honestly doesn't live in your neighborhood. Only black people can tell you the difference. You can't be outside of the race of being black in America and say what the difference is with black people if you are not that, because it's always going to come off in a disgusting, uh, streamlined, you're just racist way when really it could be you're knowledgeable of or it could be you're not. But it's, exactly. it's like you can't say it's kind of like I go outside with my child. Can't nobody discipline my child in front of me but me or or her father. It's the same yeah. thing. Let me yeah. tell you about who my child is. Let me correct my child. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like I'm, I'm gonna just say this, and I'm gonna just be done. We can go to the next voicemail. He said that there are 
black people, they're brown people, and they're niggas. I know right. for a fact I am a black person. However, when I walk into Foot Locker and I see my fellow black man see me, they don't know if I'm a nigger or a black person. All they see is black. And they do the walking you around. They walk they walk you around the store and shit. Hey, hey, big dog. I'm like, dog, I'm not even, I'm not six feet. I'm not taller than you. Don't call me big dog. Like, you're trying to be familiar with me and you're not familiar. So don't yeah. go and like follow me around the mall because you think, oh, I'm going to steal some fucking eight. How am I going to steal one shoe? off the rack now it does happen what i'm saying though is yes mm -hmm. there are differences between black people brown people and niggas but for us as black people to say you know and say it proudly like okay we're cool with this we can say it pub you know we can say it to ourselves to our peers trust mm -hmm. me i've been in situations where i've seen someone shoplift and i've had white people look at me and i have that look like hey like shaggy it wasn't me <laughs> wasn't me i ain't one of them but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and completely say, you know what, I don't know that person and I'm going to judge them beforehand because, you know what, I just don't want them in my neighborhood. I don't even want them in my part of town because, you know what, even though they're brown or they're black, you know what, they might be niggas. Because just imagine if I thought of every brown person to say, oh, you must be a fucking mechanic. Like, how disrespectful is that? They, he could have had a fucking PhD. He could be my dentist. Yeah. But I'm saying, hey, do you know how to fix cars? That's the difference in trying to like take your neighborhood and make it better and being someone who's just like, you know, what, I'm just going to prejudge them. I don't want to be prejudged. And I'm sure a lot of people don't want to be prejudged. There are some people we don't prejudge them. We just go off their actions. But you can't say, you know what, we're going to put our neighborhood in a bubble because, you know what, we don't, we don't want black people who could possibly be niggas around us. That's the difference. Hmm. And and I hear y'all talking about you can't consolidate something you don't have as, as far as saying that black people don't have no money. But that's crazy to me when we spent one point two trillion consuming last year. So how we ain't got no money, man? When every time I see I see brothers and sisters, they got hundred and eighty dollar Jordans on. How we ain't got no money, man? Everybody ride around in charges in Atlanta, man. How we ain't got no money, man? Are you serious? Stop it. Stop it. One point two trillion consuming. Everybody riding around in charges in Miami. Everybody riding around in, in Hellcats in damn Texas. Are you serious? We, we ain't got no money? Man, come on, man. 1.2 trillion consuming, and we ain't got no money. Are you serious? Nah. Nah. Come with something better than that, man. Nah, that ain't gonna work. Nah. Again, again I'm, I'm gonna make it real brief. He's seeing the people who are doing it for show. He's not seeing the people who are investing their money and putting their money into their communities and things like that. Like I could easily say, you know what? That white girl got a fat ass. Not every white woman has a fat ass. Like, and I'm only equating it to that because it's like surface level shit. Like when he said, oh, well, all black people riding around in chargers or they, they have Hellcats. Yeah, you might see one or two hellcats sure you might see somebody in a charger that just might be their preference white people have preferences trust me i would love to have a fucking tesla but one out of well, actually not i was gonna say one out of five at least three out of five of white people that i know that i work with have not even teslas they have the most broke down fucking cars you could ever think of but they got money though but the two people that are white that have teslas they let you know they have a fucking tesla and just to flip that Two or three out of five black people, yes, they might have a charger. Is it a stereotype? Absolutely. But we're not going to put stereotypes on black 
people, like we're the only people to do it. But white people have their own stereotypes. Yes, they don't season shit. Yes, they put raisins in macaroni and cheese. Why? I don't have a fucking clue. Yes, they eat KFC. <laughs> There's so much fucking sodium in that. Whatever. But at the end of the day, like everybody has a stereotype, but it's just, it really fucks me up when it's like our people who just say, you know what? Like our stereotypes shouldn't be stereotypes. But I'm like, wait a minute. Like, so we, we can't have stereotypes. We can't have opinions. We can't have thoughts. We can't have dreams. We can't have expectations. Like, so what the fuck can we have? And for us to tell us we can't do something, it's like, are you with us or we, you with them? Like, no, so who, for you. This is my thing with, uh, with our people. I feel like just because someone is making money don't mean that you can't make money. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, this person may be really good at selling lashes. <laughs> and just because they selling lashes don't mean I can't sell my lashes if that's what I really want to do. So I have a clothing line. I just started. I can't look at everybody else. I have to do what I do. You see what I'm saying? But when it comes down to teamwork, don't hate on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when you when you put your shit up, I'm gonna try to support you. Exactly. That's right. And I'm 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 with the uh the, the, the caller who 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 spoke on the Asian people. He's right. They work hard. The Indian people work hard. The Africans work hard. The Haitians work hard. The Jamaicans work hard. Ain't there a joke that says like a Jamaican person has like six jobs? That's where that joke came from because they work hard. It's us. We the ones, man. Always crying and whining, looking for a handout. I am sick of it, man. It is damn embarrassing, man. All of the other nations do their thing, man. It is embarrassing, man. I'm sick of it. Straight up. Bottom line is we're going to have to pull together and work hard and be willing to make sacrifices, man. Stop spending all our money trying to get fresh and buying damn cars. You understand what I'm saying? Save the money up. Flip it. You know what I'm saying? And understand and know this. Everybody can't come along, man. Certain people going to have to be left behind because they will never get their mind right. So I went to school in Omaha, Nebraska for like four years from like middle school to high school. And, um, so I basically lost my Texas accent and I was like, I had like a, like mixed accent, you know what I'm saying? I grew up around like Mexican, Hispanic people and shit like that. And so I have a Texas accent mixed with, anyway, I got to, I got back to Texas. All my own family members was like, I'm not black no more because I don't have an accent. I'm not Mm -hmm. black no more because I don't speak Ebonics. Yeah, speaking of speaking for somebody else, one time I spoke to somebody else and he was like, Shut up! She gets it, like you just said. In order for us to be successful and to have anything, it requires trust. And you said it, I agree with you. That's hard for for, for black people to to even fathom. So, Mm -hmm. again, you know, with that being said, by your own admission, what are we we to do with that? What are we to do with that? That's a foundational level thing, man. If we can't even get on that level, what are we really going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to do? Yeah. I feel it's like you said, you're, there's going to be some people that can't think with you, some people that can't grind with you, and some people that's not going to come with you. And I think we have to meet people, see people for who they are, um, the ones that can grind it out. Like Greg and I, we have never met, 
but Greg has a crazy work ethic and I have a crazy work ethic and we found each other podcasting and we come together and we do these shows and we get this shit done and we go ahead and we monetize and we create money for our family so we can do the other things that we want to do. You have to find the people that are willing to come together for the greater value of where y'all trying to go. And that's what it's going to take, no matter what culture you are. But that's where it starts. I wish I knew what you said. Okay, so one another thing that I realized about the Hispanic community is um, they know they know that trading is still important. Not, I'm not just talking about like forex trading. I'm talking about trades like uh, 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 being a welder, being a... Um, mechanic being a uh, a, a nail tech you know what i'm saying that shit takes six eight months and you're in the field a senior can do it in high school a junior can do it in high school we don't have to go through four years of college that's not for everybody Mm -hmm. and i think that's what mr motivational was saying as well earlier this is like maybe like 20 30 minutes ago when he was mentioning the fact that like we choose not to pick careers and more importantly we choose not to do things because not they're you know not because they're hard it's just more so we just don't want to do them because we don't feel like we have to do them other people want to so let the brown people do it let the white people do it why do i have to do it like they don't want to be garbage men and shit like that like we at least we don't want to be like but they will take it they'll go and take that job because hey they'll do it knowing that hey we're gonna get 30 40 dollars an hour to do it us feel like oh no i got this degree though and I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and just rock with this forever and i'm gonna get my expectations in about 10 years I don't want to be like that. I'm I'm just not cut of that cloth. That's why I do what I do. I hustle how I hustle. And uh, I'm still hoping that Holly Berry gives me a call back. Next voicemail. Hey, Greg, shut your black. Oh, oh my God, Mr. Motivation. No, yes. I am so sick and tired of the victim mentality. That's like me saying, okay, a, a small person, a dwarf, they choose to be a victim all the fucking time. They're going to live like a victim. But there are small people that blow the other people out the body. I mean, it's the same concept, the same principle. If you're missing a leg and you allow that to hinder you, it's going to hinder you. White people are not our problem. We are our problem. Yeah. That's why you got to stay off black Twitter. Let me drop some knowledge. I'm sorry, because I keep going. Uh, let's think about this. Somebody spent 10K... On a, on, a, on a Rolex just to show off for his friends. When you can take that same 10K and buy, and buy an Amazon building and be your own boss, these are the things that we need to know. You want to go uh, take a trip to uh, Barcelona, to Paris? It's $500 if you leave from New York. That's how much you spent on that on that bullshit-ass pair of Jordans. Hey. We need to have priority straight yeah. as well. Like, come on, it's not about all how you look. Start investing. Yeah. In agreement. Black in America, sugar, my garrokana, miss garrokana, the vodu. What you saying? I was gonna say, like, I absolutely agree with her. Us black people, we don't live for experiences. That's why, like, when I hear people say, "I've never been on a cruise ship," "I've never like traveled mm-hmm. outside of like my town," I'm like, damn, like. You've never actually you you have all the Jordans, you have all the watches, you have all the phone, you have all these things, but you've never done it. You haven't had an experience. So I, I would just pose to anybody who's listening to just ask someone that is of color, black or brown, and say, yo, like what experiences have you had? Like that is definitely a question that a lot of people can't answer. They have all the like 
the things in the world, all the things that they could possibly want, but mm-hmm. they haven't had an experience. Like, have you been somewhere where th- the sand literally, like, it, it's not hot when you walk on it. It's not rocks and sand. It's just fucking sand. Have you ever mm-hmm. been to a place where you could see the, like, where is seeing the fish? It, like, that, honestly, that's like surface level. I had, mm-hmm. I had a friend, and this is like a short story time. So we had taken one of our, like, family friends out of town. And I want to it was either Aruba or somewhere we went. So we went there and they actually saw the fish for the first time. And I'm, they were like, I've been to the beach before, but I've never seen the the actual fish. And I was like, wait, you just thought that there was like a median and fish just didn't swim up to like the, the sand. They didn't swim up there. He was like, oh no, mm-hmm. man. Like, he was like, you'll understand. He was like, you know, it's different in, in, in the hood when we go to the beach, man, we go to the beach and no, we no. do stuff like that. But no. you know, I, he was like, I only put my feet in the water. He was like, I actually want to get in. I was like, yo, like I, I never knew until he said that that moment. So then he looked down and he saw the fish. He was actually afraid to put his feet in the water because he was like, the fish are going to bite me. The fish are going to mm. bite me. I was like, bro, if you put your feet in the water, the fish are actually going to swim away from you because you're foreign to them. This is this is them. The earth mm. is 80 percent them. They don't care about you. So he put his feet in the water. He was like, yo, I've never seen water so clear. And I was like what do you mean? He's like, yo, and her like, we don't even get in the water. We can put our feet in, but that's as far as we go. And I was like, yo, maybe I've been privileged enough and blessed enough to actually be able to see the finer things or to me, what could be considered the finest things. And to hear somebody that was black as well, just say, you know what? No, I can't even put my feet in the water. Cause I'm scared that the fish might touch my feet. Wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. Next a lot question, of people- though. Can y'all like shut the fuck Exactly, Mr. Motivational said you can see the demons. Okay, in the Bible it says we wrestle not against flesh but against things not seen, something like that. So therefore, the outside don't fucking matter. That white man is still, or that Hispanic man, whoever you want to talk about, is battling a spirit, a spirit world that we all will soon have to battle. And then what? Then what? So when in the, if alien come down here, we're gonna be like, oh, black and white. Oh, as a human race, we're gonna come together. Well, speaking of the food, you know, was such a coincidence. Monsano, which is the the mother and father of uh, genetically modified organism production and and all the hindering uh, laws that that tries to govern seeds and malign farmers. The head of Monsanto is who Barack Obama appointed as the head of the Food and Drug Administration when he came in office. I couldn't really hear her, but I think that they are the one percenters. You can call them Bilderberg Group, Illuminati, the um, Jews, um, the behind the scenes, the people that basically the Federal Reserve, the money makers. Here I was thinking it was the people who worked at Chipotle. <laughs> they is the Kardashian family. It is anyone who is preying on the success and lifestyle of Black Americans. That's it. Whoever that is to you, whether that's Candace Owens, Kim Kardashian, 
Donald Trump, Oprah Winfrey, whoever fits that narrative for you, that is they, at least to me. Shout out to you. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, man. They is, uh, you talking about this is the avatar people in the WrestleManiacs. <laughs> uh, nah. They is the powers that shouldn't be, man. Yeah, you can call them the men in black. You know what I'm saying? They behind the scenes, you know, pulling all the strings, calling the shots. You know what I'm saying? They use the figureheads, um, i.e., the presidents and all of that. Those are the puppets. Those are the ones that they put in place to make us believe that, you know, we have a choice and they're the ones that's running things. No, no, no. This is, this is um, a shadow government, man. Um, look into the Black Pope. Um, look up um, the Committee of 300. Um, check out the Tavistock Institute of Natural, uh, excuse me, of Human Resources. Um, look into the Jesuit Order. I mean, I can go on and on and on with the information, man. But yeah, those, those, those are, are the they. You know, the Bilderberg Group. You know, it's a handful, man, that, that call all the shots, man. Mr. question before you get to. Before you get to the next voicemail, I love the fact that he's so knowledgeable and him talking is like you being able to open multiple books. And that is why you'll be better off having knowledge of and not waiting for people to feed you what they want you to know because he has so much information that he is a source himself. But go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, I just I just wanted to ask about uh, Mr. Motivational. There's a movie that I watched. I want to say it's maybe like a couple months ago. It was a movie where they predicted every move you made, and they had like this book, and everybody they wore hats. So you wear a hat, and you can go through all these like portal doors and stuff like that, and it could take you to a different part, a different like of towns and states and countries and stuff like that. But they had an outline of everybody's life. Um, if you can explain like how that ties into it, like that right there, that movie, I feel like everybody needs to watch because what he just said, now it makes sense because that movie actually exists. I'm going to look it up too, but let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, if all the uh, high school pro- uh, prospects went to HBCUs, if these NFL players, NBA players took their money and started starting their own organizations, well, like what would sports look like without uh, the flavor. I mean, what would the U.S. flavor look like in the Olympics? Trash. Like, we have uh, to understand how much power we have, bro. Like, just uh, just the athletes by themselves can can topple sure. over the shit. For sure. That's why I ain't watching no fucking football. Fuck them. Yo, really got to give a shout out to uh, I think her name is Being True or something yeah. true. Yo, shorty, I like the way you talk, man. Yo, you 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 put it together real well. I like your perspective on things. No, also, you know, I had uh, checked out your YouTube channel. I'm a subscribe too, yo. I like your content. You know, keep keep doing your thing, shorty. One. Look at this collabing. So I gotta say, Mr. Motivational uh, is speaking true gems that I I couldn't even comprehend. Just to give you a little bit of a background, I, I'm what they would consider a, a whitewashed brother because I'm from a small country town in fucking Sierra Vista, Arizona. The, these 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 informations aren't aren't prevalent about our people, our, you know, the people of color. I'm African American man, um, you know, about the history on on, on what they claim the government has us in golden chains, you know, it's just 
being that woke and being that outspoken about it is is truly on a different level. I really wish, you know, I'm really glad you guys have this have this talk right now. Thank you. Being true, you hit it on the head again. Appreciate you, Shorty. Yo, she's right. You either operating in uh, love or you either operating in fear. Those are only two two realms that exist. You know what I'm saying? By default, you're doing one or the other. You can't do both. You know, um, right now, the vibration in the world is fear. And, and that's what's being pushed by the media. You know what I'm saying? The media is a mass manipulation tool. It's sorcery at its core. What it has done was cast a spell on people to give to give people to 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 voluntarily give away all their human basic sovereign rights. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about this, y'all. We pay for water, man. We pay to go fishing, man. You gotta ask the state for permission to marry somebody that you love, man. Think about that, man. Like real talk, you gotta pay for healthcare, man. Come on. Why your nation can't just make sure you healthy, man? Come on. Facts. He, he, he's sitting there talking that shit. A lot of the issues that have been talked about and that we're seeing in today's society stem from economic disparity between the races, which disproportionately affects African Americans and people of color. So I think that that should really be one of the first issues to be addressed in order to help fix a broken system that we live in today. Agree. My guy. All right, listen, listen. <clears throat> you may, I understand you may not want to see the movie, but you talk about wanting to get somewhere. Ain't nobody getting nowhere if we're going to complain about what movies we watching. All right? You, <laughs> what? Yeah, I heard I heard somebody bring up Black Lives Matter. Nah, 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 nah. Leave that, leave that movement alone, okay? First and foremost, they, they, they've been exposed as being witches. So then the, 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 the muscle behind that is a dude named George Soros. You know, looking at him, listeners, if you don't know who that is, Black Lives Matter is 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 a, 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 a trick to just get us wild up as usual to distract us, man. They, that movement is not for us. Where's Black Lives Matter when, when, when Taekwon then popped off uh, uh, JoJo in the hood? You understand what I'm saying? Or Ray Ray then, then, then popped off Man Man in the hood? Where's Black Lives Matter at, man? Since Black Lives Really Matter. Why they not up in Chicago, man? Since Black Lives Really Matter. Like, come on, man. Yo, black people stop following everything just because they throw black on it, man. Damn, yo. Like, stop it. That's why they got Kamala Harris. He did that just for y'all vote, man. Stop it. I'm sorry. You may not have heard my last um, message. I wanted to know if Greg is currently dating a person or married to someone outside of his race. Um, you don't have to answer that. It's just I was just curious asking because of the title of the um, feed. I'm over here. Yes. Answer. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I. Oh no, no. I'm. I'm open to it. Yes, I'm in an interracial marriage. Doesn't change my views. Period. The problem is, is that not enough of us are paying attention to our history. We're not looking sure. at colonialism. It needs to be studied because we are still a product of colonialism, and colonialism is adjacent, if not perhaps the same thing as white supremacy. The Chinese know this. The Asians know this. Unfortunately, they're, they're mimicking that exact same system and they're doing the same thing to the Muslims in that country. Um, just powerful people are always going to take advantage of people if you let them. And so if you don't align yourself with people who are like you, who have the same struggles as you, and you allow people to tell you that, well, 
you deserve to be listened to as well too. Yes, you should, but you should also listen to the the sadness that's in your community and recognize that it's happening in other poor communities that happen to be black, white, all kinds of people that are poor. It's about poverty too. And we have to connect those dots. True. Yo, I get it. You know what I mean? I understand that, that black people are upset about what's been happening to our people, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in this country. But, you know, I'm going to say it like I've been screaming it from the beginning of all of this, man. You cannot expect anybody else to value your life and respect you or us as a people when we don't value each other's lives and respect each other as people. And that is just the truth. That is the hardcore truth. Every night we're murdering each other. Again, look at Chicago, man. Chicago is a war zone, man. The rapper just got popped off, what, a week ago in Atlanta? Now another one, he got popped off yesterday? I think he was from Texas or something. I don't know where he was from. But look at what's going on amongst our people. Come on, until we fix that and jump on that, I don't want to hear nothing about Black Lives Matter. Stop it. Mm. Quick history lesson. This is how much we don't know about our history. That KKK costume that they wear was originated by black Spaniards. A positive thing, a positive ritual. This is how much we don't know about history. There's so many missing chapters and so many missing fucking books. Negro? What is fucking Negro? It's a Spanish word. Yes, it is. That was used to group together everyone because if you go and look if uh, any black person or any mixed person or whatever, you go back and you go look in your history, there's like four or five different names. There's Negro, there's colored, there's black Indians, all that shit. And they, and they start starting mixing us all together and that's why we don't have no fucking identity. No, not at all. A resource-based economy is not at all um, anything like communism, communism. And I'll say more later. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Let's dig into that. Why is it that the the conditions in those projects and for those people, as you call them, dare you say it? (laughs) I won't, Um, because that's a white supremacist word. And I'm not going to use that language to further beat another black person because we shouldn't do that. It's not helpful to us. And we have to start looking deeper at how it is that we behave and how we've been assimilated into this nasty culture of selfishness and greed and lust and covetous and all these horrible things that allow for white supremacy to have thrived for so long. And when I say white supremacy, I'm not talking about all white people. I'm talking about the infrastructure that has built colonialism that says one is superior, one color is superior over the other. And not everybody benefits from that. And that's the kind of illusion of it is that white people actually suffer from white supremacy too because they're ignored by the elites within white supremacy and then the black people who gives a fuck about us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, man. Black people ain't got no excuses, man. Everybody should know who Madam C.J. Walker is, man. If you don't know who Madam C.J. Walker is and you're a person of color, you need to go to the highest point in your house and jump. That's what you need to do. But she lived next door to Rockefeller. This was unheard of back in her time. She was alive during slavery. This was unheard of. So you mean to tell me today we got excuses? Nah, man. Nah. No, I'm not going for it. No. Hmm.
we're, that, that makes us ignorant. It makes us that we're ignoring why this thing is even happening. To basically say that a person that is living in the ghetto is inherently inferior because they all might just be nasty and throwing things on the ground and trashing the place. Well, guess what? Corporations bring in a whole lot of money. And while you know that black people have the highest rate of asthma, that's black people. That's trash. That's dirty. That's polluting our air and our water and our and our food. That's problematic. We have to look at the big picture, too. And if we continue to focus on the dis- the divisions that they keep p- p- promoting about us in our own communities and keep reperpetuating those 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 racial um, stereotypes that the nigga is the one that's messing everything up for us. No, it's the greedy that's messing up everything for us, up for us. And it's why we're all in the same boat, working class people struggling. Yeah. But that's the thing is we're only looking at what's happening in our communities and there's poor behavior in every community. In the white community, they have the most incest, the most rapes, the most fraud. The only thing, the only crime that they have that is at least close to ours is murder. Like that's happening at almost at the same rate, at least to the last study I saw back in 2017. I haven't seen the most recent ones, but it's been consistently known that more drugs are being done, uh, done in white communities than black communities. So we have to look at the big picture, too, is that this this idea of there being this nigger complex, we're just basically putting ourselves in this box and we're not looking at the fact that there are behaviors and there are problems that transcend beyond one community's color. It's about money, too. And it's about also who has the power, who wants the power. White supremacy is a very strong uh, institutional uh, structure that has been with us for way too long. We are learning tonight. Shout we out to-, to the twenties of our messages. This is wild. I'm not a fan of it at all. No, I will not support the idea that there's niggas and there's black folks and all of that. I'm not a fan of it at all. That's why I'm not interested in this cultural and racial divide. Every single race of culture has a population of persons who are lower vibration and some are higher vibration. I refuse to place a blame, a symbol, I'm sorry, a blame and a label on impoverished black folks, because that's primarily what you're talking about is impoverished black folks who are suffering and oppressed, impoverished white folks who are suffering and oppressed, impoverished Native Americans, Indians, Hispanics, what have you, every culture, Samoans, Asians, those populations of persons who are oppressed live and act differently. If she ain't talking the gospel right now. I don't think I have anything to do with the fact that we don't have an income because I think we do, like you said, have a great income. I think it has a lot to do with just people wanting to protect their neighborhood because that's where they live. And that's at the end of the day. You don't see, you know, it's not many black people talking about wanting to be involved in a Chinese neighborhood. We don't be like, hey, let us down here, China, man. So why we care about what white people have? What we need to work on is what we what we need to have for ourselves so that we can we don't have to always be mad that the white man have something that they worked for on for themselves for the years. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. Um, Mm. I absolutely agree with Sonia when it comes to that. Absolutely agree. The issue for me, though, is the fact that we have 
things. We have those communities. We sell those communities to said white people or to others. And that same community, like D.C. right now, it's so gentrified that the, the places that it wasn't safe for black people to walk, white people not only walk their dogs, they sit on balconies. They go and they, they have all the things in those neighborhoods that were not deemed safe for black people to be in. And the reason why is because it was our own communities. We told each other, you know what, like, hey, it ain't safe for you to come to this hood because you're from that hood or you can't, you know, be a part of that neighborhood because, you know, it's not safe for you to be there. White people are like, hey, um, here's three hundred thousand dollars. You can leave and we can just make this available for everybody. That right there is the difference in what we could have been versus what we were then. So well, that's the thing then. How many of those people who are success, who are being successful, who are seeing that this is obstacle in our communities, that people are mismanaging their money, you know, why are there not more leaders to help people learn how to manage their money? Well, I will say that there are. There's a lot of conversations that are going on right now about money management for black communities. So that is turning around. But we also have to look at context. We have to look at historical um, patterns and trends where it has been consistently reinforced in our community, not how to actually have access to money. And this has been because of the destruction of this has happened plenty of times. I know people can say, well, we need to get past it. You can't use that anymore. But what is past is prologue. And we are dealing with that. And we have to be able to look at why that happened. How is it still happening? And get people who know, who feel like they have the answers, like what you're saying, how you, Mr. Motivational, get in line and, and help some people f- understand how to manage money. Mm. Oh, now, come on, stop it. Ain't nobody putting no raisins in their macaroni <laughs> cheese. You need to stop. <laughs> a raisin in a... I can't. I'm, I can't. I can't. <laughs> that wait, makes wait, hold, wait, 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 no. If that is true, then I I got to do a whole nother research and come with a whole nother ideology of folks around here putting raisins in their macaroni and cheese. Okay. Now, we're going to get these voicemails, but I'm going to get my shit off for a second. Y'all have never had a potluck at work and someone has brought, like, macaroni and cheese with, like, cilantro on it or raisins in it or some shit you never you're trying to tell me i'm the only black person on planet earth when they look at like dishes that people bring to potlucks and they're like that's not supposed to happen like there's like what do you call it? like guacamole is guacamole some shit does not belong in guacamole like you don't put the actual like the little thing that's in the avocado in your guacamole like <laughs> white people no, 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 no bullshit. No, no bullshit. I'm not lying. I'm not trying to sound like a racist or somebody who's just being derogatory to white people, but white people will go and you can see this on Instagram. You can go and look at like food recipes or some shit like that. They will take something that is so simple and add some shit that had no business being in it. For example, they will have mashed potatoes. And like I said, they will put fucking raisins in it. They will have macaroni and cheese and put raisins in it. They will actually take mashed potatoes and put rice in the mashed potatoes as if the two are not starches. The shit is weird to me. Um, I have seen at my job, like the potlucks, I have seen chicken stuffed rice. I've never thought I would say that in my life before. Like basic. It was like what they did was they had taken like Costco chicken, like the little chicken breast. And what they did was they chopped it up. Well, not chopped it up, but they cut it into like little wraps and then they put rice inside of it. And I was like, look, okay, um, I don't know what culture you're appropriating, but I have never had sushi in the form of chicken with the rice on the inside of it. 
ever in life. So just to let you guys know, and I'm sure somebody's going to say, hey, I, I've definitely had macaroni and cheese with raisins in it. That is disgusting. Nothing I act about- like um, when um, other cultures <laughs> make chicken um, salad and they put cranberries in there or raisins. I don't mind it. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no! Trust me. Not, not not only have I heard of like you know the macaroni and cheese with the raisins. Have you ever have you ever heard of the? Well, no, no, no. This one's gonna fuck you up because I actually had to look it up, and it actually is a thing. Have you ever heard of blue cheesed chicken wings? No. Okay. So what they do is when I say they, I'm I'm talking about white people. What they do is they take the the chicken they fry the chicken like black people normally would they would fry the chicken but then they would take a ba- a turkey baster and infuse the blue cheese in the chicken wing so the blue cheese is already in the chicken wing when you take a bite mm. that's nasty it sounds it sounds good you remember <laughs> the year when they was asking meat with mac and cheese yeah Meat and mac and cheese, like shrimp mac and cheese, I'm sure it sounds good. It probably tastes good. Crab mac and cheese probably sounds good. Probably is good. I've had lobster mac and cheese. That's really delicious. But raisin mac and cheese, just nothing about raisin mac and cheese. You know what? We got too many voicemails. Honestly, by the time we get to this mac and cheese, we'll be on a completely different discussion. Truth be told, man, honestly, it's about perception. You know, they, they tell us there's more black people in prison than in college, but that's actually a fact. I mean, that's not a fact. And another thing is another thing. And if you don't figure out that other thing, you better understand this one thing. Is that that thing that you need to understand? It's just a thing. Oh, boy. He's talking about me, because I'm always saying there's another thing. But there's not another thing, I promise. Truth be told, what I was trying to say was, it's about perception. You know what I'm saying? It's how you view things. It's how you view the world. You know, they tell us that, you know, there's more black men in prison than in college. That's a lie. There's more black men in college than in prison. Granted, you know that prison system and the whole justice system is all fucked up. We all know that. But truth be told, it's about perception. It's how you look at the world. It's how you look at yourself. Yeah. And and another thing, I'm joking. I'm joking. So how do we get out of this cycle? Like, how do we break it? You know, there's people who can say their piece and word of mouth, but then there's some people in our black community that are not going to listen. And someone believes that, oh, just because they're saying it, someone's going to be small minded and not do it. So I'm just trying to figure out what, what really can we do if someone feels like we don't have enough power, we don't have enough um, knowledge, like resources and stuff? What is the way, what, how can we break the cycle? How can we spread the word and get people to stand up with each other and be really united? We buy Kanye albums because nobody listens oh. to that bullshit. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the sister Lorraine Nova for dropping straight wisdom and facts. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you do. That's how you build. That's how it starts. Gotta share the wisdom and spread the knowledge. Take notes on what the sister just dropped, and I'm gonna follow you, shorty. I appreciate you. 
you know, there's also been a level of selfishness that has gone on in our communities. You know, if we're talking about that, we want black people to be better and that black, the black mentality of victimhood and all that stuff there. Yes, there, that the victimhood does happen because it's you only become a victim when you do nothing. Right. There are black people who are talking about white supremacy and racism, systemic racism, all these different things, the historical context of it and how it's still a burden within our communities. But they're talking about it and they're also trying to do something to move the conversation, to also move the country and the culture to be able to say we need to have a little bit more integration where we can. And then also where black people say, you know, I want to build my community. I just want to be a a community of black businesses. That's okay, too, because like the Asians have it, the Indians have it, all kinds of communities, uh, European communities that come here to French. They get together and they build up their communities. We could do the same thing, too, and integrate. And Hey, I don't know if the um, last uh, message went through, but I was just saying that I'm really big into experiences as a black American. I've been everywhere from um, just all over the country. That's why I became a truck driver, because I just wanted to see, you know, everything. So, yeah, been to theme parks all over the country. I'm really big on roller coasters. I'm a roller coaster enthusiast. So um, my thing is I go to theme parks all over the country and Canada and hopefully Europe and and, uh, Asia as well pretty soon. So, yeah, I'm one of those adventurous blacks. I like to go everywhere and travel and shit. So, yeah. That's it. In reference to, like, traveling and why people don't really travel, I don't know of how much of the people think this way, but I know that there's definitely some people who have the mentality of, well, I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need anything else, like, is this not good enough? Because there's definitely some people who's like, why would I need to go to, you know, Brazil? Or why would I need to go to Japan? Or why would I need to go to Europe? But Like, what, what, what is there that I can't have or do here? And, or some people do, just honestly, they're just afraid to get on a plane, which is not that, that's, that's a whole other different thing. But it's like, what is there that I cannot do or have here? Which is kind of true, but, it's the point most people travel is for different cultures. And so that's also something they don't feel the need to find out about other cultures. Put it this way. I just watched um, a family in Jamaica in the islands right now with this storm. Watch fucking big ass water come from down the street into their fucking house. And they had their, their clothes, they had their shoes, they had their dogs, they had their bed, they had their TV and they trying to like pull whatever they could pull and stack it up on each other. They had like their um, iron door that's open, but is gated just flooding in with water and they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. And to sit here in America, may, maybe it's not so great, but at least I know if water came down my street right now in this cul-de-sac that I, I get to live in and this house that's elevated and I have a hill in my driveway, I know I'm not getting flooded out because I'm not near no water. I'm not surrounded by a huge body of water. And I and, and you have people worried about, well, damn, they, I know they're having a storm now, but I'm checking the wa- the weather for uh, the next couple of weeks when I go visit for my vacation. You need to see 
the way that other people live to be grateful for what the fuck you have. You need to experience other places. You need to travel. You need to read because that's going to kill the ignorance that people have and they live by by being in stagnant environments. And that's what that is. It's people who live um, in the same environment that they were born in, that they grew up in, stay around the same people. They don't know shit, but they always got the most shit to say. Mm. Hey, bro, to be honest, I do not support the LGBT. So do not even get into politics like that. So I really don't want to hear it, honestly. Oh, God. To anybody who says that they, quote unquote, is the Jews, does not understand anything about society and culture and history the fact that you could possibly blame the jews for any sort of racial disparity racial disparity that exists in america really just shows that you are uneducated and just overall not understanding of what the arguments here is and the discussions are yeah shout out to you rich like uh let me just say that there are we should broaden our 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 education about uh, Monsanto, actually, there's a documentary on Hulu about GMOs and you actually get an understanding as to where it came from. Like food does get diseases. They do create, uh, like there are scientists, like there's a science to even farming, right? Spicing food, fruits and creating a, a, all they're doing is taking the genes of the fruit and they're, they're spicing it to be able to make it a fruit that can actually, um, fight against certain diseases so that crops don't die. Mm. So it's, it's not, it's not a chemical. It's just, they're messing with genes of fruits to, in order to make it a stronger fruit, to make it last longer, to feed people longer. Um, there's weird shit and everything, but there, there's some context to that. And I was actually on the bandwagon of like how bad GMOs were. But after watching that documentary, I have an understanding as to how science plays a role in everything. Mm. Back in the days, me and Frederick Douglass actually collabed together, and we free. Oh. Um, what I had said in the in the video that you couldn't hear, I said that Monsanto, who was the mother and father of genetic genetically modified organisms, and who um, has created these seeds that you just can't plant anywhere and who uh, creates Roundup and who was like harassing all the farmers and all that stuff. Monsanto, they're responsible for that. They are the fake food that you, we were speaking of. What I was saying is that when Barack Obama came into office, he appointed the head of Monsanto as the head of the Food and Drug Administration. I was completely dumbfounded. I was confused. And I knew then that whatever I was thinking up until that time just wasn't it. Mm. The, the conspiracy theories, I just have to say, it's it's not, I don't think it's as complicated. That's really, to me, it's a distraction. It's a really good distraction, actually. It's because it's not allowing us to actually focus on understanding the roots of the burdens within our community, where it's coming from, what policies, because that's where the burden is. I'm not just saying like the white man just beating us down, but what policies were actually passed that that uh, oppressed any kind of progress that could be made or interrupted progress within some communities, whether it's, you know, well, let's talk about black communities first and foremost, because that's where we're seeing a lot of the the, the struggle to, to, to grow out of the nonsense that we are dealing with now with the materialism and all that stuff and the church too so church church doesn't help us either 
but we can't get lost in the conspiracy theory stuff because it actually doesn't it doesn't provide us any kind of solution. It's just information that we think is going to actually hurt us, but it doesn't. We it, it, it we need better. Yeah. What's up, you guys? Um, I do not know what to say. To be honest, I'm just going to be silent for the whole time right now. But like, you guys sound some like like some celebrities like that girl she sounds like freaking uh Barack Obama's wife and this kid sounds like I don't know who but crazy but I just got on this app I just want to know what to do on this so like yeah and uh what else I was gonna say oh you guys like where are you guys from like I want to know where you guys from like all that and stuff like that you guys sound like some nice-ass people, like real talk, man. Thank you so much, Jay. Um, if you believe that college is just a way to get your money or what have you, then I don't think you're really thinking right. I say that loosely because there is a large part of that that, yeah, is attributed to these huge loans and what have you. But if you look at college as a way to explore the self and educate self, If you're just going in to find a specific job to do so that you can make or generate a lot of money, that is smart as well. But if you go in knowing that you're going to be educated and be able to think more critically, that should be your influence. Mm. Go ahead and say what you was going to say, Greg. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead, next voicemail. We got way too many. We got to keep going. Keep going. Well, thank you, Mr. Motivational. You are playing my song in the background. I heard um, Never Gonna Live Without You by Mary J. Dodge, but it sounded like someone else was singing it. I know that's off topic, but (laughs) I just wanted to acknowledge and appreciate you as well. And yeah, love or fear. Mm. I think we need to put in context to media, like who, right? Is it a particular uh, talk show host or because these are people's opinions, although I do think that some of them really don't believe it. I believe that they're just making a lot of money because people are willing to listen to it. Taking, setting aside conspiracy theories for a moment, because I, they are important. There's some things that we questions that need to be asked, of course. But then the long-term question is, how is it actually translating in our lives? Prime example, this current administration, right? Their big thing was it was a deep state. All these different things were being, uh, all these different people, these small little groups were like shadow people and doing all this stuff. But they run the government and people in real, like real people that are poor are not seeing anything better. They haven't done anything with the conspiracy theories. They haven't helped get people uh, to be able to open up more businesses and all this stuff. People did that because they had the means and the want and the need and the go get spirit, go get a spirit to do it. So we can't always just kind of consider conspiracy theories. Hmm. I'm going to tell you guys straight up the best well the only way to make it in this world is to learn to own yourself that is it nobody owes you anything I can barely hear him he gets really loud so he's about to say something really disrespectful regardless of anybody that puts you down or says you'll never make it. You work on that skill and you find a way to serve others by it. When you realize that you were put on this planet to serve others, you'll be fine. Mm. I feel everything you're saying, bro. I feel everything you're saying. Like, a real talk. Like, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You see, I'm Mexican myself. And, you know, we be having the same problems. But you know how I go. Man... 
Get that shit out of here, bro. We over here talking about some serious ass topics and you over here talking about some lame ass shit. Okay, let's just pause. I respect everybody's viewpoint, but we do realize that there's a lot of things going on in our country. Someone has to be able to stop saying that we want that. Somebody has to stand up and say that police officers should not be able to shoot into someone's apartment any which way they want to. Yeah. Because they don't do that in what rich people's neighborhoods. Whether it's yeah. black rich people, white rich people, they don't do that shit. But they do it to poor people all the time. And so somebody has to just do some research on who started Black Lives Matter. There, I've seen a whole lot of meme news about who runs it. It's meme news. That's not real news. And there is a need for journalism. If we didn't have journalism, we wouldn't know anything at all. A lot of the things that we're talking about is because we got it from the media. Let's just be honest about that, too. Shout out to E. Ruth. Um, hi, everybody. This is Tierra. Loving the conversation tonight. Um, I just want to first say, Mr. Motivational, you are on it. I'm loving everything that you're saying. And um, I'm, I don't know if this has anything to um, do with the conversation. Um, but I heard someone say, and it was really deep. I heard someone say that um, Jeff, Bezo- Jeff Bezos, the man that owns Amazon, could um, end homelessness in the snap of a finger. So, you know, I didn't know if that pertained to this conversation. I just thought it was deep and just wanted to put that out there. But loving the conversation. Thanks, you guys. It's, it's green. So and I feel like, of course, he can. But you also teeter-totter on who are we to tell someone who built this crazy company that have so much money to tell him what to do with it? Like, I mean, we would like to have an opinion about his millions and billions of dollars, but the reality is we don't. What Arut said about the history is so true. Um, we don't understand what's going on. We don't understand colonialism. I did a video on my channel called um, Message from the East or a Message from the Universe, something like that. I forget the name of it, but if you go look at it, it's like 30 minutes. Um, not my best work, but the information is you want to hear it you can get a full kind of understanding of where it all started and what the ideology is just in 30 minutes of watching okay Hmm. i'm gonna say one thing i'm gonna say one thing identity you know why people can come from china and come here and build something they have an identity you know why people can come from Czechoslovakia and build a Czechoslovakian? What's the people that live here that's that's living in Georgia right now? Bosnian. Bosnian. The Bosnian community people can come here, poor as shit, come here and build a community because they have identity. You know why the uh, Indians can come here and build? They have identity. You know why the Middle Easterns can come here and build? They have identity. African people, African-Americans... We have identity to a certain point, but it's so related to oppression. And that's not a that's not a excuse. It's just what it is. And if we keep on acting like and not dealing with that and trying to say, well, I'm going to be the Joneses and fuck what everybody else is going through because I'm going to get mine because I got to get mine. But also saying that people need to to uh, help uh, in the communities like basketball players. We're speaking. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yes, the Moors were the black Spaniards that you're speaking of. I think it's uh, Laranova. And negro means black. Mareño means um, black person. The reason why negro is derogatory is because negro just means like a black object, but it's not really a pronoun, whereas mareño is like more of an endeared term. It's letting you know that I'm talking about a black human being. So mareño, that's where the Moors come from. That's That was like slang for the Moors. Oh, she's a mareño. Oh, yeah, she's a moro. You know, that stirred into more, mareño, more. So that's why they were, we were called the Moors. Um, I won't go deeper. (laughs) I would just say this as far as, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing. It's like, help me raise. All right, we're speaking out of two sides of our mouths, and we have to be clear about that. We can, we can talk about the need to have progress that some black people ain't going to get better. Some black people are going to stay, still stay in their ignorance and still blame conspiracy theories as a reason why they can't get ahead too. And that is not going to help us do anything. It, just, it hasn't helped us do anything, has it? I haven't seen anybody be able to build a business out of saying, look, I didn't found the people that created this, that started this conspiracy theory that's been doing this or doing that. It has exactly. not done anything to us. The more you learn about how all these systems work together and that, it crosses all kinds of people of color. Color is not a, you know, the fact that we even talk about color is white supremacist bullshit too, right? It's about character. And deep mm-hmm. down, if you're in a black community or a white community or Asian community or Indian community, selfishness is selfishness. Greed is right. greed. Lust is lust. Covetous is covetous. And we need to be able to be honest about that and then look at what this. I love it. That shit. One oh, thing I'm. I want to thank everybody that's coming in here. We want to listen to everybody's comments. I'm learning so much right now. Greg is learning so much right now. And some of these, I'm just like speechless. And some of these, I'm just like, okay, they just want to be here. But I appreciate everything. And I I need for you guys to share it or just, you know, tag somebody else in here if they have a point of view that we haven't heard. Because I think hearing everybody and this is giving us like insight on what people are actually dealing with, what they have dealt with and what they really think. And we don't have like this overall mass view of everybody. And that's why I like listening to you guys uh, talk out talk. It's not an excuse. There's always going to be some people who actually do well in every part of the country. There's people that live in Africa and they're doing really, really well and they're black. And then there's people that live in Africa who aren't doing well and they're poor. That is, there's probably a whole bunch of answers for that. I don't have all of them. But I do know that if we're talking about American context and and how people are successful or not, if you have been waiting in line Every time you get up and you try to get something and they keep they keep uh, burning down your cities, every time you try to create a Black Panther Party to be able to protect your neighborhood and they kill them because they can. And anytime you have these black men in the streets, Philander Castile, he was probably he was living his own life. What was he doing wrong? That's context. We have to deal in context. And our value is is shit. You think they care about you, Mr. Motivational, if you walk into a, a neighbor, white neighborhood, they'll kill your ass too? Exactly. Yeah, and all those corporations that you're complaining about, I'd hate to say this, but this is true. They're all coming from literally overseas. 
That's where they're operating. They're operating overseas and they're polluting because they don't have any environmental standards. And this was all enacted in the Clinton founded or in the Clinton era in 1993 when he worked with Al Gore and Ross Perot warned us this would happen specifically with job loss and environmental conditions. That's how you got that. Shout out to Strobro. Shout out to that. You know what's funny about our people? Condoleezza Rice spent her whole life fighting for us, and black people used her face as a means to talk about her fucking suit and hair like she was a lesbian. But she gave her life and, uh, for the cause, and, 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 and we so fucking ungrateful. It's going to be generations. The old people is, the old people is, is they use, they, 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 in their ways, it's, it's, you got to raise your children up now and hope that they carry on. Absolutely. Hood politics are a byproduct of oppression, plain and simple. If we divide our own people by referring to some of us as niggas and some as black, then we don't understand how oppression has shaped community. Hmm. All lives matter. Just letting you know. I've seen people bring in potato salad with raisins in it, and I believe that is the devil's work. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. go. This is my type of show right now. This is my type of fucking show. Definitely the only black person. See? Mm -hmm. You're the only black person, dude. I ain't never seen no, no, not no, not no raisin and macaroni. Then again, I ain't never eat nobody potluck food anyway. I was like, I don't know what's in your house. I'm good. Exactly. See? I understand your references, but I'm just not into or not with the generalizations about one culture. I know some black folks who do the wildest things um, as far as cooking goes, and everyone does. I really have tried, um, I won't even say tried, I really have worked on myself with getting away from um, generalizing groups. Okay. Okay. Fair. Guys, sorry to interrupt. It's because Caucasians, they don't have a culture. They don't. In America, they don't have a culture. They don't even know where they belong to. They ha- they're plain. Okay, Claudio. People who put mac and cheese or raisins in mac and cheese, they ask to speak to the manager every time they get upset at the, at the grocery see, store. See, <laughs> see I, knew I, I knew I was not fucking crazy. I knew I was not crazy. There's <laughs> somebody who does that shit. Like, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I got to say it. I have to say it. Um, as long as I live and breathe, I have never been to Arby's. I see so many commercials for Arby's. I have not known a single person who said that they went during normal business hours to Arby's and grabbed a sandwich. Um, so just on top of the fact that people eat like potluck food and macaroni and cheese with raisins and shit like that, I'm just letting you know, Arby's is actually a drug front. There's no, I, I don't have Didn't any- did they buy a company for a billion dollars? Think about it. How many times have you gone past an Arby's and you said there was one car there and all five <laughs> employees worked and lived out of that one car? Because I have never- on God's green earth, ever seen anybody go into Arby's and walk out with a bag of anything? Arby's is not food. That is squirrel meat. That <laughs> ain't nobody that put raisins and mac and cheese, seasoned their chicken with Lowry's. 
Exactly. See? Look, people can be, get creative. Let them be creative. That's that. That's I don't care. Like whatever you want to eat, we can say no. No, I'm good with that rice and that chicken. <laughs> like it is. You know, people with, depending on where you go. You know, everybody eats something different. I saw some shit the other day where this girl was basically like tapping a snail penis, and that shit was huge. I was like, "Damn, I know snails." Not that I'm. I saw I'm that. It's not. <laughs> but let me just say that she's tapping this snail penis, and he's peeing all in her in her soup it's in Asia. And she didn't. After she done, she bite the penis, and I'm like, "Okay, so all right, okay." And I'm not gonna go with the coronavirus bullshit because people eat strange shit. Viruses happen everywhere. So please, let's not. I do hope we do not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I did not mean to open that can of worms. I was just, you know, please, nobody. Hopefully, no, don't do it. Don't let me distract you. Greg, did you see that video now with that sale? Dip, Man, that listen, sale? Li- listen, listen to me. Now, here's the thing. So, I went. I went to. White Facebook. So anybody who knows what White Facebook is, it's Pinterest, right? So, oh, um, God. so, so I went to Pinterest and I typed in white people's recipes, right? So mm-hmm. we have instantly we have chicken salad with obviously with chicken salad stuff, but it has guacamole in it. We have slow no. cooker chicken noodle soup with carrots, but then they added cilantro. I've never had I chicken like noodle cilantro. soup. No, you don't put cilantro in chicken noodle soup. You don't do it. Um, now, this one <laughs> fucked me up. This one fucked me up so bad. Chicken Alfredo stuffed shells. They put the chicken, they put the Alfredo, and they put the noodles in a shell. So it's like a fucking, it's like a pot pocket, what do you call it? Like a pot pocket of chicken Alfredo. That actually sounds delicious. Here's the thing. Noodles are supposed to be noodles. You don't just eat noodles and take a bite out of them. Like, some shit just doesn't work. Um, they have something called crack chicken pinwheels. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, have, you ever, have you ever heard of a... When I say this, someone's going to be upset at me because only white people think of this shit. Have you ever heard of a turkey, bacon, peanut butter, and jelly sandwich? No, listen. Americans love something. <laughs> Put that swine down. No, no turkey bacon, not regular bacon. A turkey bacon peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How turkey do- bacon ain't nothing but fake kindergarten food for the classroom. <laughs> oh my god, man! Wait, they gotta be okay, so I'm from <laughs> Texas, and we have a store called H E B, and they sell a turkey salad. Um. Which is kind of like chicken salad or whatever, and they put cranberries in it. And I'm sorry, it tastes really, really good. I like, I like that. It. It's disgusting. I it's like fun. cranberries in my um, my, in my chicken salad. It's disgusting. Uh, listen, you you gotta take, you gotta put it in your mouth and taste it first, Greg. But that's what we can't. It's we can't be a double edged sword. We can't want to be accepted and then constantly try to fit everyone in a box. Raisins and a macaroni and cheese, I have to admit, every time I just think of that, yeah, that's wild. And But you know what? Guess what? Maybe it tastes good. I don't know. I've it never had it. it. I, I'm, I think I might try it. You know, no. we need to be open and receptive and come from a place of love instead of fear. And that's why I, I try to distinguish that so importantly, because what is the fear? Do we fear that someone's not holding culture in the way that traditional meals are cooked? You know what? What is it? Why don't? Why can't we 
look at it from a place of love and just allow people to be who they are, whoever that is. Here's the thing. You can be who you are. However, when you have a recipe that says macaroni and cheese and you had the omitigate, like you had the nerve, you had the nuts to just go and say, you know what? I am going to put walnuts, uh, beans, any macaroni and cheese. Some things just make sense because they go together like spaghetti. Spaghetti, you know what the fuck spaghetti is. You don't like put, Bobby and Whitney. Yeah, you don't put shit in spaghetti. Spaghetti is perfect the way it is. That's why whenever I see people say, "Hey, you know what? I put sugar in my spaghetti." I'm like, "Hey, that's, that's good." Like to- that shit. Don't start that shit. Not tonight. Greg, I love you, but the fact that you have experienced a dish with uh, raisins or exactly. some odd shit that's not supposed to be inside of it. Let's me know that you're not getting out of there as fast as you should be. Exactly. And we need to talk about that. Exactly. Exit plans. What it do? So, family, don't actually have accent. Just to- hey, don't be. Don't you gotta be- lead by example. Like, I've been listening to the voicemails, and I've been listening to y'all respond to the voicemails. Black people don't care about black people enough. Point blank, period. We just don't. You know what I mean? And the world watches that and sees that. We have the only culture that's being copied and used, and we don't monetize from it. You know, so I know Greg. I know Shan. I've never met them in real life or, per, you know, personally in the flesh. But I could trust them. Why? Because, shit, they probably could trust me. <laughs> but no, we don't, we don't, as in our culture, we don't trust each other. We knock each other off any chance we get. And I think that just starts with shit. Perfect example is us three. Yeah. We gotta keep building off of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have another one before we get to the next voicemail. Have you ever heard of salmon lasagna? I would never put fish in anything cheese. Nasty. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is shit that it's it's out there. That it's there. Let's get these voicemails. We got so many. Oh, oh Jesus Christ, here we go. Blah blah blah. And you need to talk to people. I think uh, I've worked in customer service for a really long time and I've been able to talk to so many different people and you realize how I know y'all probably gonna get tired of me saying this word because nobody likes to hear it. It's uncomfortable. But this is the, the, the elephant in the room is the is white supremacy and how it divides all of us, because there are so many more of us that are going through the exact same thing, despite the color. And if we can get past Imagery. And I'm fortunate we're stuck with that. We're stuck with the imagery right now because that is what that is propaganda media, um, uh, you know, uh, propaganda and stereotypes and imagery has been what has been uh, effective at, at, at erasing the African identity. Right. We only know when we trace history back, we're like, oh, we're slaves and that's it. And that's our identity. And so the, to some people's point, yeah, the victimhood is there, but it's deeper than that. And, 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 and slavery is hitting every person right now. Why do you have to be like that? I love what mm. We can't always just dismiss information as a mere conspiracy theory, but for conspiracy theory where we we generate more curiosity, we have to be willing to ask questions. We have to be willing to measure and compare um, information and 
be real critical and think about the stuff we're hearing, the stuff we're seeing. When we're talking about genetically modified organisms, of course, there's going to be some good to it. And we're not just talking about splicing to make things better, but the earth provides all the resources. When we're modifying organisms to uh, hinder um, production in certain areas of the world, then that is a problem and that's more of what's happening than just the mere optimization of an orange to fight cancer. Mm. Absolutely. Right. Like E. Ruth was saying, um, America in particular really loves conspiracy theories. We fucking love conspiracy theories and we want to believe it. But I think we should, um, we should be a little more responsible with that kind of slow down and be like, okay, um, who made this? Is there a political game? Is it is it a grift? Like is it is it just to cover? Because sometimes I think they they give you the real story and they mix it in with all the other bullshit, so it all just looks like bullshit. But um, but yeah, let's just try and be a little more careful in analyzing conspiracy theories. That's why people need to fucking read, dog. Find your own answer. See. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I just want to make a point that a meme is a memetic and memetics are social mores. For instance, um, drinking and driving, that's a memetic that was established. And most of us um, subscribe to that ideology that drinking and driving is bad. Usually memetics take centuries, decades to reformulate so if we just dismiss something as meme news memetics are all around us we have to know what a meme is a meme is a memetic and a memetic is a virus of the mind good or bad i am fucking learning greg how about you um i thought that meme meant me meme which is the actual definition of meme i didn't know that meme meant memetics which i had to google while she was talking about it it says it is the study for information and culture based in an analogy for darwin evolution proponents describe medics as an approach to evolutionary models of cultural information transfer memetics describes how an an idea can propagate successfully, but not successfully, I'm sorry, but doesn't nece- uh, necessarily imply a concept as factual. Um, I didn't know me posting a meme of Nick Young meant that I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I-, I was deep in thought. You know what? That, yeah, I-, I just thought my my meme of the Jordan cry emoji, like, it's just fucking funny. I didn't know that there was like, like these undertones of like, by the way, um, aliens will be here on Tuesday. I didn't think that. I just thought, you know what? Like the, the Jordan meme was fucking funny. But hey, like if you say it's memetics or if it's ebonics or if it's electric, like the electric slide and shit, hey, whatever you say it is, so be it. Well, Jeff Bezos didn't build this company. He used workers to do it. He um. He he exploited people's labor to get that amount of money. Um, so so we need to not give him this narrative of like he worked really hard for all that because he didn't. He just paid people. Um, actually, we should actually be even more aggressive when demanding this from him, like as a billionaire, 
uh, and other billionaires alike because we, the workers, were exploited. I feel I'll like ask this question. Oh, I ahead. feel like everybody in the United States is exploited, and I feel like the only people that get above being exploited are the people who are willing to exploit others. Yeah, I said. Uh, for me, for for me, um, it's so weird because. I didn't even know Elon Musk was a person, a human, like an entity, until like, honestly, until like 2011, 2010. Um, and that was when Amazon kind of like took off to the point where I've listened to like like conspiracy theory podcasts. I've listened to, I'm not going to say their names, but I've listened to them. And they say, wait, Elon Musk just showed out of like nowhere. Like no one could tell you any of his history. Everybody just knows for a fact he showed up on a Tuesday and it's like all of a sudden Amazon is doing like God's work. Like all of a sudden they can deliver shit to you in like two hours. So I I put it to a test. I was like, you know what? I want to order something and I know it will get here in two days. So I ordered something. I was like, you know what? It's Monday. It'll be here at least by Thursday. Do you know I ordered this shit? And it was at my door like four hours later. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Now something's fucking wrong there. Like. That's definitely some alien shit. There's no way I order from you at like two o'clock in the afternoon and you're telling me it's going to be by my door at eight o'clock and then it shows up at fucking 515. Like somebody needs to explain that one to me. Like I'm not really big into conspiracy theories, but that one has definitely tripped me the fuck out. The master class of knowing your fucking demographics and what you need to have on hand at a factory for this area. That's wild. Here's the thing. I wasn't looking for something that was like, you know, like normal. I wasn't looking for like batteries. I wasn't looking for diapers. This was the most obscure thing you could fucking get. I was looking for like a podcast, like what is it called? Like a TRRS cable. So I was looking for a TRRS cable. And the only people that look for this is people who like work at Guitar World or they do like concerts and shit like that or they podcast. Now, that shit. Any other website would have told me it was going to take me like seven, ten days at the earliest to get it. Amazon had that shit at my door in two and a half hours. That, <laughs> not only not only am I scared of that, the fact that once I got the package, I sat back down on my couch and the one movie that I absolutely hate watching but I always watch, Enemy of the State came on. And I was like, you know what? Something's going on here. Something's going on. We're we're living in what do you what do you call that? What what do like the conspiracy theorists people say? We're living in a um, not a simulation. Um, what do you call that shit? We're living in a simulation. Like everything right now is just off practice. Like we're an experiment that's going on. But another story for the day. We got experiment. The U.S. is a business, not a not a. Well, we don't. We not even gonna segue. I'm just you know. I'm a I'm a click. Yo, I just want to say shout out to E Root. She has one of the most brilliant minds of like this whole podcast. Straight up. Like everything she said is just gold. Vision is the reason why and choosing love. Vision and choosing love first is how people can come here from anywhere and build. When you remain focused and stop being distracted by the narratives that are pushed, that the narrative that everyone hates you, the narrative that everyone's holding you back. Sure, it's going to be true if you believe it's such. Sure, it's going to be true. And the universe will continue to reaffirm that for you every step of the way. You want to hear that you're the most hated? Guess what? You're going to be the most hated when you pull up in your driveway. Your neighbors 
going to dump your trash on your lawn and the police are going to come banging on your door and, and put you in a chokehold or whatever, you know, they have vision and focus and that's how it can happen. I guarantee if you do the same, it will happen. I will tell you my story, but I got about four seconds left on this slide. <laughs> So Irut speaks as a conundrum because you just said prior to my response that these other communities come in and build because they have identity. And I said, no, it's because people have vision. So then you have returned and said um, people are blaming it on conspiracy theory. So we have to be consistent and know and be able to to have um and i'm not saying this to put you down or anything in any way but when we get distracted by the racism it will just generate these wild memetics in our mind where we cannot focus Mm. i think we as a race need to stop playing victim victimization has been the death of us since i don't know um, 400, 500, 600, I don't know, years ago, um, I was speaking to this guy on the phone. I, I work from home. I don't know how the hell we got into this conversation, but he's saying, well, I'm Italian, I'm 14% black, you know, uh, you know, the Moors, we know the Moors came from, uh, Africa. They, they settled in Italy and, you know, they conquered Spain as well for 800 years. And, you know, he, 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 he feels like he has the right to say the N word. And, you know, he was like, I, I dated this mulatto and she was the best I ever had. And I'm like, okay, dude, this is seriously, um, inappropriate. And second of all, um, do you really fucking think of us this way? Like black woman, I don't know. It's just like, dude, what are you saying? Like you're married to a white Italian lady. Like, why do you care? Mm. Yeah, why? I just kind of hopped in here and got the tail end of that. But whoever E. Ruth was, yo, that was just speaking facts. Because mm. honestly, I'm from Indian heritage, firstborn gen. And honestly, I think as much, don't get me, like, understand the Black Lives Matter movement is is very important. It is very important because it is finally bringing noise and volume to things that need to be talked about. However, I also think it's getting, you know, misconstrued and there's so many, that's why there's not enough respect, I think, put on it. When the bottom line, I think, is what needs to be done is like what uh, she was saying is like with character is just people just need to start treating people as people. And it's not a matter of necessarily color, but it's a matter of starting to treat people with the proper empathy that needs to be addressed to each individual. And that needs to be what needs to be equal among every single human being, point blank, simple. Exactly. Empathy. I agree with that. I just want to jump in real quick and say, like, it's all definitely generational. And you have to look at, like, the way that people are raised, um, how they're taught, how they're taught to understand things in society, how they're taught to operate in society. And that goes into finances, that goes into understanding how to start businesses or understanding how to even take care of yourself. It, it all starts in in the home, in the house, and it's just, it's a generational thing. And a lot of times, like, people are, are unable to break away from what they have learned as children up and up into through adulthood and then what they also teach their children. So it's just what I call, like, a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. When you put ungodly things into macaroni and cheese, you deserve to go to hell, <laughs> point blank, period. Exactly. exactly. 
Exactly. I'm not here. How in the hell is already surviving? I don't know anybody that goes there and eat. How are they steady putting up more franchises? Oh my God, that is the alien devil's work. See? 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 Believe it. Call, uh, Europeans have culture. They have designed their culture based off of everybody else's culture. And it's a microcosm of a bunch of cultures into one. And they use whatever their intelligence as well to. Listen, we can't pretend that the Europeans ain't come with a plan. They came with a plan. We weren't prepared for the plan that they was coming with. And that's part, and that has been for the South, uh, indigenous people in Mexico, uh, in South America. People were not ready for a plan, but a divided house. See, we're all here trying to like, we're all like beating each other up. And if I was a white supremacist and I was listening, I'm like, yes, look at the blacks thinking that they're the, the they're the devil. They're the devil. They, they, that is an identity thing. The devil and black people being connected as one. It's, it is a very purposeful thing. And it's not a conspiracy. This is just look at religion. If you study religion, you'll find the gems. Oh, oh I know she had another one. I know she has. Yo, my partner. And us was just talking about that Arby's thing, yo. They just bought out like some kind of, see, some kind of, uh, like I don't know, it's Baskin Robbins or something like that. And it's like, see? who's going to Arby's like this? Why are they still alive? Why are they still thriving? Like, and they, and they bought them out for like two billion dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who is going to Arby's? And also, you know, white people were known to eat what's called. Uh, monkey brains it's a delicacy delicacin in um, I think Northeast Asia um, they put a monkey in the middle of the table they carve out a hole for his head to go through um, they take off his skull they crack it open like a fucking walnut and uh, slurp his brains off um, one by one. Oh, I could have sworn I seen this movie that was called Contagion um, didn't, um, who's, who's the woman who like sticks shit in her pussy and says that like her pussy makes the scent of whatever she puts in it better. Um, it's not Charlize Theron. Um, what is her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Her, um, her, uh, yeah. She ended up dying in that movie. Pretty much. I have no voicemail. Listen, the only reason I go to Arby's is because that's all they have at these truck stops and there's no other choice of me. Please don't judge me. Um, but I will confirm in saying that the food is highly mediocre. Um, well, actually, their, their Euro sandwich, is, it, that shit is kind of hitting. Even if it is squirrel meat, it is well-seasoned squirrel meat. Sue me. <laughs> My man is out here eating Animal Planet right now. <laughs> Bruh, you put cilantro in everything. Once you get that cilantro and you get that taste, you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to rock with it. I'm all right with it. Cilantro can change a dish now. It can change a dish. No, cilantro tastes like, most people say cilantro tastes like soap. It is good in certain dishes. I won't say it tastes like soap. I'm just saying certain things do not, like, put, what's the other one? Parsley. I'd rather have parsley on mac and cheese than, like, fucking, uh, what's the name? Like, some things just don't belong in mac and cheese. Parsley, Yes. But never. Why would you do this to yourself? Hey, that peanut butter and turkey and jelly sandwich without the jelly. I can, uh, you know, I'm, I, I was a, uh, I was too white for the blacks, too black for the whites. So I'm that kind of dude, so I can probably rock with that. Oh no! No, 
No. No, Listen, I'm going to take it all the way back. If y'all watch the um, second season of Umbrella Academy, they have this shit where this guy, one of the characters, makes this shit called Ambrosia, which is like the fucking cherries with the peaches and like the coconut flakes. They used to serve that shit like in schools. And I would like literally overlook that shit on purpose every time. That is one of the most disgusting dishes I have ever seen in white America. Like, I can't. Ambrosia sounds like a woman. Before we go to the next voicemail, remember when ATL was still coming on, and Mm -hmm. there was that that episode where he went into the house to go get the piano or whatever, right? So, the egg that the guy... Was it a goose egg? I forgot what the actual egg was, right? Have you ever had an egg where it's like you crack it and then you actually slurp out the inside of the egg? No, I don't like my eggs like wet, like moving or jiggling or nothing. If it looks like this, like like my titties, I'm not eating it. I need it to be like hard boiled or fried or scrambled. Yeah, so so I had to look it up. So it was the Teddy Perkins episode where Teddy <laughs> Perkins, like he he he, inv- he invited homeboy to the uh, to his house, or whatever. Oh, wife. He, yeah, he he offered him a soft boiled ostrich egg. Uh, ostrich, ostrich. You know what the fuck I mean. Ostrich eggs. Yeah, what, 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 there's an H there. That's what's fucking me up. But either way, <laughs> some some things should just not be. Why are you slurping an egg? Like, you know what? Next voicemail. I'm, I'm sure I just started something all over again. Yeah, Fancy just lost her Texas card. Goodbye. <laughs> you have been removed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you cannot hate on on the motherfucking chicken apple walnut um salad. Specifically the one from Chick-fil-A. I don't care. I know it's I know the apple pecan thing is white. I don't give a fuck. That shit is good as fuck. Mm. Hold on. The, the the who? The chicken, chicken apple, apple walnut. See, that's oh, wh- the thing. White people and I don't want to just say white people, but Chick-fil-A. <laughs> They literally, they literally put three things together that shouldn't belong together, but you can see how they would taste good together. Like chicken is already good by itself. You don't have to add apple to it. But somebody said, you know what? Chicken and apple taste good together. Why don't we just throw walnut in it? And then you're like, you know what? I don't mind it. Sure. And then no. Chick-fil-A is a Trump supporting company, but I yeah. will say. Have some good cornbread and mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say, um, for Chick Fil A to be the most racist fucking company I've ever eaten out of, um, that mac and cheese, um, I don't know if Aunt Mama is in the kitchen or Listen, what, but it's <laughs> Grandma know. with the big arms because how you Man, gonna be back in racist and you be polite at the same time? I'm coming. I have never figured out to this day, like. Me, I'm one of those people when I eat mac and cheese for like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. I want the corners. I feel like I want to get the crispy. I love edges. the corners. That's where I live. Lay me, yeah. lay me down to sleep. Exactly. Here's the thing. How about <laughs> the mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A? It always tastes like you got the corner. Always. Uh-huh. Like it always feels like you had the corner of the mac and cheese there. And then it's like, it, it's not frosted, but it's like they like did something to the top to make it feel real crusty you know what i'm going to chick-fil-a tomorrow thank you guys thank you for being the reason why no i gotta give it to white people bro they can make some fucking cereal dog they 
Listen, they put that, they put that shit in the bowl, and they add the milk. And next thing you know, you just eating cereal, chilling with your white homies, playing Yahtzee, watching fucking Osmosis Jones, chilling. There's a reason why black people are on top when it comes to cooking, fashion, uh, business, um, entertainment. You stick in your lane. You stick to your lane. Yeah, try new things, but you stick to your lane. Some things don't need to be uh, experimented if you don't know what you're doing. I seen this meme where it was a fine-ass, real thick white girl on there. I mean, she was fine, a real thick-ass white girl, big-ass, big titties. In the background, it was a couple of black guys saying, um, yes, more raisins in my macaroni and in my potato salad, please. <laughs> See? <laughs> nah, Baylor, that's real talk. Black people got to love black people until um, they can prove you wrong. You know what I'm saying? We just got to love each other. And we can't be stereotypical with each other while the whole world is being stereotypical of us. Of us. Yes. Salmon lasagna sounds like disappointment on a plate. Listen, where's that soft? Well, I mean, you could look at it one that one this way too, right? Is that we do have intelligence for a reason. We do have science for a reason. We, if we had not had any of these things, and science comes in very in a very horrible, terrible, traumatic uh, history, because we know that the gynecological. gynecological field started off with a lot of torture in medicine a lot of there's a lot of people that were guinea pigs right and that's not right it's not good it's not bad it's just what it is and i don't know who makes that balance happen but i do think that when we're talking about conspiracy theories um we do have to think about like to what end right like for instance i'm not this is i'm gonna actually do another message because i'm gonna run out of time (laughs) go for it Okay, so with the conspiracy theories, what I was saying about the uh, the fact that we have to, like for instance, with the um, I was I was on this. I started off with three things I really love: Christian, I mean, uh, religion, um, political, political, um, political stuff, and social stuff. This is like my big three things. Like caring about people, like trying to talk, have people ask questions to transform ourselves. So one of the things that we're that we miss as a part of this conversation sometimes or any conversation where it comes down to um, to what end the question is to what end. Right. So I went on this whole journey of trying to find myself spiritually, religiously. And I was on this whole like Jesus disciple thing and black Israelites. And then I thought, okay, then what am I going to do with that? How, how is that going to help me get more political power? Is it going to help me get something for, do something for my community? So sometimes we have to understand, like, how far do we want to go versus where we are right now? Hmm. Talk that shit. Yes, and the Darwin component is that ideology that the strong survive. So we adopt memetics along the way that fit um, survival, cultural norms. We don't procreate with children. That's a memetic that I hope sticks around my entire lifetime. And it definitely helps with survival because, you know, what would happen if we had a population that were just kids regenerating over and over? It would just be, I don't even want to think about that, but that's just a good example of um, how the Darwinian evolution component comes in because I know that throws people off sometimes. But yes, memetics are mind viruses that we pick up. And like I mentioned, they take decades, centuries 
to um, develop and to get rid of. You mean like Wait. now when people are procreating with kids, you mean like Greece and uh, 2012 that passed uh, pedof- being a pedophile as a disability? Like people are really trying to be comfortable with being attracted to children. No, wait, hold on. I'm, 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 I'm confused. Um, okay, here's the thing. So, Michael Jordan, when he retired, the the Jordan meme that was a thing in like 2016 when he actually ended up being in the Hall of Fame, right? Um, she said it took decades. Um, the Jordan meme has been a thing for the last four years. It didn't take decades. I need to know an example of a meme. Like, I haven't seen a meme of something that happened from like 1982. And all of a sudden, now it's a meme. I, I need to know the difference between like what she means with memetics or meme- whatever the fuck that word is when it comes to like cultural evolution and things like that. And now, because when we're talking memes, we're talking, hey, you know what? Something happened on the MTV Awards last night, and we're going to make a meme of that forever. Like, remember when Drake had that meme where he had, like, the black Tims on, and he was just standing there? But it looked like he was walking in motion, and next thing you know, that was a fucking meme? Like, that is what I consider a meme to be. I don't consider a meme to be, hey, by the way, like planet earth is like planning something against us and that meme that you just saw from last week or that's something that you created hey that it took decades for us to like plan that i was like wait like so drake just somehow did something that y'all planned 30 40 years ago like that's what i'm getting from what she said i'm like wait are you trying to tell me right now like in 2020 like i could have this podcast episode and someone can make a meme of that 40 years from now but it's a meme to them and it's popular. It's like, wait, but you planned this? How? How did you plan this? I, I need to know. Please leave us a voicemail because I'm really confused at what she said with her last voicemail. Greg, you got your package really fast because there were people working to get it to you. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that we, we should, just because something is, seems, seems impossible, doesn't mean it can't be possible, right? If I create a network that, that, that a region, if I, if I do really well in a region and I'm able to get that, I'm able to get better than my competitors, like deliver something faster because mail has been over years, right? The mail used to take day, years and days to get there because of course and chariot, chariot. Then we got the cars, and it still took a long time. Then we got planes, and now it's faster. So planes can actually, uh, you know, carry a whole lot of items much faster to a delivery location and then actually deliver that item in that region within, the, like, an hour radius of, of, of traveling. I mean, it's possible. It's not impossible, guys. Mm. I definitely appreciate the compliment, but I am, I really, um, honestly, I'm an observer. I just observe things, and then I start thinking, and I'm like, but how could that make any Wait, exactly. but how come? And so I'm not gonna lie. Let me let me just be clear. I lived in the Illuminati wormhole, the rabbit hole. I live in the rabbit hole sometimes too. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very curious myself. Like I, I don't always take everything for what it is, but I do challenge it to see if it makes any sense. And like, why would somebody go out of their way? Are people that good at keeping information together? How many of us can keep a secret? <laughs> somebody gonna come out and be like, man, I can make a billion dollars off of telling them how this conspiracy went down. Like, hey. Eh. We got to kind of like, people are not that, there's some intelligent people, 
But then there's some people that are their their morality ain't together. If you dangle, you see the fraud stuff right now. That dude took one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to to potentially go ahead and uh, commit a crime to say that he saw election fraud. People do dumb shit, and it looks like a conspiracy. I will say this: that no matter what, I'm a black man, and things is not equal. And that's the way I look at it. Can I say people will act be people? Nah. Because it's not the same. It's what it is, what it is. Mm. A lot of it comes down to not wanting to do the work on yourself. Because it all, it always starts with you. It's always your outlook on the world that's going to ultimately decide how your life goes you know like we have to recognize oppression as black people but i think it's also important to stop being like don't don't let that limit us you know we we are creators we don't go begging for placement where we're not wanted you know like we we can we can always figure it out so i mean just invest in yourself um you know, knowledge is the key to the, everything, you know. You know, have strong faith in God, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. We're going to be all right. But for what we don't know is what we don't know. You can go to any taco truck and get a cabeza taco. That's a brains taco. <laughs> Except for San Diego. Because San Diego's talk like, never mind. Next voicemail. I think Arby's is part of KFC chain. I'm going to look it up. Mm, it might be true. Yo, real talk though. Sound like some Ozark type. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about the money that's been cycling around these parts. Okay. Talk about Arby's. Um, uh, Arby's. Yeah. Talk about Arby's with the whole $2 billion. Like, there's a lot of companies that you'd be like, how do you say a fl- Why do you need this tax cut so bad? Like, if you're a business, you should be able to thrive because you have good product and you have good services. It's like the basics of any business. So how is it that you're not having anybody? I don't, I don't know anybody has Arby's either, but there are questions. There are questions. And hopefully we can get down to the bottom of this because there's a lot of money laundering going around. Low level, mid level, high level. And you best believe the high level folks, the top, they got they shit organized well. Well, you remember you remember in the news, I want to say like two months ago, J.P. Morgan had that shipment of all that fucking cocaine and nobody heard shit from it. Exactly. No, everybody's like, wait, what? What? We heard it, but we didn't see it. I'm like, what the heck? It's like, wait. Arby's is part of El Pollo Loco, Golden Chick, Golden Skillet, Guthrie's Hearts Chicken, Hooters, Jollibee, KFC, and I can't see the rest. So they're not standalone. Holy shit. Yo, Kevin Morris, I was too white for the blacks, too black for the whites too, bro. <laughs> if you put cilantro in your chicken soup, you will change your life. But only if you realize that you're trying to make it a Hispanic dish so it'll to taste more like chicken tortilla soup. You put the cilantro in, 
if you um, put in like some cumin, some coriander, um, lots of onion, um, tomatoes, pico de gallo, yeah, you win it. Mm. Let me just say, yo, this is like the greatest conversation because y'all are funny as fudge. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I do curse and sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> but y'all are hilarious. So it's good that we have a little good mix of, you know, some serious, serious talk. And right. talking is good. Let me just say this. The conversation is good because it allows us all to think. And I'm over here thinking and listening. as so I keep chiming in. I'm like, dang, I didn't think about that. What about this? Oh, you know, thank you. Thank you all for having this conversation. It's really great. Man, thank you for listening and everybody chiming. Hi, Greg. You're right about that. White people be throwing fucking anything together. They'll make like a fucking, they'll make a soup, right? Fucking, they'll make chicken noodle soup. They'll add a fucking, they'll add a fucking animal cracker to that bitch. They'll add a fucking, a whole half a lime and a fucking, a wooden block from like a kid's place. <laughs> Yo, what's up, dude? If you're trying to understand what a memetic is, and I, I refer to them as mind viruses sometimes, but they, they don't have to be bad. It's, the toilet system, that's a mimetic that we need to flush. Um, prior to, people used to bathe, um, um, excrete, and drink the same water. But mimetics came, and we understand the need for sanitization and blah, blah, blah. Um, the money system, the monetary system, like I mentioned before, I'm all about a resource based economy. The monetary system, that is a meme. A social more is a better word for meme. It's a social more that we've adopted um, in lieu of potential barter system or like I would like to see a resource based economy. So a memetic um, is just a thought. It doesn't have to take decades, but they often can. Another example of a memetic is the legalization of marijuana. There's a time where people were completely against it. There's a time now that it's being legal again. Cocaine, it was readily accepted. Then it became a memetic that, no, this is bad. We shouldn't let people have access to it. So a memetic, yeah, it can be overnight, seemingly but it's that it's a I call it a mind virus because it picks up like little seeds of thought that people adopt and then it rolls and it's kind of like, you know, the roll of the drum. You go on Instagram and you instantly get 100,000 followers or you build them over time. So it's, it's not, I would say, written in stone that every memetic must take decades, but generally they do last that long if, if it makes more sense to you. Now it does. Thank you so much. Hmm. Overall, <clears throat> excuse me. Overall, overall, <laughs> I would boil it down to these this phrase, and that's just be the change you wish to see in the world. So kill that Arby's conspiracy. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that is wild. That is wild. Yeah, Eru, that's true. I I usually don't talk much. I'm more introverted. I think this pace is really good. Like to just pace the message and then like 
have plenty of time to think about it and kind of pop in whenever I want to. So there's no immediate pressure to, to talk a lot. So this is really helpful. Um, and it's helping me like be a better orator like that. Like I can hear my voice now and I feel more like articulate and like I'm getting my point across. So thank you guys. Thank you. And you sound fantastic, man. You have the voice for it. So keep going. Definitely keep going. Man, what about the people that be adding ketchup to their spaghetti? Like, where the fuck did that even come from? How did it even um, become a thing? I believe uh, that the people. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because I don't I know. My own theory. The tomato. Um, the same. I feel the same way about like ketchup in the spaghetti. The same way that guys think that like they won't eat spaghetti from women that they aren't either like dating or married. Uh-huh. Like, they, they would put their blood in there in order to make oh, it seem like, that? trust me. Like now here's a, here's the thing though. I would hope that no woman decided that they would ever put their own blood in spaghetti. However, I would I'm never. sure it's happened. I'm absolutely sure it's happened. Um, any of my exes, like, I was the cook. I was. I'm still the cook to this day. I'd rather cook my own shit because I'm not going to put my blood in my food. Um, however, I'm going to say this. Um, I do see that that could possibly happen because, like, honestly, like we've seen everything on planet Earth. But I, I just, I wouldn't trust, or more importantly, it so wouldn't engage me anyway. Should we not trust men giving us bowls of cereal and milk? Um, here's the thing. Spaghetti is, spaghetti and milk are two different things. Like, as an, as an adult, like, as an adult, if, if my wife or if any woman says, you know what, I made spaghetti, like, that's something that you can have over the course of two or three days. Um, no one on planet Earth just decides, you know what, I'm full of cereal and I'm just going to put it in the fridge. Like spaghetti, you put that in the fridge if you're done with it, if you made too much, and it gets sit in the fridge, you can reheat it. Anybody who goes and puts okay, cereal, what about chicken alfredo or fettuccine? Um, um, well, here's the thing: I love chicken alfredo and I love fettuccine alfredo. I've never had red fettuccine alfredo. I'm talking about on the other way around for men. Men, oh, um, that's here's it. the thing: I've I've never heard of a guy who jacked off into some chicken alfredo. <laughs> So you, so you can fall in love with them. I have definitely heard of women say, "You know what? I am going to put my menstrual yeah. in your spaghetti. No. You are going to love me." Um, I'm not I making it. Love me. <laughs> That's nasty. And, and you want to know what's so fucked up? And what I'm about to say is going to sound really disgusting to anybody who will ever listen. However, um, as long as I can put some salt on that spaghetti and some pepper, a little bit of paprika. <laughs> I'm not going to taste it anyway. So I don't give a fuck what you stirred <laughs> in that spaghetti. I'm hungry right now. I'm telling you to eat that. Hey, you, you could tell my wife and honestly, give her, give her a clue. She can say, you know what? Hey, Greg, I put this in your spaghetti. Hey, I couldn't taste it. I tasted seasoning. Like I, right. I need, I need all the all spice. Like give me all that shit. So just, I think, on, just I'm kind of trying to understand this mimetic thing because it is very interesting. So, what, could you couldn't you also say though that people like with marijuana, right? That was a like historically speaking, the whole reason why marijuana became a big thing, like a big fear, a big fear uh, tactic, 
was because they were trying to, this is when America was messing with the immigration system. So they would say white people could come to America and they would designate who was white. So Mexicans at one time, this is, you can look it up. Mexicans at one time were considered white in order to allow them to come here to work in the workforce. Right. And so uh, at that time, the media was saying that when they wanted to stop the immigration policy to allow them, they would start saying that the Mexicans are taking marijuana and they're crazy and all this other stuff. And so it became a big propaganda. And then they started, of course, it's to the conspiracy theory. Yes, media does narrate. And they started saying that it's bad. And then we learned about it and we realized it's not. And now we are smoking it because it's not. I think um, the thing with ketchup and spaghetti, I think it all, I don't think it's spaghetti's fault. I think it all started because some people just have an unhealthy love for ketchup and they just put it on their fucking eggs. They put on their ramen noodles and they and one day they were just wondering, hmm, what other, what other completed dish can I ruin with this ketchup? So they just put the ketchup on the spaghetti and they ate it like the savages they are. Yeah. Here's the issue with that, though. My issue, my issue with spaghetti is there's a recipe to it. And honestly, it's so easy. And the fact that they tell you all you have to do is add either tomato, tomato sauce, tomato paste. That's spaghetti. The issue is people will go and take actual ketchup packets or take the big ass jug that they get from Costco and squirt that into tomato paste or tomato sauce. Some things don't imagine going and having macaroni and cheese. You had a complete dish of mac and cheese and someone said, you know what would decorate this more macaroni. Like some things just, they shouldn't exist. And you notice I love mac and cheese. That's why I'm, I keep going and saying mac and cheese. However, mm-hmm. anybody who puts ketchup in their spaghetti, they are definitely a serial killer. Um, and you should <laughs> never trust them. I, I, I mean this from the bottom the of my heart. Ketchup on eggs at all? Oh no, I I know people who put hot sauce, and I'm I'm cool with putting hot sauce in your eggs and stuff like that. Hot sauce is one of those things where it's like universal. However, certain things don't belong on certain foods. Like I actually get really weirded out when I see people eat avocado toast. I don't know why. It's absolutely fucking delicious but i hate watching people actually eat it i'm the only person on planet earth that will ever admit that if you've ever eaten avocado toast you know for a fact it's really it it tastes good it smells good more importantly like it's one of those things was like okay i don't want to eat butter but i can put avocado on bread and it tastes good that's one thing but my mom calls it a green pear jamaicans call it a pear yeah, but his thing, eating it is one thing. If you've ever had to sit and watch someone eat avocado toast, it's one of the most disgusting things you will ever see in your life. <laughs> because unlike eating toast with butter, where it's like, you know what, the butter sticks to the toast and mm-hmm. it just it has that consistency of like it's all going to go down at the same time. Avocado toast, it slides. So you're eating and you just see green shit just like slide out of the corner of people's mouths and shit. It reminds me of like Nickelodeon when they had like the uh, the little goo shit that was just like, you know, it would dump on like an eight year old. Like mm-hmm. that's what avocado toast looks to me. But I've, I've already spoken enough about it. And someone is going to give me absolute hell for the fact that I see <laughs> avocado toast. I don't like avocado unless it's on a sandwich and I can't see it. 
Mm. It, it probably, it, I'm sure it has happened to women can be very possessive, just like men can. You know, we do men know that men will stalk women. Men will try to control the woman that they want to stay around and do all kinds of psychological pretzel, pretzel? magician work <laughs> to mess a woman's See? mind up and, uh, and make her feel controlled. And women will do some crazy shit too. There, it's not even really about the sex. It's just people's character, right? Like when we get past the white supremacist of everything, we all, we can look at people for who they are. Men, women, the black, I mean, not even, I don't even want to talk about color. I hate talking about color. Because it doesn't mean shit. It's just a white supremacy bullshit about uh, color being related to character or defined by character. But straight up, though, I've heard and I've also heard that you could tell who does it because those are the men, those are the women that end up getting the beat up. Although I don't have enough evidence for that. This is just what I heard. But I have heard that people have been saying don't eat spaghetti from a woman because you don't know. Mm. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and I, I'm never going to mention it again. E. Ruth the entire night has been giving us absolute fire and shout out to, you know, her, her, her gentleman, friend, boyfriend, husband, whoever that's been in the background, his, you know, he's also been adding commentary. You know, he, he's been adding commentary, but you can tell that last message he's hitting her with this, Hey boo, uh, you, you talking that shit. Um, cause she, she started talking a little bit faster that last message, which means he's like, Hey, you better bring your ass to bed. Cause I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to put this third leg on you. <laughs> he about to put that third leg on. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. We we, we 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 might not hear from E. Ruth again tonight because she is, she she is going to get that wood. <laughs> she, she's gonna get that. You make so much sense, but I have to tell you that spaghetti and milk are not two different things. Please don't ever give me any ranch dressing. I don't want to eat Alfredo at your house. I don't want no cereal. I don't want a muffin with cream cheese on it. I don't want a bagel. Do not give me anything and you won't get any spaghetti. Yeah. I enjoyed the conversation, but now my stomach's turning from thinking about Alfredo and spaghetti. So, deuces. It was nice meeting all of you. I will catch you on another time. Not that I'm being close-minded. Just, um... I just came on stereo today anyway. Time to explore. I'll check back in if there's nothing else going on. Thank you all. Ruth, you're wonderful. You're talented. You sound beautiful, everyone. I love learning. I love your intellect. I love the conversation. I love the challenge challenge, uh, thought process that you guys induct into um, everyone who listens. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, being true. Like The conspiracy behind marijuana, yes, I'm still here. <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> behind marijuana was completely a money thing. Um, they were making paper and so many other things. Um, there's a whole documentary about it, too. I wish I could think of the name of it. <laughs> yo, yo, Jovan, that's that's real talk right there. Like, I like you know this sounds crazy, but I like ketchup on my, my on my mac on, on my mac and cheese. Now, if the mac and cheese is really good and I can see that it's good, it got the cheese glistening and all that stuff, then I'm gonna eat it straight up. But 
if the mac and cheese is kind of on par, you know, just, uh, then I'm gonna put the ketchup on it. And I never realized, but yes, it, it is some kind of ungodly, unseemly love for that we have for ketchup, and that's that's real talk. Ketchup on mac and cheese. Who okay, I can't stay away from you guys. God, I had it all planned out, and I can't even leave. <laughs> I have to say. Spaghetti, we can't forget. How can we forget? It's actually the noodle that we're talking about anyway. I remember um my grandmother used to make this really delicious. I guess it would be like kidney beans with spaghetti. Um I can't even and it, I don't even know if it was tomato sauce, but it sure was good. What? I guarantee it didn't it didn't have ketchup in it. I guarantee it didn't have fucking ketchup. Hmm. All right. See, with the mac and cheese thing, I think just black people just hold mac and cheese really dear to them, just like the Italians hold their pastas and their spaghetti really dear to them. So, if you go to an Italian lady's house and you you know mess with they they secret pasta or try to give them some ragu, they gonna go crazy. And that's just how I think what we feel about our uh, our mac and cheese. It's just a very sacred dish that we don't want tampered with. You put ketchup in your mac and cheese. <laughs> Ew. I'm never going to forgive him. I'm never. Gonna Avocado him. takes the place of mayonnaise for me. When I was vegan, I substituted mayonnaise with avocado. I would um, make it into not guacamole because, like you mentioned, guacamole has its own kind of recipe. But I would just, you know, smash the avocado, spread it on toast, um, put it between sandwiches, what have you, as like. Um, a way to kind of substitute that mayonnaise taste. So you had like a sandwich, I'd make like a chickpea, smash them up and use avocado as the mayonnaise. Um, that was my vegan lifestyle and it didn't last very long. <laughs> okay, I, this. I have an avocado spread in my um, fridge that I use um, to put on my sandwich because I hate the taste of mayo. Yeah, I don't like mayo either. <laughs> and the only old eggs I got is my kids, and they sleep. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yo, yo, Greg, this sounds like you got a phobia, homie. Right, Some yeah. kind of avocado phobia that you haven't really thought that you had, but you know what I'm saying? That you might want to look into that. No, no, it's not a phobia. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and we're going to go to the next voicemail really quick. Um, when it comes to avocado, I absolutely love avocado. I love avocado toast. I just absolutely hate watching people eat it. Like, think about it. There's some people out there who eat, like, peanut butter off a spoon. I can't, I can't see that. Some things I just don't want to see. I don't want to see people eat avocados. I don't want to see people eat Jello. I don't want to see people eat peanut butter. I like Jello because I get to suck it. See something wrong. Next voicemail. See. <laughs> I know some white women that'll kill you, Greg, for saying that you don't like avocado toast, bro. They'll kill you for not liking avocado toast. I dare you. Go to go to a gentrified neighborhood like the fucking. <laughs> in Brooklyn, right? And they'd be like, I don't I don't like toast. I don't like toast with avocado on it. You're gonna have a Karen problem. You're gonna need to call Karen control because they're gonna be on your shit like flies in a box of fruit. Like what the fuck did you say about fucking avocado toast? And then they're gonna they're gonna be like, you know what? Let me speak to your manager. 
See, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't mind avocado toast. I'm going to say this. I'm going to only say it one more time. I don't mind avocado toast. I love avocado toast. I even like when people go and get like, you know, they're at home, like avocado toast, where they get a piece of bread, they open the avocado, they spread it on there, and then they get the everything but the bagel, like seasoning, and they put it on the avocado toast. That's good. What I don't like seeing is when people go to places and spend money on shit that is like four times the amount of what it's worth. I've seen a woman spend $15 at brunch for two pieces of avocado toast, which is the equivalent of one piece of bread cut in half with smeared avocado and everything but the bagel. She spent $15 on something that is said everything much- but No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. Any, any person of color, if you have never discovered the everything but bagel seasoning and you don't have that in your like cabinet of spices, you need to have it. Like, that's the one thing white people have not told us that we need to have in our spice cabinet. They they don't believe in paprika or, like, oregano <laughs> and shit like that. But but they definitely believe in everything but the bagel. And that shit, my, imagine having a bagel, right? But someone took the bagel completely out of the equation, and they gave <laughs> you, like, the seasoning for the bagel. And they say, you know what, put it on a piece of toast and put some butter or some, you know, some avocado on it. The greatest fucking avocado toast you will ever have has everything but the bagel seasoning on it. We got oh, it's going down. You know, first of all, it's my birthday. It's not my birthday anymore. It was yesterday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy. Let me tell you, I never forgive him. I watch, and I'm in like I, I'm like I hate you. Why would you do this to us? It's so disgusting. Why would you put that bland ass, water ass, paste ass shit? On your damn macaroni. When he says that he never belonged, he ain't lying, y'all. He ain't lying. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see, what else we got? I just have to say, you guys are genius together. I gotta find me a partner like this and get my hustle on. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Pretty, just really good um, conversation starters, and you guys just bounce off of each other. Very clever. I'm just so proud of the way you guys work together. I'm proud to know you. Thank you so much. Uh, like Shannon's coming back. Something was wrong with the audio, but obviously we'll definitely be back. Um, I just need to know before she comes back because she's going to say that you know avocado toast is good and all this stuff, and it's good. I just want to know from you guys before we get up out of here. Like, what is a dish that you make at home? that nobody else would think was good, but you feel as though it is probably one of the best dishes anybody else could ever have. And Shannon's back. So basically, Shannon, (laughs) I I want to know from them, like, what is something that they make at home or they add to something that, you know, I won't say normal people, but people would look at it and say, yo, like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, I would have never thought about that. Like, Mm -hmm. for for me, when I'm at home, like, I have a thing where, I like to put Parmesan like cheese on my shrimp. Like for some reason, I don't know what Mm -hmm. it is. Like I absolutely love Parmesan shrimp. Like that is one thing that I absolutely love. So I wanted to hear from the listeners, like what are some things that you would like cook at home that you're like, you know what? I want everybody else to know, Hey, this is actually good and you should try it. So these voicemails. I got something that I do with food that's not normal. 
I am 33 and I cannot boil an egg to perfection. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But when I do have people boil my egg, (laughs) I I don't like to chew it. I don't like to bite into it and and feel the yellow part on my teeth. So I just swallow it whole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel about devil eggs. Like, I, I actually am, I'm probably a serial killer when it comes to devil eggs, because if I can't eat the entire devil egg, I won't eat the entire shit. I will literally throw it away. Like, there's nothing worse than going to, like, Thanksgiving, and, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. You're eating a deviled egg, but then it's, like, that little piece of, like, egg white that you don't really want to eat, but all the other good shit you already done consumed. So you just got to leave that shit on the bottom, you know, on the base of your plate. And like, hey, by the way. But um, you don't I'm like the white part? Hell No. I love the, that part. The best part of the deviled egg was the shit that was in it and the seasoning and the all that. Like, I don't want the egg white. I, I can't. That's the, look, the, that's the only one. Look, Greg, that's the only white I swallow. So you know what? <laughs> See, something wrong with you, Fred. Something is wrong with you. Oh, my God. We're not supposed to be showing them. No, they're, they're not supposed to see the side of us tonight. They're not. No, this is the serious show. This is the serious show. They are not supposed to see the side of us tonight. I'm sorry. Goodness. We're supposed to be serious. What is the next voice? Everything but the bagel, that shit fucking goes on it. Damn near anything. Like any pastry shit. That shit fucking. That shit right there is fucking fire. See? What I tell you. He's an avocado. Black people. Black people. (laughs) the, The one thing you can learn from white people is this. Everything but the bagel is not only the jam, you can put that on anything. You had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Go ahead, before you go and close up that sandwich, put a little bit of everything but the bagel on it. I swear to God, it will take it from like a five to an eight real quick. Um, everything but the bagel, avocado toast, same fucking thing. Honestly, if you if you like me and you get like the, I can't believe it's not butter, and you decide you want to put that on some toast, sprinkle some everything, you know, but the bagel. That shit will take a piece of toast and make it feel like you spent $28 on it on everything I love. It's like I'm brunch. But I have seen that at my friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, next week, you and I, actually no, tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're going to have a segment called All of the Spices. I'm going to write this down. I want to know the 10 essential spices that everybody has to have in their cabinets. Adobo doesn't count, though. I have to make that clear. Adobo does not count. So we're going to do that, but we got a lot of voicemails. Let's get to the next one. Yo, Greg, that's real talk. I got that in my cabinet right now. I haven't been See? using it as much, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, you kind of put me back into it. So you could put it in anything like mashed potatoes or anything that's just kind of bland and you can just want to put a little spice in your life. Yeah, I feel you. Spice in your life. I'm Spice Girl. Say word. You guys are awesome. I'm about to go. I got to go back to work. And so I know it's late, but y'all are amazing. Thank you so much for having us and listening Thanks. to us for forever. I'm so sorry that we just, I love to talk and we, I love hearing people talk about good stuff too. This was a really great conversation. So thank y'all. And I don't know why I'll be back again to listen, but I'm going to try to see if y'all have more conversations on the weekend and, and hang out. Maybe we're going to go to go and try uh, out a conversation ourselves. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you and have a good night, everybody. You all are the sweetest. And you know what? It ain't all bad all the time, but character is the beginning and ending of everything. If you start there, you can get to a lot of places, and it's nothing but truth. 
character is truth. Nobody can lie about character. You can, but but you can also the truth is more powerful when you look at the character. Right. Read envy, all that all that crazy stuff. Um, but anyway, have a good night, y'all. Night. Shout out to E Ruth. And salmon stuffed baked potato. Um, don't knock it till you try it. That shit is like, oh my god, it is pure nut. Pure nut. Pure nut. Okay. Besides the macaroni and ketchup thing, I like um like a peanut butter shake. So it's kind of like a Caribbean thing. It's called peanut punch. So it's pretty much like a peanut butter milkshake. So it's just it's almond milk, right. yes. a little bit of sugar, and peanut butter. I don't know if that's weird or not, but you know, when I bring it to work for a little protein, people look at me like, what the hell is that? And I tell them, and they're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It actually sounds good. I like bananas on my peanut, um, my peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, can I just say this before we go to the next one? If you mm-hmm. eat nothing but pineapples on your pizza, you are definitely a serial killer. And I'm not arguing with you at all. Like, period. Mm-hmm. So, interracial power hour. I just tuned in. Um, what are you guys talking about? What's been the topic so far? What's the tea? Oh, my God. It's so much. Oh my God. She, she, she missed, honestly, the best four hours of her life. And she has to yes. catch up. We have like a consistent uh, 45 people in here listening at yeah. the same time in the comments. It's crazy. The egg white tastes like the smell of fart when you boil that shit. I hate boiled eggs. Deviled eggs, soft boiled, hard boiled. No motherfucking boil. That shit is so nasty. That shit is like a fucking fart marshmallow. A fart mellow. <laughs> okay, this sounds, this sounds kind of crazy, but I need y'all to work with me here, okay? I'm going to take you into a deep dive into this dish here, okay? So you got your hot dogs, you got your glizzies, right? You make them however you make them, however you make your hot dogs, put them in the bun, right? Now, this is where it gets a little wacky with the condiments, okay? So first, put a little bit of hot sauce on it. Put some hot sauce on on however many hot dogs you eat, right? Hot sauce on each one. Then you put some some mustard on. Put put mustard on top of the hot sauce. You're going to be like, what? That sounds terrible. But this is the part, right? This is where it's going to get a little crazy, but then it's gonna, I'm going to hit you out of nowhere, okay? After you get the hot sauce and the mustard, you want to put some Parmesan cheese on that hot dog. What? Oh, my God. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. And then you crush up some Cool Ranch Doritos and you sprinkle them in each hot dog. I swear to God. I swear to God, fam. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. That has to be the highest fucking recipe I've ever... He just said, and I had to write it down because I'm going to try this shit. He said to take a hot dog, cook a hot dog, put it in a bun, and then after you put it in the bun, you add hot sauce, mustard, parmesan, and then cool ranch Doritos. He loves me But I did buy a hot dog today, so I might try it. I'm definitely gonna have to go and get some cool ranch doritos this weekend but no lie nah. you make the best <laughs> recipes when you're fucking high okay what? Oh my, my pancake so decadent when i'm high i'm just like look at that thing i go. see you girl shaking that thing salmon stuffed baked potato salmon stuffed baked potato that sounds like that fire Ooh. how do i make money on this app i'm new 
Um, but I think I saw on the leaderboards. Is it true you guys are making a thousand dollars tonight? No, we're Ooh. not. I don't know. I wish. I wish, but we're not. We ain't that important. Right. Oh my god, these pineapple pizza people. Oh my god, I've always been so scared of them. They're like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, you eat people. Okay. <laughs> I um I have had people, but I got rid of those people um down the sink. But what I will say, I have tried the pineapple on pizza. It's not that bad. It's not that it, bad. It really is. It, it's that bad. It definitely is that bad. Yo, I was going to say the same thing. That is the highest <laughs> shit I've ever heard, Joe Fon. But that's what that's what you do when you high. You just you you, you create and you make masterpieces. So yeah, right. that's what's up, yo. Take a hot dog, put coleslaw and hot sauce, and that's it. What? When was the last time I had coleslaw? Honestly, that sounds better than the Dorito one, though, because I actually it's like better coleslaw. Because you know, it's like a it's a hot and cold type of thing. That actually sounds really fucking good. Uh, I have I a hot with coleslaw. coleslaw. I eat ice cream with my coffee. Wait, what? I well, I I drink it. I take the coffee to the face, and I take the ice cream in a separate bowl, and I eat it at the same time and drink it. It's a side effect of having kids fall out your vagina. Next comment. I was high as shit when I made that recipe, and I'm happy to share it with my family. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, look, man, I can't, I can't question no type of combination of foods after, like, I done done the prison spreads and shit. Like, Ooh. some shit just don't even make sense. Like, why the fuck would you put mayonnaise on fucking noodles? Why the fuck, man, there's so much shit you put in there that when you think about it, when you see somebody doing it for the first time, you're like, what the fuck is this man doing? But I guarantee you that shit's going to be fire, bro. Like, that shit's going to be fucking fire. And, and, but, it, but it looks questionable as fuck. But just trust any type of mixture. I can't, I, I can't question it. It might just be good in the, in the end, you know what I mean? It, it, it might be, bro. Like, it has to be. I'm curious now. Curious. Are you guys hearing my comments? Yes, yes. we are, Luna. We definitely hear you. You know what it is about pineapple on pizza? It's like, I get the Hawaiian pizza. You get the ham, you got the pineapple. But even then, you bite into a pizza and you bite into a pineapple. It's like, it's like gross because it's like, it's juicy. You don't want juicy like fruits on your pizza. That's like... It's like putting oranges on pizza or like slices of mango on pizza. Mm, he wasn't complaining. Oh my god, life. slices of mango on pizza sounds actually incredible. Mango uh, sounds good. Pineapple okay, have you ever had pickles on pizza? Why would you ever do this? Why would you? <laughs> I ever tried it before. <laughs> it's actually like um, acid, no. like tangy. No, no, no. Mm-mm. You know, I have a love-hate with coleslaw. I like more of, like, the more vinegary coleslaw or the coleslaw that's not too much mayo. But I've had coleslaw where it felt like I was just eating mayo with little lumps in it. And I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I got a recipe for crab cakes. It calls for squirrel. Wait (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, dog. Tomato is a fruit. 
tomato it's, is a yeah, it's considered a fruit. When I when I buy whole tomatoes, I buy them like an apple. Jesus, why? You are definitely a serial it's killer. That's in that mouth. Oh my god. Hey, you might be on the sun with that mango piece. I never tried it, but I, if it's out there, I'm going to have to try it because I'll, I'll rock with the pineapple, uh, the, the Hawaiian joint. I got six mangoes in here. I might try it tomorrow. Yo, with little lumps in it. Little lumps. Yeah. <laughs> we just got down to no voicemails, dog. Finally. Fi- oh, That's my. Crazy. And then- only four and that's something hours. Oh my god! All right, this is a good show. Definitely good show. Let, let, oh. Let's get this last voicemail and we get our our final ties and offering, and we get out of here. Biting into a tomato is very serial killerish. I, oh, I mean, exactly. I, and I and I do a lot, but if I see you biting into a tomato like an apple. I just automatically think you're toxic, especially if, if you're a woman. I mean, there's no, and I'm not on the gender shit like that, but that's some very, very scary shit. Exactly. You definitely eat people. No, you eat people if you decide you are going to go and bite into, like, a tomato, when you see it, nobody says, you know what, I want to bite into this. It's one of those, I do. like, no, someone says, you know what, I have to cut into this in order to enjoy No, you bite in- into See? This is why we can't have good things. We can't have good things <laughs> because you decided that you wanted to go and bite into a fucking tomato. In 2020, you bite into tomato. Well, here's the thing. After you take a bite out of that tomato, do you eat the entire... Like, and I after, eat the entire eat thing the, except for the like, white part that's in the middle. See, so you, you, you eat everything but the white. See, something wrong with you. Something wrong with you. Something wrong with you, friend. Okay, so you take pizza and you spread coleslaw and hot sauce on it, and that's it. Mm, mm, now that sounds good. That I'm definitely putting coleslaw on pizza. Are you crazy? I would do it. You know, the skin and the seeds of a tomato are not digestible by the body. Mm. Well, I guess it just don't come out like corn because I eat them. See, you you've definitely killed somebody in your past, but it's okay. Um, so you know what? We we have been here long enough. Um. I'm going to leave this out. So, four hours and 39 minutes later, you have been listening to Loudmouth Stereo. I'm Greg, one of your hosts, and I am joined by my lovely co-host every single week. And I'm going to let her tell her, you know, tell you who she is after we get, God damn it, these fucking voicemails. We, we can't get rid of them. We can't get rid of them. They love us. We love you, too. Um just just let them know who you are. We're going to play the two voicemails, and then we're going to actually say our farewells for the evening. All right. I'm Shan from She Gets It Pod. Might say Shan Rock on there. Add me, follow me, hit me on Twitter, hit me on IG. If you want to email me, shegetsitpod at gmail.com. What's up? I think I'm a few minutes behind, but I had a physical reaction to the idea of pickles on pizza. See? Is that a thing that exists? Or was that a hypothetical? No, it's a because that exists. She literally I, thinks that's a thing. No. Yes. <laughs> it's like little bits of pickles chopped up. They're not whole. It's no. on private. Uh, what's that brand called? Private Selection. No. You could get it at Publix or Kroger. And uh-huh. yeah, it's on there. 
I like tomatoes, but I hate ketchup. Don't eat it on anything. Mm. Hey, but no lie, if you biting into a tomato, like, I'm liable to try to get at least 10 to 15 or 20 feet away from you. Like, I cannot trust you at that point. But at the same time, on a different note, I have, I have an uncle that he used to eat oranges with, with the peel on it and everything. Like, just, just bite into that shit. And one day I told him, I said, why, why do you do that shit? Like, that shit has to taste like shit. And he said, yeah, but you know, like this, you, you get all the vitamin C. And I told him, nah, man, I think that orange gives off plenty of vitamin C for me to fucking taste it the way that it tastes good. Like, why? I don't know, but that's my uncle's shit. The skin of fruit veggies does way more than anything. Like, my mom would be like, don't take off the skin. That's what you need to eat. And I'm just like, hell no, I'm taking off the skin. But a lot of people don't know that I think it's a green pepper or a red pepper has more vitamin C than that. Or orange. You, you want to know what's funny is I have family members who have told me, like, they come over and I've cooked them dinner. They absolutely will not want to eat green peppers, but they'll eat red ones, orange ones, yellow ones. I'm like, wait, wait, you won't eat green, and but you eat everything else. Listen, Jamaicans yeah. cook with three main peppers, green pepper, um, the red pepper, and the yellow pepper. And if you really want to kill your throat, we go and put a scotch bonnet in there. See? Something wrong. Something is wrong. We got two more <laughs> and pickle. You get the saltiness and the sourness of the pickle. It's well together. See? The fuck are you talking about, motherfucker? <laughs> exactly. So, to leave this one out, let me just say this. Um, we do appreciate you guys all being here collectively. Don't just leave just yet because we still have shit we have to say. Um, we are on here pretty much at least twice a week. Tomorrow, we will be having another show, which we are focusing on social media. Um, Shannon's all actually right. going to dive into that a little bit more before we get our exit out. So, go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to let you just get it out. For tomorrow's show, we want to know if social media is a pro or a con. And have a similar discussion breakdown from everybody on that shit because, you know, all of our devices are telling us how much time we're spending on our phone or how much time we're spending on IG or this app or that app. Is it actually a good thing or is it a bad thing? And what are you doing on your phone? So that's what we'll be discussing tomorrow night. Absolutely. So in the meantime, though, we want you guys to both and all follow us on social media we want you to follow us obviously on here and we want you to listen to the podcast because we have extra content on those as well um outside of that though we will definitely see you guys all tomorrow um shan as usual thank you for inviting me to your show because this is all about you um use a pie this, this is, is about, about us especially this, this, tonight. This, this, um, yeah, this is definitely about us but i mean hey any woman who decides they are going to put pickles on their pizza um, Shut up. this is this is definitely about you friend um so uh, you know what let's, let's just do a quick shout out thing so shout out oh, to man. king geo uh victoria rose one j2020 chase adams uh lygia vita sato uh dahlia that's a different spell of dahlia brandon 45 b lotus miss puddles now does she Miss Puddles because yeah, is it Miss Puddles because mm, or is Listen, it Miss Puddles because? Hey, I'm just saying. 
an, another episode. We're gonna talk, Miss Puddles. I'm, let me go ahead and follow her right now because you, you know what that means. Um, I just hope you're of age. Um, we have Cora G. We have Javon seven seven seven. We have Tyrese with the S. Tyrese C. Okay. We have Gil Blanco, Luna eight. We have insincere because that's how a lot of us niggas feel. We have Reed for you. We have Luna seven. Um, motherfucking Dom the Don. Shout out to you. MFN Dom the Don. Shout out to you. Music man. We have ill. What is this? Alik Kipi. Alik Kipi. A leaky pie. Um, we've all had that before. Um, shout hey. out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies with the leaky pie. Um, you know what, friend? Stop it! Stop it! You you can't be this way. This is not the show for that. We have Olive Two. We have Machiavelli Ballard. Uh, I'm sorry, Machiavelli Bard. We have One uh, We have Javon Seven Seven Seven. Again, we have Big Satch because Big Snatches. I'm assuming it's taken. We have Richard Land, who was cute. Um, Lamar. We have Dorsha Evans, Nisa, our dog Rico Ten. We have a host of different people that we have definitely shouted out. In the midst of me shouting people out, we've had four voicemails. We're going to play these, and we're going to appreciate the fact that you guys have actually rocked with us. For if you haven't been here all four hours, either way, we still have fucked with you. Here are the four voicemails. Sounds pretty gross to me. <laughs> hey Greg, I, I I gave you a follow, man. Anybody talking about everything but the bagel, man? I'm rocking with you, no lie. People don't understand. Everything but the bagel might be the one spice you need in your cabinet, and we're gonna talk about that tomorrow. I guarantee you. Per game in the building. Per. <laughs> Shout out per game. Shout out to Per Gang. You know, I've been here for like 30 seconds. But, you know, shout out would be cool. What up, G-Money? Or these nuts. Shout out to G-Money. Exactly. The, the crickets were laughing in the background. Either way, <gasps> you have been listening to another episode of Loudmouth Stereo with your host, Greg and... Chan. We will be back tomorrow. We need you guys to be here live and direct. We want to hear all the likes. We want to see all the shares. More importantly, we want to see you. Bring your comments. Bring your thoughts. Bring everything you can possibly bring. Except the macaroni and pasta shit that you added raisins to. Doritos or hot dogs. Please don't bring that. Glizzy game. Doritos hot dogs. Some women like the glizzy. So, you know what? For all the women who like the glizzy, share the show. Until tomorrow, we will see you guys later. (laughs) Out. Bye. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs. Perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout. 
and save 75% on your subscription. 